ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mask, representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their kung fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly kung fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of kung fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
men of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of kung fu justice. Five new kung fu killing techniques. The whipping triple jointed stick, an avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole, driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork, no one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stakeout, and prevents a hijack. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. Magnum Force, rated R.
opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. theaters.
知道你还是会喜欢我的Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推荐你上去，但你上头唔批准。点解？呢、這个人你应该好熟嘅。我听日要走，后日去台湾嗰单嘢，咪带埋一成咯，俾个机会啲后生仔啊嘛。
。一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 s 而家大把世界。有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟噶，我哥系产值唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你嘢喐手啊！即刻转翻转头One of the ten best films of the year, a high octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts.
outrageously exhilarating, guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. A film concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. Killer is great cinema. The Killer, a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance, rated R, starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. My instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. All we want is the money. This is an inside job. Ten million in cash. Let's go home right now. I've seen you two. We're celebrity hostages. Dogs. Before Pulp Fiction. The original Men in Black shook the world of action cinema in the original A Better Tomorrow. Presents the explosive bullet ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Woo and Troy Hark take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Yun Fat, Leslie Chung, and T Long. Better tomorrow, too.
He practiced the lizard style. Chameleon. The lizard is a very agile and nimble style. That equals a man to climb like a lizard. David Rockefeller's money couldn't save him. Despite all of the hard work he did for safety. But he's behind the latest accusations. If you disagree, then you must be a Russian agent. That's a bunch of gobbledygook. Peddling that has got to be spooked. There's not an angle I couldn't possibly juice. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's got to be truth. Let's keep it all cerebral. If I run for mayor, I won't be mayor. I leave it to the people. Consider this a shot across the bow. The sheeple are awake and we gon' shake them up now. Make them well aware you are extreme liars. You create smoke, then you're like a scream fire. Like we can't see who lit it. It shows like a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay, I get it. None of these federal projectors ever want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue-in-cheek. The NYPD just sprung a leak. Not one of these federal projectors, they want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue-in-cheek. The NYPD just sprung a leak. Bastard. You did it again. You a real hard bastard. When will it end? Say bastard, you did it again. You a real hard bastard. Now tell me when will it end? All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, before we begin, I'll just, uh, as a reminder, mention at 9 Eastern, we will be releasing to the audience the PDF of the Soft Gentleman's book, What a Bigot Would Say, free to the audience. Uh, and then after that, uh, I, I have something that if you want to uh, uh, help out the channel, uh, not monetarily, just as far as like... Uh, 
you know, a favor, not like a, not a requirement, but like uh, something that could help us. Uh, I'll mention that after as well, uh, related to, to polls. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> I imagine David Packman would get excited about that one. So we're going to start here. Biden inflation, consumer price index jumps up again, despite the claims by uh, some that worries about inflation are overwrought. The Federal Bureau of Labor Statistics revealed Wednesday that the CPI uh, rose 0.6% in August, rising 3.7% over the last 12 months to an index level of 307.02. And of course, this is just the bullshit political metric for uh, inflation. If you actually include housing and uh, food and gas, it's in, it's, I think it's like 15%, something crazy like that. The, uh, that followed a rise of 3.2% in July in consumer price growth, making that two successive months of price ascension, stoking fears that inflation may be more difficult to reduce than op uh, optimistic economists had estimated. Uh, as a sign of how much the Biden presidency has harmed consumers, food prices rode, uh, excuse me, rose 4.9% between July 2022 and July 2023 and August 2022. Food's rate of inflation had risen a whopping 11.4% since the previous August, the, high, the highest rate over a month since May 1979. During the Trump presidency, food prices never rose more than 2.1% until the Qingchong age struck. In April 2020, they rose 3.5%, rising to 45 in June, before uh, subsiding uh, to 3.8 in January 2021 when he left office. Um, but food prices exploded under Biden, literally tripling for the first time since he took, uh, took office in August 2022. The year-over-year -year change of the CPI is generally used to determine the rate of inflation. The CPI index level at the end of January 2021, the month Joe Biden was inaugurated, rested at 262.65 in the last year of bathhouse Barry Obama's presidency. The CPI rose 2.5%, the biggest increase since 2012 in the four years of the Trump presidency. CPI rose 2.1, 1.6, 2.5, and 1.4. The CPI measures the change in prices paid by consumers for goods and services. It represents roughly 93% of the total population. The climb followed a rise of 0.2% in July. The index for gasoline was responsible for over half the increase in CPI in August. The food index rose 0.2 in both July and August. The index for food at, at home increased 0.2%, food away 0.3%. Um, now, let's uh, get into groceries. Uh, Biden's food inflation record grocery uh, prices up 19.6%. 19.6% while simultaneously gaslighting you. Oh, no, everything's back to normal. No, food prices are totally back to normal. Amazing. <clears throat> Household budgets were hit by rising grocery stove prices for the second consecutive month in August. Data from Department of Labor showed Wednesday the consumer price index for food at home rose 0.2% in August after climbing 0.3% in July. Food prices have been on an almost relentless rise since Biden took office, with food inflation becoming a constant feature of the American economy after nearly a decade of mostly stable prices. Prices for groceries have been up 
on a monthly basis in all but three months of Biden's presidency. The culminative effect has been devastating for the budgets of many households. Since February 2021, food and home prices are up 19.6%. Even though the rate of increases has declined since last year when food prices were up 13% compared with the year before, there's no sign of a return to the pre-Biden price levels. Instead, food prices seem to be settling into a permanently higher price level and a persistently higher rate of monthly increases. The index for meats, poultry, fish, and eggs rose 0.8% in August. The index for pork rose 2.2%. The index for other food at home increased 0.2% over the month. The index for cereals and bakery products rose 0.5% for the month. It is up a whopping 6% compared with a year ago. Fans of frozen pies, tarts, and other frozen bakery products were especially hit hard in August, with prices jumping 1.8%. Ice cream prices, however, declined 0.7% in August. Surprising. But they're still up 4.3% from a year ago. Dairy and related products saw a 0.4% increase in August, reversing uh, a 0.5% increase in July. The index for fruits and vegetables declined with almost every subcategory, seeing prices dip in August. Compare with a year ago, however, prices for all fruits and vegetables are higher except for citrus and tomatoes. Dining out got pricier in August. The index for food away from home rose 0.3%. Fast food meals rose 0.3% and full service restaurant prices rose 0.2%. Compared with a year ago, food away from home prices are up 6.5%, including a 6.7% increase in fast food meals and 5.3% increase in full-service restaurant meals. And the strategy for the election is going to be to tell you that none of this is happening and it's in your imagination. I imagine, I can't wait for them to, to call us selfish. Oh, you're being selfish. You don't like high gas prices, bigot? You need to sacrifice for Joe Biden and Ukraine. Um... This is from the USA Today. They, I'm telling you, they are going to do the. They're going to do shit. I, I think that no one will be able to predict. They are going to be so rabid and insane, because this is completely backfired. Why does Yahoo do that? You go on the article and then it just switches to another page. If I want to go on the other page, I'll press the button. Anyway, it's fine. Anyway, this is blowing up in their face. They have multiple indictments with more to come. None of them are working. It's making Trump more popular. Now, this is from the USA Today. Inflation is weighing down Americans. Many trust Trump more than Biden to fix it. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, there is going to be direct, some sort of like punishment of the voters. They think, these lunatics, that they can like punish us I mean, more than they already have, but like there's going to be a, a direct attack. It might happen this week because um, I read two conflicting things. I read that Joe Biden was going to give a speech on the threats of white supremacy. That's that's like the voters. Uh, you know, everyone's a white supremacist that doesn't obey him. Um, but then there was another one on uh, Bidenomics. He's going to give a speech on Bidenomics. That's going to be hilarious. But I think they're going to make an example out of, out of like voters. I, I, I don't know how exactly they're going to do that. But I think they're going to do something. Anyway, we'll see. Linda Munoz. Munoz is scared about the economy. She dipped into her emergency savings this year, and she doesn't believe Joe Biden feels her pain. The retired teacher from Texas worries about paying $4 for cereal 
and three, four dollars for cereal. Where are you getting your cereal? It's like six, five ninety nine, six dollars, nine in some instances. Granola, I like granola. It's kind of uh, you know a little, little bit of a you know little gay, but uh, it's pretty good. Uh, nine dollars. I was like, fuck that noise. Nine dollars? Yeah, I'm good. I think we'll just not have that. Nine goddamn dollars. Now, not all of it's nine dollars, but the good shit's like nine dollars. Um, the the medium shit's like five ninety nine. And that box is small as hell. That's like two fucking bowls of cereal. That's it. Fuck that. Anyway, three thirty-eight for gasoline interstate. That's it's it's at five eighty. Excuse me, not five eighty. It's at three eighty up here. Three eighty. Yeah. You know, you might go to one place. It might be three seventy. Another place might be three eighty or three seventy-five. But it's about three eighty. Man, this is gonna be holy shit. Uh, according to him, everything's perfect, said Munoz. He just doesn't live in reality. No, he doesn't. He also has full-blown dementia, and he's a pedophile. As Biden tries to sell Americans on an economic rebound, most Americans aren't buying it, according to an exclusive poll from Suffolk University uh, that reveals major concerns about the state of the economy. This is probably why they're going to have him give the speech. But what do they think? He's going to give a speech. He's going to mumble through a speech. And what does he think? People are going to go, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I didn't just pay $100 for $30 worth of groceries at the store. Oh, yeah, okay, uh, great. Now I'm going to vote for Joe Biden? Now they're going to do some sort of fucking, like, punishment, I'm telling you. <clears throat> maybe I'm getting too jaded. Maybe I'm getting too jaded. Oh, maybe it'll be uh, that shit we were reading about with the energy, how he's, like, sabotaging the energy. I think it was on Revolver. And uh, maybe that'll be it. I don't know. Um, so it, this poll reveals major concerns about the state of the economy and little hope um, of people's outlook improving. What's worse for Biden, the incumbent president, is that Americans say they trust Donald Trump and not Joe Biden to fix it. I've said this many times. If you ask me, and I'm one person and I'm not by any means an expert on any of this shit. But if you ask me, going into Election Day, uh, what's like the optimal scenario? Um, the optimal scenario is if voters think that Trump is better on the economy. Uh, because people, that's the bottom line. Like that affects them directly. The economy affects people directly. If the economy's good, they're going to vote for the guy that's in office. If the econ not only if the economy is shit, are they going to vote for the other guy? If the economy is shit and the incumbent president is insulting their intelligence, pretending it's not happening. So now it's still early, but you look at all of these different things happening. Okay, you got the economy being shit. You got what seems to be RFK. He's going to run as an independent because the DNC isn't going to give him a chance. That's going to take votes away from Joe Biden. I don't see how that takes... Maybe it takes a little bit of votes away from... Maybe a couple normie, independent votes that lean Democrat, but they don't like Biden. Maybe they go with RFK and not Trump. But whatever. You know, I, I think Trump... Trump's support is rock solid, I think, for the most part. Um, and I think that uh, RFK could maybe pick up uh, some independents that might have gone for Trump. Um, but I think mostly it's going to affect... Uh, Biden. So you have that. By the way, Cornell West. Cornell West is a absolute um, d Democrat gay op candidate. 
he is a he has his whole campaign is sheepdogging. Sheepdogging is where I first heard the term from uh, sane progressive. May she rest in peace. Um, where, it, like the Young Turks are sheepdoggers. What they do is they pretend to be grassroots progressives. So they gather all the grassroots progressive voters, and then, inevitably, it's always a corporate candidate. So then they go, well, we have to vote blue no matter who. Okay, so that's what Cornell West is. Cornell West is gathering as many Democrat voters as he can on his fucking bullshit, and then he's going to argue, lesser of two evils, you got to vote for Biden. That's that campaign. And you know how you can tell? Because Jimmy Dore has disagreements with Cornell West, and every single fucking whore DNC shill uh, YouTuber, and a lot of them pretend that they're independent progressives, but they're 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 all they're all sheepdoggers. They they all sheepdog. Um, you got these like fake commie uh, uh, people that pretend that they're like grassroots. I don't like any commies, but I'm just saying um, there there are more that are like genuine than than others. Uh, you got these people, uh, uh, they pretend to be uh, progressives at the crystal balls of the world. Uh, all of these people are going after Jimmy Dore for disagreeing with Cornell West. All of the DNC shells. It's fascinating to watch. Anyway, not to get off on a tangent there, but it's I always love watching left wing and fighting. It's very fascinating. And of course, what do they do with Jimmy Dore? Oh, he's a horrible racist Nazi. Hilarious. It's fucking hilarious anyway um so you have so he's not a third party threat because he's gonna cuck just like bernie sanders so fuck cornell west anyway um but rfk rfk is a real threat he's a real threat to run independent so all of this shit is lining up as a goddamn nightmare for joe biden a nightmare meanwhile you're so desperate you're you're doing all these fucking indictments they're not working a conviction is not going to work. Look, people, I mean, the average person, if you say, hey, this guy is going to make the economy better, but he got convicted on some like thing where he was talking with officials about election results or he paid a whore. Do you think people are going to give a fuck about that over like $6 a gallon milk? I don't think so. So get, get as many convictions as possible. It's not going to matter. What is he going to be convicted of? All this bullshit that takes D.C. people 15 minutes to explain? You know, if you had the guy on rape or murder, like actual rape, not Skeletor, um, and then you could say, yeah, he was found guilty criminally of rape, you know, maybe people would, would take that serious over $6 a gallon milk. But this shit, this Washington, D.C. masturbatory bullshit that no one gives a fuck about. Oh, he broke our constitutional norms. No one cares about your constitutional norms. They're not even real. They're not even real. They're made up by sick pedophiles in order to try to control people and make them do what they want. This is not anything any normal person cares about. So, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Anyway, back to the poll here. <clears throat> um Groceries, housing, gas, all of these are pushing people further and further into debt, they say. Nearly 70% of Americans said the economy is getting worse, according to the poll, while only 22% said the economy is improving. 84% of Americans said their cost of living is rising, and nearly half of all uh, Americans, 49%, blamed food and grocery prices as the main driver. It's getting harder to survive out here 
with a little bit of money that we do make, says uh, Casey Laffey. 43, a waitress at a diner in Philadelphia. By the way, they're coming after the waitresses again. Now, look, I am sure there are some waiters and waitresses that would prefer to, to not go by tipping. I'm sure there's some that are not having great success at it. And, and, I, and I'm not an expert on it, but I've talked to people in the past uh, uh, about that. I, I told the story, this guy I, I know in D.C., uh, he, he runs a, a business down there and I would go down uh, and, and visit periodically. And I remember one time he, he out of nowhere, he's like, watch what will happen. He said, there's going to be a push where they're going to be um, going with this whole thing of like, oh, you have to get rid of tipping. It's misogynist and all this fucking bullshit. And it's it's basically these uh, Democrats that want to destroy tipping um, and uh and it's going to fuck over a lot of uh, waiters and waitresses because there's a lot of waiters and waitresses that like the tipping and it and they make good money doing it or they make enough money doing it. Not all, of course, not all, of course. Well, apparently, if you're a waiter or waitress and you make and you're happy with tips, well, they're, they're coming for that now. They're going to do that again. They're going to try again. They failed the last time. Um because, yeah, after that dude said it, like a few weeks later, boom, you saw this coordinated campaign in the corporate media uh, on the Young Turks and everyone. This was many years ago. And they were all talking about, oh, this one wa waitress, one of the customers thought she was attractive and, I don't know, commented about her tits or something. Now, you shouldn't do that. But the idea that, like, some fucking retard decides to be rude and comment on a woman's tits that suddenly you have to get rid of tipping, that's nonsensical. That's completely nonsensical. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do this time. Are they going to have a different argument? Maybe they're going to pull the, uh, the, the, like how they would demonize weed and they'll be like, you know, if you tip, you're supporting terrorism. I don't know. They'll do something. They'll say it's white supremacy, whatever the fuck they're going to say. But yeah, watch out for that. That's coming around again. Anyway, so this waitress in Philadelphia um, says, yeah, it's hard to get by with the little money that we do make. Alafi, who voted for Biden in 2020, said her family's food budget has skyrocketed to 800 to 1500 a month. Eggs are ridiculous, she said, also singling out prices for fruit, vegetables, and milk. Yeah, eggs are fucking... I don't even buy them anymore. For months, Biden has... Ta oh, by the way, I just saw... I was watching The Quartering did a video on new YouTube censorship. And I've been kicking around the, the idea, uh, I've talked to people about keto, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but I've talked to people that I consider to be reasonable, reasonable in real life, okay, about it. And it seems interesting, it seems interesting, and I'm, I'm not that far off from it. You know, I, I wouldn't have to like radically change a lot in my diet, well anyway, but I was kind of like, eh, whatever, that seems interesting. And then I kind of left it at that, right? Well, apparently, in the new round of, of medical misinformation censorship on YouTube, they're going hard against the keto diet. Now, understand, this is from the WHO, uh, top down from the WHO. These are the people that are telling you that the most dangerous vaccine in history is safe and effective. So if those same people are saying that keto is dangerous, yeah, I'm probably switching to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I'm going to actually switch. Now, maybe I won't like it or maybe it'll be, you know, fucked up. I don't know. But yeah, I think I'm going to, whatever they say, I think you'll do well if you do the opposite of whatever they fucking say. 
So if those same people are now saying, oh, the keto diet is dangerous, okay. Yeah, what it probably is, it's probably something that allows people to avoid medication for as long as possible. That would be my guess. Somehow, I, am, I guess that being on the keto diet uh, is not good for the pockets of Pfizer and Moderna. That's my guess. I could be wrong, but anyway, yeah. Or like, God forbid, if you have cancer, that's already a horrible thing to deal with. Well, now you're not allowed to like talk about um, like any, you're, you're not allowed to decide for yourself what is the best kind of treatment. Uh, so, you, so like if, if someone has a treatment that these people don't like, you're not allowed to talk about it. You're going to be banned. So giving people who are already going through something crazy, now you, you have to like have another level of bullshit. And they did this to the people that had vaccine injuries on Facebook. They would ban the people from talking about it. Anyway, just crazy. All right, back to this. For months, Biden has touted Bidenomics to frame an economic agenda centered on the middle class. He's highlighted his efforts to expand domestic manufacturing. It's all rhetoric, though. Push through historic infrastructure spending and work with Democrats in Congress to cap the price of insulin. Dumb bitch. Trump already did that with insulin. And then he reversed it, and then, well, I guess he's doing it, he's, he's putting it to, uh, back, or at least probably not going to be as good as when Trump did it, and he's going to go, look what I did. Yeah, you, you made the problem worse, and then you made it a little better, but the last guy seemed to have resolved the issue. Anyway, whatever. And give Medicare the power to negotiate lower costs for prescription drugs. The White House has tried to get credit for an unemployment rate that's near a 50-year low, a robust job market including 13.5 million jobs, uh, an annual inflation that, according to the CPI, is down to 3.7% from a 40-year high of 9.1% in June 2022. Yeah, yet only 34% of Americans said they approve of Biden's handling of the economy, compared with 59% who disapprove. Also, there was that other poll that showed the majority of people that took the poll. They say the country. I don't think that's accurate. Just whoever took the poll. Majority of people uh, believed that the indictments were political. Oh, yeah. yeah, they got problems. They got a lot of problems. Food prices are going up. The rental prices are sky high. The fuel goes up and down like a yo-yo, said Javier Torres of Florida, who is unsure he'll vote for Biden like he did in 2020. It's been pretty bad. I was a supporter of Biden's. I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, you were duped, my friend. Maybe it's not all his fault or is it? I don't know, but something's got to give. Oh, he's going to make it worse. More Americans trust Trump than Biden on the economy. The poll, a survey of 1,000 U.S. adults by mobile and landline phones for, for September 6th through 11th, has a margin of error of 3.1 percentage points. Interviews of poll respondents by USA Today underscored a nation deeply worried about the economic future. American anxieties present a major challenge to Biden's re-election bid, although Democrats overcame similar concerns over inflation to exceed expectations in the 2022 midterms. Well, yeah, because you cheated. Um, the economy is typically a defining issue in presidential races. Yeah, in legitimate ones. But when you cheat, you can get whatever result you want. More Americans say they trust Trump uh, than Biden to improve the economy by a, f a 47 to 36% margin. The spread is 46-26 in Trump's favor among independents. Ooh, you're in trouble, Joe. 
Nearly all Republicans surveyed expressed pessimism about the economy. Um, another person says things are more precarious than they've, than they've ever been, at least in my lifetime. That's true. He said that his rent jumped from 900 to 1650 a month. Holy goddamn shit. That's insane. Directly below food prices as the main financial toll on families. 16% of Americans said housing costs are the biggest contributor to their rising cost of living, followed by utility bills, which are likely going to get worse, and gas prices. The poll's findings expose a major disconnect between the way Biden describes the economy and how a majority of Americans feel about it. No, it's not about Biden describing it. The economy fucking sucks, and it's obvious. And pretending that it's good is not going to work. So um, Biden says we're replacing trickle-down economics with what everyone on Wall Street is referring to these days as Bidenomics. And guess what? It's working. No, it isn't. But 74% of Americans describe the economy negatively. Dan McKinnon of Michigan, who owns an assisted living home, said recent pay increases uh, he has awarded his 50 employees have failed to keep up with the cost of living, with the cost of housing and food and everything. They just can't make it. He described a suffocating economy for his workers and seniors who are having trouble affording his services. They're doing it on purpose. Jared Bernstein, chair of the U.S. Council of Economic Advisors in the Biden administration, defended the president's economic record by pointing to Americans' overwhelming support, according to polling, polling for capping insulin prices. Oh, okay, there you go. Those are components of Bidenomics. So when someone tells you Americans don't like Bidenomics, it's false. Americans approve above 80%. Okay, fucker. All right, Bernstein. Anyway, uh, but Biden's policies haven't erased economic fears, and Americans say they have changed their spending habits. 71% of poll respondents said they were eating out less. 68% said they're cutting back spending on clothes. 53% said they're spending less on groceries. And 57% said they are putting off home improvements. <clears throat> Bobby McGee, a self-employed sign language interpreter from Washington, counts herself lucky that the rent on the home she shares with her husband and two dogs has been stable. She still adjusted her spending, especially on food. McGee says she looks for what's on sale and buys in bulk. And because she travels for work, McGee helps, uh, keeps a close eye on the price of gas. She's not traveling as far as she used to. The only jobs she takes that require long drives are from a company willing to pay for her travel time instead of just mileage. Low-income families earning less than 50000 a year were significantly more likely to say they plan to cut back than earners of more than 100000 We have all these government statistics pointing to a different story than what people are telling us in the polling, said David Pelagos, director of the Suffolk County Political Research Center, or Suffolk University, who led the poll. It's vastly different, and it poses an immense challenge to Biden as president. But Gary Hurley, a software developer, uh, puts more blame on Republicans for his economic struggles. Yeah, that makes sense. This guy watches MSNBC. He's still paying off student loans, and he's been looking forward to having 20000 of his debt erased by Biden's student debt forgiveness plan. But the Supreme Court's conservative majority blocked the plan. All right, boo-hoo, bitch. Um, now we have a truck driver who believes the economy would be better if Trump was still president. He doesn't see any signs of improvement. He says it's still getting a lot worse it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. That's true. That is true. So there you go. 
The gaslighting is not working at all. Here's some more uh, gaslighting, quite frankly. Hunter Biden indicted on gun charges. Whoop-de-doo. This, uh, this is going to be used as an example of, look how even-handed they are. Trump's indictments are not political because they're indicting Hunter Biden. Get the fuck out of here. Federal prosecutors have indicted uh, crack smoker Hunter Biden on gun charges. Special counsel David Weiss filed charges against Joe Biden's son after the two sides failed to reach an agreement on a plea deal. The agreement fell apart after a district judge questioned the limits of Hunter's immunity. The indictment charges the president's son with three crimes related to false statements made on an application to purchase a firearm. Um, two of the counts carry a maximum sentence of 10 years. No chance he gets any jail time whatsoever. Um... Weiss signaled earlier this month he was looking at charges against Hunter related to lying on a federal firearm registration form and owning a gun illegally. The charges for the president's son, son come at a politically and potentially legally fraught time for the president. Biden is facing allegations from Republicans that he benefited from uh, overseas business schemes. Uh, oh, where is the... Uh, hold on a second. Before we get into that, we might as well... Uh, I thought I had the uh, McCarthy thing. One second. It's weird. Well, anyway, uh, McCarthy announced that they're doing an impeachment uh, inquiry. And actually, we'll get into their coverage of that. Um, and so, whatever. That's. I mean, it, it's just... This is all kind of bullshitty when they're, like, arresting us at this point. So, uh, I mean, it's fine to do it. I'm not opposed to them doing it. And it's going to be interesting to watch the propaganda um, and them freaking out over it, which is nice, but, you know, it is what it is. No chance of conviction in the Senate. Um, but it's fine if they want to do it. And uh, the dumb press hoe, not happy with reporters talking about it. The dumb press hoe snaps at reporter for asking if Biden lied to the public. The dumb White House press hoe became irritated on Wednesday during a press briefing when a reporter pressed her on whether Joe Biden lied to the public about his son's foreign business dealings. The question came after Kevin McCarthy announced Tuesday that Republicans would move forward with launching an impeachment inquiry into Biden over evidence that they say shows a culture of corruption surrounding the Biden family. Uh, a reporter says, how confident are you that there will be no evidence that incriminates President Biden in Hunter's business dealings as this goes forward? So this reporter is already a whore reporter because they're ignoring the overwhelming evidence. It's funny and, and hilarious. I guess that's redundant. When all of these Baghdad bobs, they're like, oh, there's no evidence at all. No evidence at all. Or in David Pakman's case, Fagdad Bob. Uh, it's very fun for me to watch these people pretend that there's no evidence so um, the dumb press hoe said the House Republicans have spent all year investigating the president. That's what they've spent all year doing and have turned up with no evidence. That's a lie. None that he did anything wrong. I mean, that is what we've heard over and over again from their almost year-long investigation. Blatant lie. And that's because the president didn't do anything wrong. A different reporter says, is lying to the public wrong? After continuing to answer the original question, the dumb press hoe snapped at the reporter who asked about lying, saying, to my friend in the back who just yelled out, which is incredibly inappropriate. The reporter says, do you dispute that he lied? The dumb press hoe did not answer the question and claimed that Republicans actually debunked their ridiculous attacks. 
At the end of the press conference, a reporter asked the dumb press ho, can you explain why the president interacted with so many of his son's foreign business associates? More than half of voters told CNN that they believe the president was involved and he lied. You can't have a response to that, dumb press ho? The dumb press ho walked out of the press conference and didn't answer the question. <laughs> the dumb press ho is not very bright and she, she can't think on her feet. That's the problem. She can only read what they give her and she can barely read. So it's just a hell of a thing to watch. So now the White House is calling on the media to help fight against the impeachment inquiry. The White House sent out a plea to journalists asking for assistance in fending off the White House impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden, or it's not the White, the House, excuse me, impeachment inquiry. Ian Sams, a White House spokesman, issued a memo to editorial leadership at U.S. news organizations that insisted the time has come for the media to ramp up its scrutiny of House Republicans for opening an impeachment inquiry based on lies. The memo argues that House Republicans haven't been able to turn up any evidence, lie, of the president doing anything wrong and lists some comments from GOP officials expressing skepticism about the impeachment endeavor. Kevin McCarthy announced the former uh, formal impeachment inquiry against Biden Tuesday. Um, in a follow-up letter to colleagues, McCarthy outlined the various pieces of evidence GOP investigators have gathered over the past several months, including bank records and testimony, and announced a special conference with committee chairs on Thursday. Oversight Chairman James Comer has been tasked with leading the impeachment effort with Jim Jordan and Jason Smith. The trio set, sent out a joint statement on Tuesday that said House Republicans have uncovered an overwhelming amount of evidence showing Joe Biden lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in the family's influence peddling schemes. The White House has put together a war room composed of a couple dozen lawyers, legislative aides, um, and communications staffers to combat the GOP-led investigations and Democrats in Congress quickly rallied behind the president after the impeachment inquiry got announced. Are we are we good on uh, audio here? Let's. Uh, oh, I think we are. Okay. Space Kang says no audio on Odyssey. That's weird. So, hmm. I don't know what's going on with Odyssey. That's. I'll have to look into it. Thank you, sir. At a news conference, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries declared, "There is not." A shred of evidence that Joe Biden has engaged in any wrongdoing. He said the Democrats will defend Biden until the very end. I'm sure you will, bitch. Some in the media appear to be already embracing the idea that Republicans lack evidence. The New York Times, for instance, said Republicans have found no evidence of financial wrongdoing or corruption. That's hilarious. But said they have received enough information to warrant more investigations. A reporter got into an exchange with Scott Perry, who shared examples of the evidence, which then the media said was no evidence. It's fucking hilarious to watch. So, S. Willis is not getting her way, although I'm very hesitant. Like, so there was a clip of um, uh, Sidney Powell's attorney pointing out that the prosecutors are not handing over discovery. And um, I don't know how the judge has ruled, but I expect the judge to just allow it. And this is going to be beyond a kangaroo, uh, beyond a kangaroo court. Um, but in this instance, the judge did rule in a way that Ass Willis is not happy with. 
Judge shoots down Ass Willis's bid for an October Trump trial. A Georgia judge shot down Fulton County District Attorney Ass Willis's hope to try former President Trump and all co-defendants in her racketeering case on October 23rd, calling it an absolute necessity to sever the case. Judge Scott McAfee ruled Thursday that separating the 17 defendants who did not demand speedy trials from the two who did, Ken Cheesebro and Sidney Powell, is a procedural and logistical inevitability. McAfee further stated that additional divisions may be required, a decision that would be made once the many pretrial motions have been resolved. The precarious ability of the court to safeguard each defendant's due process rights and ensure adequate pretrial preparation on the current accelerated track weighs heavily, if not decisively, in favor of severance, he wrote. McAfee cited logistical concerns, including the trial's location and length and the complicating factor of five defendants who are litigating to have their cases removed to federal court. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals is scheduled to hear oral arguments Friday for Mark Meadows' appeal to move his case after the district court shut down his effort. Um, The judge wrote, How a grant of removal mid-trial would impact this case, particularly on the issue of double jeopardy, remains unclear and unanswered in the state supplemental briefing. And overlooking or wrongly adjudicating these legal uncertainties risks automatic acquittal. McAfee noted the Fulton County Courthouse simply contains no courtroom adequately large enough to hold 19 defendants. Their multiple attorneys and support staff, the sheriff's deputies, court personnel, and the state's prosecutorial team. He said the court must also consider, consider the ripple effects of a month-long multi-defendant trial in the local criminal justice system, sidelining dozens of defense counsels from handling other cases and preventing this court, and quite likely most colleagues, from managing the rest of the docket. So what this looks like, because I think this judge is totally in the bag for Ass Willis and is going to do whatever she wants, but apparently what she wants is so fucking stupid and unprecedented. He's like, I, there's nothing I can do here. He probably wants to help her, but he can't. It's just impossible because she, she's a retard. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I think these are going to be like the Alex Jones trials. They're not going to be able to submit evidence. Uh, and then they're going to be uh, sanctioned for not submitting evidence. It's going to be total, a total mindfuck and a kangaroo court. Um, this is pretty good. Biden federal judge halts New Mexico governor's suspension of gun carry laws. A federal judge granted a temporary restraining order on Wednesday against New Mexico AIDS commie Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's suspension of gun-carrying laws in Albuquerque and the surrounding area. The order from U.S. District Court Judge David Urias, uh, who was appointed by Joe Biden, only applies to Section 1 and 4 of the public health order. Urias said, I just want their, uh, they just want the right to carry their guns Section 1 said no person other than law enforcement uh, or licensed security shall possess a firearm or openly carry it. Section 4 stated no person other than the same shall possess a firearm in public. Um, New Mexico Attorney General Raul Torres, a Democrat, said this week he will not defend the AIDS commie governor's controversial gun order in court. He sent a letter to the AIDS commie and said, I am writing you to inform you my office will not defend your administration in the above-referenced cases challenging your order, though I recognize my statutory obligation as New Mexico's chief legal officer to defend state officials when they are sued in their official capacity. My duty to uphold and defend the constitutional rights of every citizen takes precedent. That's interesting. 
Simply put, I don't believe the emergency order will have any meaningful impact on public safety, but more importantly, I do not believe it passes constitutional muster. I encourage you to engage in a more thoughtful and deliberative process with members of the New Mexico legislature rather than taking unilateral action that infringes on the constitutional rights of law-abiding citizens while having little, if any, discernible impact on the underlying dynamics during gun violence in our community. Well, very good. Very good. We'll see what happens with that. Now, here we go. This was, uh, this isn't surprising. I, I've long argued that one of the problems, and I'm not a banned porn guy. Um, a, a lot of my argument, though, is about strategy. I really have zero fucks to give if it was banned. I'll just be upfront with that. Um, but my arguments are more about strategy. Now, one of the things I've talked about, and, and, and one of the problems, is that in this country, the idea of porn being speech uh, or free expression hasn't really been fully litigated in the courts. It, it, it ended with this like ridiculous gray area of you know it when you see it. Well, that's completely subjective and that doesn't help anyone. So when the Obama administration came in, they decided to not prosecute any obscenity. Okay, which causes a wild, wild west to happen. And then, of course, the Biden regime, I'm not sure what Trump did. Maybe his regime did some shit. I'm not, I don't know. Maybe not. So the Biden regime, it's the same thing. There's no prosecution. Well, now it is insane. And it's, and the porn industry and these sites are, are filled with trafficked women and, and underage uh, uh, people. And it's a complete shit show. Now, what's interesting is this journalist got an exec from Pornhub on camera admitting it and admitting the government's not going to do anything. So you, so this is why you have to have clearly established, you have to clearly litigate what's considered expression, regardless whether you like the ruling or not. Okay, that has to be, you have to have a, a clear criteria and then you have to have enforcement for anyone that breaks the law and you don't have any of that right now. So it's a shit show. But anyway, Pornhub executive caught on camera admitting rapists and traffickers use Pornhub loophole to make a lot of money. A new investigation out from Sound Investigations reveals that tube site Pornhub has found a loophole, and I'm sure they're not the only ones, around the age verification process for explicit pornographic videos. When videos are uploaded with faces blurred out, Pornhub does not verify the ages of those in the videos. Pornhub CEO Mike Farley spoke with an undercover reporter over dinner and revealed that execs at the porn site are aware of this and that human traffickers and rapists use this feature of bypassing age verification to make a lot of money. Farley said that everyone knows about this and everyone is just rolling with it. The reporter asked, why do they all roll with it? Why don't they say something? Farley says, because it costs money, it would be counterintuitive to the business. We've brought it up to the ch chief product officer. We've brought it up to the chief legal officer, and they're both telling us it's all good. And the uh, chief product officer is especially telling us, fuck off, it's all good. Stop, like, shut up. Pornhub parent MindGeek 
is based in Quebec and has been pressured to make sure that consent and age verification are done on videos hosted on the site. In 2020, the site changed its rules and made it not possible for users to download videos only to upload. They denied outright hosting videos of rape or revenge porn, but per the Sound Investigations report, they're not able to vet videos that contain that kind of content in the event that the face of the victim is blurred out. Sound Investigations asked Farley what would happen if the government was to find out about this loophole. What would they do? I don't know, Farley said. No, no, they're not going to. This government is not going to do a thing. This government is not going to do a goddamn thing. He says, I don't know. They're not going to do shit. They'll do nothing. Exactly. The investigator, or excuse me, the, um, the journalist asked why. And again, she was undercover. Um, Farley says, because they're dumb. They don't know shit. They don't know shit because they're not qualified to identify the loophole. That's partially true. I, would, I think they don't care and they are also dumb. I think that's true. Only the person uploading the videos to Pornhub has to provide an ID for age verification. Farley told Sound Investigations that he and his boss, Ramsey Belasma, have brought up the concern to officers of the company, but those officers don't want to hear about it. Sound Investigations pressed Farley on who makes, a, who makes use of this loophole of age verification, and Farley said that, yes, of course, human traffickers use it to make money. Farley said he recorded a meeting with his chief product officer in which he warned the officer about the issues, telling Sound Investigations that he would have it in the event that shit hits the fan. You shouldn't have content up that can't identify the person, uh, uh, Farley told Sound Investigations. They would lose a lot of money. They're like, it's all good. I'm not going to get caught. It's fine. There are countless stories of women and children who were raped, complaining about videos of these crimes ending up on Pornhub and the great difficulty they've had trying to get the content taken down. Same with the previous regime on Twitter. Just uh, incredible. So, yeah, and like there's there is a huge difference between if a woman should be able to freely, if she wants to, record herself naked or whatever, okay, and this shit, like this shit is clearly has to go. Like this has to go. So, I, you know, and like there's so much to take on at this point that like that's more of a minor issue that will probably get resolved later if, you know, somehow... You get like a competent regime in there that's actually going to do something about this, which, you know, that's just uh, even if Trump gets in, who knows at this point, you're going to have to have like a really good AG. I will say that Sessions did go after uh, trafficking. I just don't think it was related to the porn industry. It was more just like straight up trafficking, although, you know, it's kind of maybe a distinction without a difference. So Sessions did do something. Uh, um, so credit uh, for that. But, um, yeah, this is not surprising, and uh, nothing will probably come from it, frankly, but we'll have to see. So, it looks like uh, my people are getting invaded. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, almost 7,000 migrants invade an Italian island with just a few thousand residents. Thousands of migrants arrived by boat and flooded the tiny Italian island of Lamp Lampedusa, on Wednesday, the migrants started pouring in early Tuesday morning, arriving in a procession of flimsy metal boats that departed from Tunisia. See, this is where you have to have a navy that's like, you got to turn back. If you don't turn back, we're going to blow you out of the water and, and the sharks are going to eat you, okay? Because you can't have people subjected to this. And this is on purpose. Whoever the fuck is behind this uh, obviously needs a tribunal. 
approximately 6,800 migrants engulf the small town, outnumbering the island's entire population, which is just under 6,300. Insane. Over 120 boats arrived uh, to the island by Wednesday, Transportation Minister Matino Salvini said. With the local Coast Guard overwhelmed by the sheer numbers, many... Well, yeah, but... but you're not, you're not willing to do what's necessary. That's ultimately... You don't have to have a big Coast Guard uh, to, to, I think, get people to turn around. Really, you only need one boat that does something. Um, and grant it. I'm not saying immediately open fire. Give plenty of warning. Say, look, you got to go somewhere else. This is not... You're not coming in here, okay? We'll give you 35 minutes to turn around. But if you pass this line here, we're going to open fire. We don't want to open fire. We want to give you an opportunity. And if they don't turn around, then you got to do what you got to do. But uh, you can't allow your country to be invaded like this. This is so crazy. Anyway, whatever. Um, Italian authorities say a bottleneck in Tunisia called the, caused the influx. Tunisia has become a popular departure point for migrants seeking European entry. Poor weather conditions prevented smugglers from launching boats for a few days, resulting in a backlog that wound up on Italy's shores. 124,000 migrants have reached Italy this year. Wow. 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 This is just nuts. Lampedusa, located closer to mainland Africa than Europe, has been long a landing point for migrants. Oh, God, coming from North Africa. Good luck, fellow paisans. Oh, it's just like the Moors all over again. Anyway, Italy's Prime Minister, Giorgia Maloney, made immigration and Italy's migrant crisis a tentpole of her successful campaign. She sought to bring an end to the crisis, visiting Tunisia in July to offer a billion in aid in an attempt to stabilize the region. Well, it didn't work. Doesn't look like she's doing a whole lot. So uh, good luck. Brutal. Utterly brutal. I don't know. What would that even be like? You're just sitting there chilling in Italy? Got this small Italian village. You're probably eating amazing food. And all of a sudden, thousands of North Africans come. I mean, it's like, <laughs> that's the zombie apocalypse. Goodbye. Anyway, whatever. So here we go. RFK. I would love to see RFK go independent. RFK blast the DNC in an open letter. Say, it says the party has essentially merged into one unit with Biden campaign. Democrat presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. sees foul play in the primary set up by the DNC, writing an open letter to the party Wednesday on how it's gone off track. In the letter, Kennedy accused the DNC of breaking party rules by working hand-in-hand -hand with Joe Biden's re-election campaign. The presidential candidate who's challenging Biden for the 2024 nomination asked Chairman Jamie Harrison and members of the DNC to lead by example and hold a fair and accessible primary election. Unfortunately, in recent years, he wrote, our party leaders have succumbed to the siren of control. They have compromised the defining democratic principle of one person, one vote through repeated interference in the primary elections. They've hijacked the party machinery and in recent years directed the power of censorship onto their political opponents, raising political victory onto the altar in place of honest democracy. Kennedy then slammed the DNC for setting up a primary election schedule that favors Biden by holding the first primary in South Carolina, where Biden performed well in 2020 and casting out New Hampshire's votes 
where the first Democrat primary is traditionally held and where Biden finished in fifth place in the 2020 presidential primary. The Democrats also said his party is limiting ballot access in Iowa and creating a new system of superdelegates after the party voted in 2018 to strip power from superdelegates by preventing them from voting on the first round of ballots at the party convention. The new reforms to the Democrat Party's nominating process were pushed by Bernie Sanders Tom Perez and Tom Perez after Sanders lost the nomination to Hillary Clinton in 2016, largely due to superdelegates backing Clinton. Kennedy added the DNC is reverting to superdelegate control of the primary primary's outcome, writing that the DNC is deploying party operatives to water down the popular vote and ensure a controlled victory. Kennedy's campaign manager, Dennis Kucinich, said last week that if it appears that the DNC has created a class of pledged delegates who are essentially the same as superdelegates due to the amount of control the party exercises over elected officials. This puts the DNC once again in the position of overturning the will of voters. It's unclear how overturning the nation's majority vote could be interpreted as trusting the people. In the letter to the DNC, Kennedy criticized the party for its refusal to hold any debates, even as Kennedy polled above 10% nationally and Marianne Williamson above 5%. Equally disheartening is the DNC's refusal to hold debates, he said, uh, adding the DNC's defense of pointing to precedent is spurious since there's been no serious primary challenge to an incumbent in more than 40 years. Voters deserve, and democracy requires, a competitive process by which to determine nominees. Well, they would lose. That's why they, they don't want to do that. It should be a party's voters who choose a candidate, not the party's insiders. Section 4 of the DNC Charter dictates that the chairman of the party shall exercise impartiality and even-handedness. This has already been argued in court. They're allowed to... They don't have to follow the charter. Um... Jared Beck uh, took them to court, and uh, they killed his uh, process guy over it. So they are very serious. I mean, that's what I think happened. Uh, but, you know, you can draw your own conclusions. <clears throat> the DNC and the Joe Biden campaign have essentially merged into one unit, financially and strategically, despite the promise of neutrality in its charter and bylaws. When asked by the Daily Wire if Kennedy would consider running as an independent, uh, he said the next move is up to the DNC, even though it's well known the DNC is the Biden campaign and the Biden campaign is the DNC. Mr. Kennedy made an open conciliatory appeal in the spirit of healing the divide and rescuing the party from a colossal blunder. The next move is up to the Biden campaign. So it looks like that's a yes. That would be great. So now if he's going to go independent, um, so he, that would be independent in the general, right? You're going to run independent in the general. Then it would not be strategically advantageous for Trump to have RFK as the VP, okay? Because there's the whole, I, and I understand the argument. If So, for example, if RFK is not going to run in the general as an independent, um, there is an argument that it, that, there is a strategical argument to have RFK as the VP. I would prefer that not to be the case. I would prefer Kerry Lake, but I see the argument. I get it, especially if they really screw a lot of RFK voters. I don't know if there's going to be a ton of them. There looks like there's going to be a decent amount of them. If he can really build a, a solid coalition, then I could totally see that being a strategical move. If he's going to run as independent and try to draw votes away from Biden, it would be very foolish to have him as the VP. So, you know, hopefully he runs as an independent. That would be great. That would be great. Okay. 
Judge rules DACA is illegal. Says Biden admin cannot usurp con- congressional power. Wow. A federal judge in Texas ruled against DACA Wednesday, saying the policy, which prevents people who were brought illegally into the U.S. as children from being deported, and called it unconstitutional. In his 40-page opinion for the Southern District of Texas, federal judge Andrew Hannon ruled that the executive branch cannot usurp congressional authority. More than half a million illegal immigrants have been shielded from deportation because of the Obama-era rule, which was later adopted and amended by the Biden administration. While sympathetic to the predicament of DACA recipients and their families, this court has expressed concerns about the legality of the program for some time. The solution for these deficiencies lies with the legislature, not the executive or judicial branches. Congress, for any number of reasons, decided not to pass DACA-like legislation. Congress's alleged failure to pass, or stated differently, its decision not to enact legislation does not empower the executive branch to legislate on its own, especially when that legislation is contrary to actual existing legislation. The executive branch cannot usurp the power bestowed to Congress, even to fill a void. Good. So there you go. Now, you know, who knows? They're not going to give up. They're not going to give up. It's going to get argued to the Supreme Court, and we'll see. Uh, in 2020, they voted 5-4 that the Trump administration could not end the program. So, you know, that's probably not going to end well, but we'll have to see. Okay, now, let's talk. Dove is really trying to destroy their company. Um, if you recall, there was the soap ad with the what looked like a bunch of fat mongoloids. Well, now they're bringing on a literal, again, I'll say a literal... Fat retard. Here we go. Dove partners with BLM activists in a fat liberation campaign. This is the same bitch that wrecked the life of a white student with made-up accusations. And we covered it a while ago. Dove is now partnering in a fat liberation campaign with a Black Lives Matter activist accused of wrecking a white female student's life by accusing her of making threatening remarks, later admitting she may not have heard the remarks at all. Jehina Bryant, who celebrated on Instagram last week that she was a Dove ambassador and spoke of fat liberation, accused fellow University of Virginia student Morgan Bettinger, a first-generation college student and a daughter of a police officer who had died six years before, of saying that fentanyl Floyd protesters would make good speed bumps at the 2020 Charlottesville rally. The woman in this truck approached protesters in Charlottesville and told us that she would make good speed bumps, Bryant said, Uh, Then she called police and started crying, saying they were attacking her. Bryant followed with a series of videos, but they did not show the alleged remarks. And Reason noted in a detailed article on the incident, the group that organized the protest, um, yeah, that just repeated the same bullshit. The story was amplified by the media. Bryant started a campaign demanding Bettinger's expulsion. Bettinger said she had been driving home from work. When she saw a dump truck blocking the road, she added the truck didn't appear to be completely blocking the intersection, so she passed it, only later realizing the road was blocked ahead. She added that she exited her car and the truck driver began a conversation with her, during which she stated something like, it's a good thing you're here, because otherwise these people would have been speed bumps, she said. 
what she said was intended to thank the truck driver for, for protecting the protesters, some of whom were sitting in the street. The uh, video uh, showed this to be the case. I remember when, when we covered this story. An inquiry by professional investigators at the university's Office for Equal Opportunity and Civil Rights found that three of Brian's four allegations that she said happened before a large crowd could not be corroborated by other witnesses. Reason reported in the fourth that Bettinger yelled protesters would make good speed bumps had one witness claiming it happened, but that witness contradicted Bryant and herself when interviewed. Additionally, Bryant, the fat hog, the fat hog retard, later altered her story on the claim, acknowledging she wasn't certain she heard Benninger make the statements at all. Um, Bryant wrote on Instagram, Dove partner Fat Liberation is something we sh should all be talking about. That's why I'm partnering with Dove to support the work of all these bullshit organizations. I thought that they had the video. You got to hear this bitch talk, but I don't think... Uh, they don't have the video here. Oh, well. I mean, it's, you're not going to... You'll uh, you'll live not hearing her. She's, she's, she's a retard. She can barely speak. She's a fat slob and a disgusting person that deserves to be insulted as much as possible because she tried to ruin someone's life over bullshit. And, yeah, Dove is really... Uh, man. Well, look, you know, I don't know what the percentage of the fat retard uh, market is, but I guess they're trying to hone in on it. Okay, now... I personally, and this is just my opinion, I personally think Dancing with the Stars is gay, okay? Um, Dancing with the Stars is the type of program that makes me want to kill myself that I would never watch under any circumstances. Now, Matt Walsh has actually been named as one of the contestants. And while I have no interest in watching it, I will uh, uh, remind people, Tucker Carlson was also on the show. The only positive, though, about this is... The meltdown from leftists at the announcement and then at the eventual, you know, performance, which, again, I have no interest in and will not be covering. Uh, but I will cover the fallout and the videos of people freaking out about it because that I find entertaining. Now, just because I think dancing's gay doesn't mean you have to find dancing gay. And frankly, I know I know guys that have had a lot of success going to dance classes and picking up women. Um, and, uh, and especially like salsa dancing and the real like erotic dancing. Um, but I, I'm just not, I just, I, again, I'd rather kill myself and I'm not, you know, I'm not 23 years old. If I was 23 years old, I probably would bite the bullet. Uh, but now like, I don't fucking care now. Like I'll just not like, who cares? But I get it. So, but Matt Walsh was named a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. And so leftists are freaking out about it. And, um, and so, uh, you know, that's basically all I'm going to cover. I just like the fact that leftists are freaking out and, and, and that ABC did this. So that's all. That's really the story. Similar to when Tucker Carlson did it, although our political climate is a lot worse now than when Tucker Carlson did it. Our political climate wasn't good back then, but now it's like next level insane. So, uh, hey, you know what? If you want to dance, dance. I don't care. Just because I think something's gay doesn't mean it's gay. It just means that I think it's gay. That's all. Anyway. Let's move on here. California Governor AIDS commie Gavin Newsom boosts AI misinformation fears, complains of micro cults of Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan. Did you see this desperate propaganda from the media? They were like, Gen Millennial and Gen Z women find men who watch the Joe Rogan show a turnoff. Who gives a fucking shit? what millennial and gen z women think 
Shut the fuck up. Okay? Speak when spoken to and shut the fuck up. Oof, I could not care less about that. Get the fuck out of my face. That doesn't apply to the based ones. If you're based, I have no problem. And I don't even care if you vote. Although I think the whole repeal of the 19th thing and the reaction to it is kind of funny. But you know, it's interesting. A lot of the based women want to, want to repeal it. Isn't that fascinating? But uh, like, who gives a shit? And this is the other thing. Never, under any circumstance, listen or pay attention to what a, uh, what a woman says that she wants. No, no, you have, to, you have to watch what they do. Don't listen to what they say. When they tell you what they want, do the complete opposite, okay? When they're like, oh, I want a sensitive guy that'll cry at a movie, do the complete opposite of that, okay? That's, that's bullshit. Anyway, and yet another criticism of free speech. Democrat governor, AIDS commie, Gavin Newsom of California, setting his sights on AI, voicing his concerns over supposed misinformation circulating online. Newsom flagged misinformation as a pivotal issue during a Bloomberg AI interview, signifying a growing avenue where possible free speech issues arise. Newsom's concern isn't merely hypothetical. Overwhelmed by fear of a so-called online micro-cult scenario, he cited Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan, among others, as alleged promoters of potentially harmful viewpoints. Newsom says, my son is asking me about Andrew Tate, Jordan Peterson, and then immediately he's talking about Joe Rogan. And I'm like, here it is, the pathway. Well, fucker, be a goddamn parent and set your kid in the direction you want to set him in. So if they bring up someone that you don't like, you're going to have to figure out how to be a fucking parent. It's not any of our fucking problem that you don't want to be a parent and teach your kid whatever the fuck you want to teach them. Okay, so go fuck yourself. Uh, that's not to say Newsom is entirely anti-AI, quite the contrary. He revealed his regular use of AI, crediting it for paving paths his administration wouldn't have otherwise traversed. It even bested him and his team at drafting a state of the, of the state speech, he claimed, and he appeared rather pleased with the comparative function of AI services barred in ChatGPT. Um, yeah, well, ChatGPT was programmed by commies, which is not good at all. Now we got this DHS awards 20 million to a program that flags Americans as potential extremists for their online speech. DHS has awarded 34 grants as to many organizations worth a total of 20 million whose role will be to undergo training in order to flag potential online extremist speech of Americans. The money will be spent from the Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program for fiscal year 23, while the recipients include police, mental health providers, universities, churches, and school districts. According to DHS, the program is the only federal one of its kind whose goal is helping local communities develop and strengthen their capabilities in combating targeted violence and terrorism. So what does that mean? Normal people that believe like that there's only two genders, that men can't give birth to babies, uh, they, they're terrorists. And so they're going to now spy on as many of these types of people as possible, whether it's on the internet. Wouldn't be surprised if they have agents at local bars or informants at local bars trying to see if you know you're sitting there with your buddies saying things that the biden regime doesn't like i imagine that's what this is going to be those given the money if you think that's outlandish all you got to look at is their uh, material um we went over the guide not long ago that painted examples of terrorists and how to spot terrorists and what to do about terrorists in your neighborhood 
and they were completely normal people uh, who were not at all terrorists, who just had conservative beliefs. They didn't like abortion. Um, you know, they. I imagine it, it, part of this is if you don't find trannies attractive, if you don't want to suck a feminine penis, you're probably going to be considered a terrorist. I expect that to happen anytime soon. Anyway, those given the money from the grants uh, are expected to develop prevention programming at the community level that would stop targeted violence and terrorism, as well as come up with the innovative prevention ideas and to identify prevention best practices. In announcing and explaining the need for such spending, Mayorkas cited the Jacksonville shooting. As he remarked while justifying the awarding of grants, the event was racially motivated and was made clear targeted violence and terrorism can impact any community anywhere, he said. DHS claims the current environment is one of a heightened and lethal threat based on ideology or personal grievances of lone offenders in small groups. The DHS announcement came on the anniversary of 9-11. The way the terrorist threat is defined here looks more like a drive to suppress dissent to dominant narratives pushed by the government and large traditional and social media who work in concert with federal authorities. Specifically, what opponents of such policies single it out as possible reasons to be branded terrorists or violent extremists could be disagreeing and expressing that the opinion online on anything from COVID, vaccines, gun rights, gender, and LGBTQ policies, the war in Ukraine, or immigration. There's also a video. So it doesn't look like Coach Red Pill made it because he, he's now having a trial in Ukraine and there's no chance that he's found not guilty. So he's probably going to be dead. And that's that sucks. Like, you know, like I know there's a, a lot of people that don't like him. I don't even care about that. I mean, like a person, the guy's, you know, getting put in a hard labor camp for his speech. It's fucking bullshit. Um, and so, uh, yeah. But did you see their lunatic tranny spokesperson? They have this lunatic tranny as a spokesperson. It's like out of a fucking movie. It's wild. This lunatic tranny. And now the lunatic tranny on the heels of, of his uh, uh, hearing coming up um, or trial, he's, uh, this tranny is uh, threatening anyone that disagrees with what he says about Ukraine that they're going to hunt you down and kill you anywhere. Not just in like, you know, if you're in Ukraine, I could see that because they're all, you know, you're, no, anywhere, anywhere, they're going to just kill you. If you don't, if you don't do what this fucking tranny wants, they're going to kill you. And, and I, I would say that this lunatic tranny spokesperson is the perfect embodiment of a leftist with no, with no like uh, restraint, who's able to do whatever they want. They become uh, psychopath murderers. And so, yeah, if you don't agree with this tranny, uh, if you don't find them attractive, if you think they look ridiculous, they'll probably kill you. Um, it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. Anyway, amazing. That's the flourishing democracy that Sitchin and Adam defend. Flourish, flourishing democracy. Oh, boy, yeah, that's a real democracy right, right there. Killing people for not liking trannies. Where do I sign up? So Odyssey has made an announcement. So Odyssey got fucked in the ass by the government, and they're trying to deal with that. And it's and, and obviously, like, Rumble has surpassed them drastically. But I, I'm rooting for them. I hope they do well. Now, they came out with an announcement about the future, and they have a, a new backer, and they plan to fully decentralize. Now, that's a good idea. No one has fully decentralized yet. Um, as far as as far as platforms with like a decent amount of people on them, I know there's very small platforms that have done that, and that's great. But it's difficult to get people onto those platforms. It's like a you know it's catch twenty two. 
So hopefully they do this. So free speech friendly video sharing platform Odyssey has revealed it will be staying online after a challenging year and is now working towards full decentralization on a new censorship resistant protocol. Are we? Good. Odyssey's challenges stem from a legal battle between its separately managed parent company, Library Inc., the company that created the open source decentralized blockchain using the library network. Uh, and the SEC. While the two companies are separately managed, Odyssey's content is currently hosted on the library network. The legal battle threatened the existence of library. In July, library said it expected to start winding down the company over the next few months after the final judgment in the case. However, earlier this month, library appealed the final judgment. Odyssey said library's legal battle had a domino effect that placed Odyssey's future in jeopardy and that Arweave started providing financial and other aid to Odyssey earlier this year. This support ensured that Odyssey has stayed online. We are truly grateful to the Arweave ecosystem, without whom Odyssey would have had to shut down many months ago. Both Odyssey and Arweave are now working on fully decentralizing Odyssey on top of Arweave, as well as developing new non-tokenized products that continue to imbibe Odyssey's values and push the notion of a fully decentralized media ecosystem forward. Unlike most of the big tech platforms, which constantly censor their users, Odyssey is committed to letting its creators speak freely. Arweave has also helped creators avoid censorship with Chinese creators using the protocol to preserve content and fight back against government censorship. The, the long-term answer is uh, decentralization. So good to see them um, focusing on that. Uh, also, from what I understand, and I know it's been like years and years and years, but I, th I still think BitChute is, is planning to release live streaming and their own payment platform. So that would be good once that's done. And uh, so we'll see. And then, of course, you have Rumble. Rumble is good, except for, you know, if you have hyperbolic uh, metaphors about Jews, then you'll run afoul. Uh, other than that, they're pretty good. But just, yeah, hyperbolic metaphors, uh, they don't consider protected speech, even though it is. Okay. Uh, let's uh, do some videos, and again, I remember at 9 p.m. Eastern, or around 9 p.m. Eastern, we will release the book, What a Bigot Would Say, via PDF form, from the soft gentleman. All right. Now, here we go. Remember all of the new and improved Young Turks, Anna Kasparian said on the Sitchin Adams show. Well, here's an opportunity to prove, so far that's been total bullshit. Here's an opportunity to prove a new and improved uh, Young Turks. What you have here is one of the most insane prison sentences ever. You have Owen Schwarrier of Infowars sentenced to 60 days in jail for his speech. This is outrageous. Fuck anyone that goes along with this. And if you're a commentator and you go along with this, you deserve 60 days in jail or worse. That's my, you know, maybe you could say I'm being too harsh, but I would argue that. So, let's see what Anna Kasparian does. Let me put the uh, speakers on, and let's see if Anna Kasparian goes along with it. Maybe, maybe she won't. Who knows? Let's have a look here. InfoWars host, Owen Schroyer, has been sentenced to two months in prison for his role in the Capitol riots on January 6th. Now, Schroyer pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor count of entering and remaining on restricted grounds in- He didn't enter the Capitol, by the way. June of 2023. I would not, I would not uh, expect Anna to- uh, to look into that at all though. That was a separate matter, which he uh, took a deal on. And uh, 
even though he didn't enter the Capitol building oh, itself. Oh, wow, on the look at you. Holy shit. Okay, maybe it is new and improved. We'll see. I, I don't ever believe it'll be new and improved, but let's see. Day of January 6th, he did trespass. Oh, and as a result of that, yeah. and as a result of breaking a prior agreement oh. having to do with a different prosecution, uh, he is now going to serve two months. Totally normal. What was his previous thing that he got in trouble for? He basically did a protest at the Capitol, much like many leftists that have done it and have not suffered the same consequences. Many of those leftists Anna has vehemently defended. Behind bars. So what exactly did Schroyer do? So prosecutors charged Schroyer because he had previously signed a deferred prosecution agreement after interrupting a congressional hearing in 2019, it was actually an impeachment hearing for President Trump at the time, and had agreed as part of that case not to utter loud, threatening, or abusive language or to engage in any disorderly or disruptive conduct at any place upon the United States Capitol grounds. Well, he kind of broke that promise. Oh, and as a result, he violated the deferred prosecution agreement. Now, uh, court documents state that in the weeks prior to the Capitol riots, Schroyer spread election disinformation. Oh, on the he spread election disinformation. The InfoWars show that he hosts, which is unsurprising to me, considering what InfoWars is really branded as. Uh, he later traveled to the Capitol where he said the following. In a video posted to the InfoWars website on January 5th, 2021, Schroyer gave an address in Freedom Plaza in Washington, D.C., during which he stated, Americans are ready to fight. We're not exactly sure what that's going to look like, perhaps in a couple of weeks if we can't stop the certification of the fraudulent election. We are the new revolution. We are going to restore and we are going to save the republic. 100% protected speech, not even debatable. Then on January 6th, Schroyer marched right over, marched with his supporters right on over to the Capitol and said things like this. He marched and said things? Oh, I can't believe it. To the rioters, Democrats are posing as communists, but we know what they really are. They're just tyrants, they're tyrants, Schroyer said on the bullhorn. And so today on January 6th, we declare death to tyranny, death to tyrants. Again, 100% protected speech. Again, very clear Again, clear fucking protected speech, retard. Violation of that deferred prosecution agreement. Had he not had a deferred prosecution- Now, if he would have said that in favor of Joe Biden, there would have been no prosecution. Agreement in place, which he then violated, it's very unlikely that he would serve time behind bars. Oh, I'm sure. So Schroyer argued to the judge that he was actually just, you know, when he was yelling on that bullhorn and trying to incite the rioters, he wasn't actually trying to incite the rioters at all, Jenk. He was just trying to defuse the situation. <laughs> death to tyrants is defusing the situation. It doesn't matter what you think of death to tyrants. 100% protected speech. Schroyer argued to the judge that he was actually trying to get the mob's attention so he could help Alex Jones, who was also president at the Capitol, um, and guide the crowd away from the building. They were doing that. They were telling them that it was a, a setup. They absolutely were doing that. There's video of it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, There's video of it. Surprisingly, the judge didn't buy that argument. Well, I wouldn't expect the judge to consider any evidence that would possibly help Owen Schroyer. And, and disagreed with it, uh, saying his review of the video of Schroyer's actions did not appear to show Schroyer making an attempt well, to- Again, we're talking about a different video. To play a de-escalating role. Yeah, I think we've been called to kill the people inside the building. That's not what he said. <clears throat> That's not what he said. Doesn't really feel like de-escalation. Uh, because tyranny, of course, is referring to government, and yeah. they're right. You are allowed to refer to the government as, uh, as uh, what would it be? Not tyrannous. What is it? Treacherous? Treacherous? I guess treacherous. Right in front tyrannical. There it is. Tyrannical. Of the government building where there's the government officials. So when he says the death to tyrants. He is allowed to say that. It's not theoretical anymore. They're about to break into the building. Uh, bullshit. And they have nooses. They have. So they didn't have nooses. That's they had a piece of art. Uh, they did not have a noose. You're an idiot. Gallows. There was no actual gallows. And they're chanting "Hang Mike Pence." Uh, he was not chanting "Hang Mike Pence." Excuse me. He was not chanting "Hang Mike Pence," and he was not. I don't believe they were around him saying that. So Chank is just again making up stuff. Just understand the score, bookmark at your, you know, at your will. But we now have the Young Turks defending the imprisoning of a journalist. And so they're never going to, when, when the next journalist is imprisoned, they're never going to go, I'm glad this journalist is being imprisoned for his free speech. There's always bullshit narratives surrounding the arrest and persecution of Trump supporters. Just like with the, um, the, the shooting of Jay Bishop. They didn't come right out and say, I'm glad this Trump supporter got shot. That's not what they said. They just defended the murderer, saying that, well, previously in the day, the Trump supporters were driving in their big trucks and that provoked people. Okay, so they're gonna continue whatever the made up uh, intelligence insulting lie is. They're gonna just repeat it and act like, oh, this is totally fine to do it because he said things that they didn't like, basically. So they're gonna defend, no matter what they do, they are gonna defend their side, whether they're killing us, imprisoning us, or anything else. I don't know, Cenk, I mean, people disagree on definitions of things, so. Oh yeah, could be, or, or maybe he death or tyrants meant, let's bring them some roses. <laughs> well, again, that doesn't matter, it, it is 100% protected speech. Okay, well, you know, we're in info wars, uh, nothing makes sense anyway, so. Facts, words, logic, nothing matters. All right, but there is something very important in this story. So, uh, and it's not uh, Scheuer's uh, Amish beard that he's uh, walking around with for no reason. Uh, why? We will allow it. I don't know that I will allow it. <laughs> Grow a mustache, become a human, being a, become a grown up. So he's, not a, he's not a person, I got you. I think he's anyway. trying to, but anyway. Okay, anyways, all right. No guys, here's the big deal, uh, huh. Uh, cooperation for on what? Cooperation to do what? Oh, I'm sure they're going after Alex Jones criminally and they're going to masturbate over it. Uh, so Alex Jones comes to mind? Of course. Yeah, he loves it. He loves See, again, this is why these people deserve whatever they get. Uh, and so if they're prosecuted, if they're prosecuted, I would laugh my ass off. I will enjoy every second of it and I will give zero fucks. Because I watch these people masturbate over their political opponents being arrested. So if they ever share that fate, <clears throat> I'm going to fucking enjoy myself. Are they trying to get him to turn on Alex Jones? Of course. And so look. Alex Jones is the obvious journalist to be arrested and charged criminally. 
That is obvious. I think there could be other ones too, but obviously they're going to go after Alex Jones because this shit with the uh, Sandy Hook gay op, that's not working. That's not working. By the way, sure, does the same thing that the coward Alex Jones and the coward Donald Trump did. Go into the building, go get him. Oh. So Alex Jones said the complete opposite. So again, he's totally making this up. You killed that the tyrant. Yeah, a total lie. He didn't say any of that. We'll see you guys later. They go grab a sub. <laughs> go grab a sandwich or a steak or something. They're like, yeah, we're not going to go with the schmucks. These are the same idiots that we sell penis pills to and brain pills to. Yeah, you guys go commit the crimes and we're gonna go hang out and have a fancy lunch with Trump or whatever. But incite, 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 and then run away like little bitches. And so that's Shoyer and Alex Jones for you. The only question is whether they've turned on each other. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the cooperation part of this story really means or what it entails. Um, I know that prosecutors in regard to his involvement on January 6th had initially asked for 120 days uh, for his sentence, uh, but he eventually uh, received 60 days, meaning two months behind bars. We'll see how it develops, but play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And okay, I that's exactly what I'm going to say if it happens to you. Fantastic. Now that we've set the table, you've set the rules, and hopefully you get devoured by them. I think that's been the you know overarching message in this whole January 6th debacle, right? Be used as a puppet for Donald Trump to do his dirty dealing. You're used as a puppet for the regime, so you better hope this regime doesn't get toppled one way or the other. Things and see what the consequences are. <laughs> and the consequences have been very dire for many of these people. The fact that he got two months behind bars is honestly a very lucky sentence. Oh, it's lucky, is it? Okay, great. It's considering. I hope you get life in prison. How about that? You want to do that? I hope you guys get life, L-I-fucking-F-E. That's what I hope. I'm not saying you have to hope that. That might be harsh. I'm just saying that's what I hope. That's all what others have been sentenced to. So there's a million differences between the progressives and the planet uh, lunatic. Uh, but one of them is we're constantly telling people don't do anything physical, don't do anything violent. Uh, bullshit, you uh, support it when they uh, were in front of the uh, judges' houses and uh, you acted like it was not a big deal at all that the, they tried to assassinate Kavanaugh. I'm not buying this whatsoever. You defend every type of violence your side does. You pretended that the, uh, the riots in uh, 2020 were mostly peaceful. So suck a dick, suck a horse cock, Chenk, I know you want to. That's crazy, revolutions mean political revolutions. You, you do that through amendments and laws, and you deliver for the American people. What do they say? Just the tyrants! Oh, by the way, they're right there, okay? And uh, the shootings are no big deal. They're all crisis actors anyway. The real problem is the parents. And so they have had the lunatics go chase the parents around the country. Again, totally made up. You're just making that up. And nearly killed them, etc. And then he has. That's just not true at all. To pay a giant thing. And now he's basically trying to figure out how to money launder all of his money so that he doesn't. Uh, it's not money laundering, it's completely legal. Comply with court orders, they don't believe in law and uh, order at all, they don't believe in the rule of law. And and so look, but uh, you know, from time to time I uh, make a plea to uh, Republican voters uh, because half of them are cuckoo, but half of them just are frustrated. And uh, Yeah, but those frustrated ones that you're trying to appeal to now are the ones that you said should have been kicked out of hospitals if they were unvaccinated, so nice try. Nice fucking try. They have the same problems that we do, they've just been misdirected, right? I make no plea to Alex Jones audience. You guys go nuts, oh, too late, you already are. 
do whatever you want, buy his stupid brain pills, you're hopeless. So you guys, I give up on, enjoy your lunacy. Oh, they are gonna be so disappointed that the dumb, greasy baboon has given up on them. Oh man, he's given up. He's given up on the people that he wants dead, and now he's focusing on another group that he's pretending, for some reason, that he wasn't—he doesn't want them dead either. Isn't that strange? He, on whichever. Does he think he's going to sell books to these people? The people, hey, I know I said you should be kicked out of hospitals, but buy my fucking baboon book. I don't know. Goddamn plane of the multiverse you're in. Thanks for watching the young. All right, let's see. This is. Uh, oh, here we go. Are Republican voters redeemable? This is an excerpt from his bullshit book. Are Republican voters redeemable? If a conservative oh, read the book, what would be their takeaway? Mm. Well, if they read the section on why Republicans suck, <laughs> their takeaway might be, ouch, or mm, yeah. I hate this guy. Yeah. But as you'll see in the section that I'm gonna read in a little bit and in many other sections, um, I'm super tough on him. But I'm also fair. Oh, he's fair with the people that he wants to kill. That's all. He's fair, guys. Um, you know, because you know, our media is so bifurcated. You either have to say the Republicans are all terrible, or they're all angels, right? And I don't do that uh, with Republican voters. I make a distinction between the politicians, and the voters. I even have. A you didn't make that distinction when you said they should be kicked out of hospitals. Section about who's worse, Republican politicians or Republican voters, and I explained that. It's not an as easy a question as you might think, okay? But yes, but I do pick the voters as better, and and the reason they're better is because they have some redeeming qualities. So what are they? You gotta read the book. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're gonna do that. So, but you're not alone in being curious. You know who's the most curious about it? I am. What a desperate attempt to sell a book. You're gonna try to sell a book to the people that you want dead, because I guess you know your own side's not really gonna buy it. I'm super curious. To see what happens when if conservatives, and obviously some will read all of it, right? Really? And if they just read one chapter or one section, they might get a, a different point of view. But I really, really want to talk to a whole bunch of conservatives that read the whole thing. And at the end, were they livid at me? Did they hate it? Uh, or was there begrudging respect? Did they learn anything from it? Did they appreciate when I was fair and honest about their? Uh, you know, positive attributes. Uh, well, this is the people he wanted kicked out of hospitals have a positive attribute. Wow, because I don't know either. How merciful! <laughs> We're about to find out. Isn't if the greasy baboon merciful? Amazing. All right, here is uh, Tim Scott. People think, and this headline you might have caught your attention GOP donors are privately pushing to Senator Tim Scott to give more details about his private life. Your single status. So you must have heard this, and you got to be attuned without donations, without support. You can't run. What is your status? I mean, in a perfect world, no one would care. But unfortunately, Brian Kilmeade isn't alone in being concerned with the relationship of presidential candidate Tim Scott. Unfortunately for Scott, his status as a bachelor has been the source of much <laughs> inquiry during his time as a politician. But now Scott is claiming that he does in fact have a bow. And is he telling the truth or is he making it up just to appease donors? And yes, donors of all people are concerned about this. By the way, Scott is 57 years old. Um, he has never been married. He does not have children. 
And so that's leading to all sorts of rumors. And so we'll get into um, <laughs> the question that Ben Terrace tried to answer in a recent investigation for the Washington Post. Um, but the Axios piece that Kilmeade was referring to was published a few weeks ago, and here's what it states. Top GOP donors and their allies privately are pushing Senator Tim Scott's team for more detail about his bachelor status before deciding how much to support him in the presidential campaign, according to two people familiar with the conversations. Scott's reluctance to say much about his private life has raised concerns among some conservative Republican donors, according to the sources, who requested anonymity given the sensitivity of the issue. Why do donors care? Was take a stab at it. What do you think this is about? I mean, in the Washington Post piece, like I encourage everybody to read it because the writer whose name I'm blanking on right now, he goes out of his way to be like, look, I'm not calling this guy gay. But whenever there's a politician who is as old as Tim Scott is, who's never been married, has no kids, and cannot produce a girlfriend, a mistress, blah, 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 blah. People assume that they're gay. Um, and this matters in the GOP because they're super anti-gay. Um, and that's why it matters. He's running in the Republican Party. Um, I think if he was a Democrat, he could be pretty much as secretive as he wanted to be. Um, and nobody would really push him on this stuff because of said implication. Like we understand Washington Post is a pretty mainstream, obviously elite media. They tend to lean more more progressive on especially these social issues. And so of course they tried to handle it with some sensitivities. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how you read that Washington Post um, interview where they can't materialize a girlfriend and think that Tim Scott is a heterosexual male. So Ben Terrace is the Washington Post reporter who wrote the piece you're referring to. In fact, he writes, this is not a wink wink story that uses <laughs> single in place of gay. Despite the retrograde assumptions people still like to make about wifeless men of a certain age, there really is nothing to suggest that Scott is anything other than a confirmed bachelor in the most literal sense of the phrase. So I want to go to the video of Tim Scott talking about his new girlfriend and then we'll give you more from this Washington Post piece. Well, obviously, uh, at this point, I'm taken. I have a wonderful girlfriend, and uh, we have a wonderful relationship. The good news is uh, God has blessed me with a smart Christian woman. That, that's great news. Is, is there time for a woman in your life right now? Well, there's always there's always time for a, a great relationship with a wonderful woman. And I thank God that that is happening. But we're gonna leave it there. I probably have more time, more energy, and, and, and more latitude to, to do the job. I mean, my girlfriend wants to see me when I come home. Like I literally do not understand any of the attention this story is getting. I just don't. I especially don't understand it because I've talked about my husband so much on the show that audience members have written in to tell me to shut up about my husband already. <laughs> so, oh, Anna's really attracted to her husband. She really, she loves her husband. All right, sorry, sorry, but like, it's so like this whole thing is so sad. I have a girlfriend yeah. now, she's a nice Christian woman. It's like, oh, oh, 
But but it's sad, Anna, but like when you position yourself as family values, I love Jesus Christ and and the Lord is my savior and he's my shepherd and he's gonna save my soul. And if that's how you wanna position yourself to these people whose votes and money and influence you're courting, then you gotta prove to them that you are what you say you are. Um, and I don't see how you could be, and again, it shouldn't matter, but you're a Republican. This is the brand, the family values, the you know, the 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 the, the freaking mom, the dad, the kids, the picket fence. That's the brand. True. That's the brand you chose to be a part of. He and made so his bad. I, you're I, right. You're yes, right. I can't feel bad that they're pressing him. This is who he's voluntarily aligned himself with. And again, I would urge you people to read because the punchline on that damn post um, investigative piece, they're investigating whether this guy has a girlfriend or oh not. Oh my God. Oh, uh, wow. It is crazy. It is crazy. Look, I'm going to skip ahead because we're running out of time and it's important that you know this. So, the Washington Post spoke to some of his close friends, including a guy named Brian Moniz, childhood <coughs> friend of Tim Scott's. And he said this, it's been a challenge mainly for the females in his life over the years. They get put on the back burner, women have hung around for a while, and they realize they're not going to be the top priority right now. Good friend, good friend, providing some cover for his buddy there. However, Moniz and um, six other friends of Tim Scott's, who the reporter Terrace uh, spoke to, claimed that to their knowledge, Scott does not currently have a girlfriend. Look, I don't know what the truth is. He might have a girlfriend and he's just not going around talking about her, maybe. Anna, Anna, Anna. I just You know what the damn truth is. Um, hint, hint. His fellow senator from South Carolina, Lindsey Graham. I mean, oh Jesus, Mary and Joseph, like the fact that these two brothers are the representatives from South Carolina and all the stuff that is swerving, swirling those two guys swirling um, too, in probably. relation to <laughs> uh, in relation to their love lives is mwah, chef's kiss. Everyone check out the piece in the Washington Post. <laughs> Enjoy your own conclusion. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for watching. So they're saying that he has women who they react to him not making them priority and then they just go away. Is that what they're arguing? That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. I'm not saying there's no women like that. There are some women that if you're not able to give them what they want, they will uh, go away. And, and, and that's true. But uh, many of them will not and they'll start beating your door down. <laughs> so I don't find that to be very believable. Anyway, Tim Scott sucks anyway, so who cares? Fox News says the quiet part out loud about Biden and You know what they say, payback is a bitch. And this payback is going to be one big Joy Behar. Well, I, 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 this is just not sufficient payback. I'm sorry. Like, you do have evidence here, and I'm fine with the impeachment. But, like, they're arresting us. Like, you need a little more here. This is just not... This is kind of bullshitty. I mean, I'll cover it, and it'll be interesting to watch the hypocrisy from Democrats. But we need AGs to be arresting people. Okay? We need red state AGs. to Look, it's not going to be hard to find a Democrat that committed a crime. 
okay? Find one that actually committed a crime and fucking arrest them and indict them, okay? Or whatever the process is. <laughs> Zero evidence doesn't matter. Or how about this? How about you start rounding up the fucking drag queens performing in front of children? How about that? That would be something. But no, they're not going to do that. Because the first Trump impeachment, there was more evidence for Bigfoot. And the media gobbled it up like a bowl of Xanax and spaghetti. So it's your turn in the barrel. You better get used to it. I'm against impeachment. All right, so according to Greg Gutfeld, it doesn't matter that there is zero evidence for the impeachment of Joe Biden. Well, that's not what he said, and there isn't zero evidence. There's a ton of evidence. It's funny that they're making you do, do the Baghdad bomb thing, although they, you know, they do that with everything safe and effective, all of that. Um, and to be sure, as it stands today, there is no evidence of wrongdoing by Joe Biden. Blatant, ridiculous lie. Biden to even lead to an impeachment inquiry. Bull fucking shit. But he's okay with that because Trump got impeached, not once, twice, and uh, Biden should too because payback. Okay. And by the way, there was plenty of evidence to impeach Trump. Uh, not evidence of a crime, which is what was needed. And now look what they're arguing. There's no evidence of a crime. First of all, that's bullshit, but it's funny. Now they think there needs to be evidence of a crime. The first time and the second time, but he was referring to the first time there. And it was the perfect phone call that Trump made to Zelensky, essentially engaging in a quid pro quo. Uh, it's made up. Where Trump withheld <laughs> congressionally appropriated funds for military aid to Ukraine, and Trump would not release it until Zelensky agreed to announce a sham investigation, a sham investigation <coughs> was not a sham. To Joe Biden, in order to get a leg up for the 2020 presidential election. Bullshit. There was a ton of evidence. I remember covering that story. Of course, she supports the Democrat uh, president indicting his uh, opponent that he's supposed to face in the upcoming election. That's fine, no problem. Free uh, and and fall. There's nothing they won't defend. Following it very closely, but whatever. That's beside the point. Um, now. It's surprising for a right winger and a commentator like Greg Gutfeld to give away the game like that. I mean, he's just saying the quiet parts out loud. He's one person who fucking cares what he thinks. But one conservative personality actually took it a step further and outright admitted that the whole impeachment circus is pointless, but he will allow it. So let's watch. So we're not going to knock Joe Biden out of office by doing these impeachment proceedings. Democrats hold the Senate. And they're they have to do a trial. The only reason to impeach Biden is just for the symbolism of it. And of course, there's an argument to be made to force the, uh, the press to cover the evidence and the allegations against the Biden crime family. That's fine. But the only victory, if it happens to produce a political advantage, that's it. Just giving the whole game away. I mean, look, I... So again, this argument that like... The evidence doesn't exist because Charlie Kirk said a thing. It's just irrelevant. Like Charlie Kirk's opinion is irrelevant uh, to the evidence that's publicly available. That's it. I mean, you know, he can have whatever opinion he wants. But the idea that, well, there's no evidence and that's because Charlie Kirk said a thing. Like that's nonsensical. I, for one, was, I'm happy to see that Congress is finally doing something other than fundraising. I mean, God forbid they pass legislation that improves Americans' <laughs> lives. Um, but at least, you know, they're taking a little bit of time away from fundraising to, um, I guess, engage in sham impeachment inquiries. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to even uh, like add to that. He's literally saying the entire <laughs> 
playbook. We don't even have to add analysis. He's telling well, us. You can't really add analysis because you're a fucking retard. That it's a sham. He's literally saying we should we should engage in a sham mockery right now. Um, and it'll be great. It's not what he said. It cause optics or something or symbols. Um, and allegedly Republican voters are supposed to get on board. And here's the there's the problem for Charlie Kirk. And I think even those idiots on Fox and Friends, I really do that sometimes their contempt for their audience leads them down the wrong path sometimes. And they just think these people are just dumb enough to just take anything, like literally anything that they give them. And take it to be gospel mm -hmm. and fact. Like, I don't think their constituents are gonna gobble this impeachment stuff up and think that it's great. I really don't. Um, I, I, I truly think that people have a basic, even working people don't pay as much attention to politics as you and I do. Um, they have a basic understanding of what, like, something that might be an impeachable offense. And if the, the Republicans don't deliver the goods, they're not going to be impressed by the symbolism of the impeachment. Yeah, I, I agree with you. In fact, all of this is, is genuinely cheapening the, the whole idea of impeachment. And one of our viewers- Oh, our this is cheapening impeachment, hilarious. Twitch community um, made the that- Twitch up. community, fuck Twitch, who the, what are you kidding me? Point. So altruism is imaginary says, when Clinton was impeached, it seemed like a really big deal and a rare occurrence. Now it's just a Tuesday. It's so true. I mean, it, it and whose fucking fault is that, retard? Eight headlines yesterday, of course, when Kevin McCarthy announced the impeachment inquiry. But, you know, it wasn't wall to wall coverage. And I think that. Well, dummy, that's because it's in the reverse. If it was an impeachment of Trump, it would be wall to wall coverage saying something i just it, it says that your political acumen much like your bosses is fucking zero that's what that means think please it you have zero self-awareness zero political acumen has cheapened the whole process and it's it's sad because i i think that it's another symptom of this two-party system that's been captured by corporate interests and corporate money on a lot of these substantive bread and butter issues, there's a lot of agreement. I'm not saying that the two parties are the same. I think that's wrong to say. But there are similarities between the two parties in regard to carrying out what moneyed interests want. And so instead, they focus their energy on distractions, on culture wars, on investigations, on you know sham impeachment inquiries. It's just sad because in the end of the day, the people who end up losing the most are people like us, right? Ordinary. Uh, you supported your side doing this twice, whore, twice. Ordinary people, um, workers, individuals who feel- The people that you wanted forced to wear masks, you mean those, those workers? Neglected and- The ones that you supported uh, uh, the idea of firing them because they didn't take the poison, gotcha. Crushed by the system. And again, that's the reason why you look at polling in regard to how Americans feel about Congress and the job they're doing. And I feel like every year that approval rating goes lower and lower and lower. And I don't blame them for feeling that way. Most of my frustration toward the federal government has to do with Congress 
and just how pathetic they are. Every single time I see a Republican member of Congress complain about immigration, it's like, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be awesome if you were in a position of power to change that, <laughs> like legislatively? <laughs> but I guess going on Twitter is. Again, the Democrats oppose any sort of uh, securing of the borders. Just the same, right? <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, but let's move on. So um, Charlie Kirk also took a weird turn uh, during his whole spiel about the impeachment because he believes Republicans are actually going ahead with the impeachment of Joe Biden to distract from other things. So what does he mean there? Let's watch. It's that old Latin phrase, qui bono? Who benefits from this impeachment inquiry, which itself is not even impeachment? Why the sudden urgency? The answer is obvious. Moderate Republicans don't want to cut Jack Smith's funding. Moderate Republicans do not want to limit Zelensky's funding. Moderate Republicans do not want to close the border. So a concession they're making is, oh, just throw the right wingers on the Charlie Kirk show on Steve Bannon, on Jack Posobiec, throw them a little bit of a bone where they have an impeachment inquiry. They're trying to make you care about 9.30 less. And 9.30 is September 30th, um, and that's the date in which uh, Congress needs to pass a bill to fund the government or else we're gonna deal with government shutdowns. Government shutdowns, I don't know if it would have a direct impact on the resources necessary to push forward with a, an impeachment inquiry. I don't know if Kevin McCarthy is trying to dangle that um, above the heads of people like uh, Representative Matt Gates, uh, in order to get him to cooperate and pass the legislation to fund the government. I have no idea, but believe it or not, I do think that there might be a little bit of truth to what Charlie Kirk was saying there um, in his grandma's home with the floral curtains that I enjoy. Um, one thing he needs to understand though, uh, that Zelensky money, that, that, that's happening whether we like it, you like it or not, because there is a bipartisan consensus, right? And, and I, want, I need folks to understand that when you see that billion dollar quote unquote Ukraine aid, it's not $1 billion that Vlad Zelensky gets and he gets to disseminate it amongst the troops and the this and he gets to figure stuff out. It's literally just corporate welfare. It's we go to the defense manufacturing companies. We say here, we're gonna buy stuff from you, have your profits soar and we'll give some of that stuff to the Ukraine. That's all it is and trust me. Um, I think our foreign policy apparatus has a vested interest in, you know, sort of greasing the skids for Russia at every turn. I'm, I'm sure they're interested in that for sure. But on the main, mm -hmm. this Ukraine money is just corporate welfare. It just goes to spend money with the defense manufacturers. It's just a wealth transfer. That's all that is. And there is a bipartisan consensus um, on the utility of that. And so that's gonna happen no matter what. <laughs> Charlie Kirk, Anna Kasparian, or me or anybody else has to say about it. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I definitely think that the interests of the defense contractors tend to reign supreme in situations like this. I do think the US has other 
interests at play, weakening Russia as an example, and I don't yeah. blame them for wanting to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, at the same totally time, fine. I think that there are yeah. proxy wars to weaken Russia. No problem, says Anna Kasparian. Concern that allowing Russia to do whatever it wants would signal to China that it can do whatever it wants with Taiwan. So look, there are legitimate reasons why US foreign policy in this regard is, you know, desired by most members of Congress and it goes outside of just the moneyed interests at play. But overall, I think the through line in most of our geopolitics is the moneyed interest, is the defense and weapons manufacturers, defense contractors and weapons manufacturers. So you definitely have a point there. But just quickly going back to the admission that the Republican Party has no evidence to actually pursue the impeachment. Again, there is no admission that there's no evidence that's totally made up. Of Joe Biden. They've outlined it multiple times. It's not just Greg Gutfeld, it's not just Charlie Kirk. Um, they didn't say that though, you're just making that up. Several House Republicans have said as much themselves. And who cares? Including David Joyce. When asked about Marjorie Taylor Greene's recent comments regarding an impeachment inquiry, Representative David Joyce tells Forbes he is not seeing facts or evidence at this point that would lead to an impeachment inquiry. And he says those calls are premature. Right, well, that's as retarded as you saying it, so who cares? Dusty Johnson agrees. Fuck Dusty Johnson, who cares? Representative Dusty Johnson told CNN that, quote, there is a constitutional and legal test that you have to meet with evidence, end quote, when it comes to impeachment and that he has not seen any evidence. There's Don Bacon. I think before we move on to an impeachment inquiry, we should, uh, there should be a direct link to the president in some evidence. There literally is. And finally, Ken Buck, who's been the most vocal against the impeachment inquiry, said, oh, Ken Buck. The time for impeachment is the time when there's evidence linking President Biden, and I don't think that evidence has been presented. But they're moving forward with it anyway. And I think the I mean, you would deserve that. You would des all of you would deserve prison sentences with no evidence or impeaches impeachments with no evidence. But they have evidence. These Republican lawmakers understand that the, you know, the pursuit of this impeachment could actually backfire on them politically. Um, so I do think that it's really about their own self-interest as opposed to protecting Joe Biden. If the economy was good, I would agree, but the economy's not good. Well, we'll see how this all plays out. I mean. I think people will mostly ignore this. All right, let's get to some uh, breaking news from the internet here. Uh, let's see, one second. <clears throat> Let me uh, load this up. And again, around nine, we will uh, release the book, What a Bigot Would Say, from the soft gentleman to the audience. Ian's Network, breaking news, breaking Sacramento City news. Let's have a look to see what's going on. Sacramento City. Okay, Sacramento City Council. Oh, we played this the other day. We played this the other day. If you have a uh, different breaking news, let me know. You can post it in the um, you can post it in the uh, regular chat. You don't have to super chat it. But uh, what is this Thursday? We played this Tuesday. I think Surf Hunter sent it in, and uh, it was pretty hilarious. It was. Uh, if you want to see. Uh, if you go to the archive, it's probably, I don't know, two hours in, three hours in uh, of the stream. We played it. It was the um, uh, prank phone calls for the Sacramento City Council. So, But anyway, if you have, uh, if 
you have another breaking news, just post it in the regular chat and we'll go over that one. Um, so Lauren Boebert got kicked out of a Broadway show, and I think it's possible. United States Congresswoman. I think it's very possible she's difficult, but also it's very possible that this was political and people just didn't like her, so they, tr they got her in trouble. But man, was she looking smoking. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I wish there were close-ups of the dress. She's just like, uh, unbelievable. And Lauren Boebert was kicked out of a performance of Beetlejuice the Musical on Sunday after causing a major disturbance during the show. Security footage from the event was obtained by Denver's Nine News, which unfortunately we can't show you due to copyright concerns. However, here are some screenshots that show the show Congresswoman anything. and her male partner um, essentially being escorted out of the building during the show. <sighs> now, what led to this issue? Apparently, in an incident report shared with the Denver Post on Tuesday afternoon, officials with Denver Arts and Venues wrote that two patrons were asked to leave the city-owned uh, Well Theater during the performance of the touring Broadway show. They previously were issued a warning during the intermission regarding behavior that prompted three complaints from other theater goers. So what were they doing exactly? Well, uh, other theater goers were complaining that the two were vaping, singing, recording, and engaging in other disturbing behavior, yes, which is- Disturbing behavior. Super <laughs> annoying when you've paid for tickets to see a Broadway show and you literally have a United States Congresswoman sitting near you acting like a teenager. Okay. Who fucking cares? They vaped, who cares? So um, the incident report also states that after five minutes into the second act, security officials received an additional complaint about the two being loud and basically recording their show, the show with their phone. The report quotes one of the ushers who had a pretty tough time dealing with Lauren Boebert and her male partner. They told me they would not leave, the usher said. I told them that they need to leave the theater, and if they do not, they will be trespassing. The patrons said they would not leave. I told them I would be going to get the Denver police. They said, go get them. So he did. The, the police uh, were reportedly called to the venue to ensure that Boebert left as directed. But as the congresswoman was leaving, she um, was seen taking a selfie. So we have a photo of that. I mean, just, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is so embarrassing for you. The fact she doesn't realize it is amazing. Where do you see the dress? Amazing. And then she reportedly asked the staff, quote, do you know who I am? I'm on the board and I'll be contacting the mayor. So was. There we go. Here we go. Just absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. And I will tell you, not a good look for the guy because the guy's following her. That's not, that's not, uh, that's not good. That's not, he's following her out. That's not good. That's not a good sign. But regardless, smoking, I, I, I wish there were uh, close-ups of the dress, but this was like the best picture. Absolutely killing it. Holy shit. I've, I've been known to partake in, in vaping time to time, never in the context of a Broadway show. Um, what, what do you think? Do we let her go? It's retarded to kick someone out for vaping. That's gay. Or, 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 am, I, or am I correct in stating that like she's super embarrassing? 
I, I think you're correct in stating she's super embarrassing. Um, I, I think in my older age, uh, things that I used to skew as a youngin, like stuff like decorum and, you know, just sort of presenting yourself in such a way that like people should think that uh, you're worthy of the position you hold in the goddamn United States Congress. <laughs> like, yeah, man, I think she should be behaving in such a fashion that people are like, oh yeah, hell yeah, that's a congresswoman. That makes sense. Wow, that's a dignified person. That's somebody who should be amongst the leaders of our nation. I think as I get older, I find those things to be those ideals to be more compelling, man. When yeah. somebody like this is behaving the way that she does in public, it's no wonder that public trust and 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 um sort of uh, affinity for our most powerful institutions are eroding. Like it's mm -hmm. obvious when you have clowns like. This behaving like that in public. And there's so many of them in Congress now, right? Like yeah. Lauren Boebert is just one of them. I mean, Marjorie Green, she's actually kind of moderated her public behavior a little bit, but yeah. not by much. And like the stunts are embarrassing, the bad behavior is embarrassing, the refusal to actually govern and legislate and instead engage in like super lowbrow stunts, super embarrassing. I, I can't stand it. I mean, look, and I know some people might not like what I have to say about this, but I'm sorry, it's just how I feel. Even, what was her name? Cinema, Kirsten Cinema. Like just dress like an adult when you're in the halls of Congress. Like I'm not, I'm not like one of these people who's like, oh, your shoulders are showing, it's so inappropriate. No, no, no. Yeah. Like yeah. the funky outfits. Like wear them when you're out with your friends. But when yeah. you're in the halls of Congress, just like have a little bit of self-respect. Now you, uh, if you want to like talk about, you don't want women to dress like whores. You're a misogynist, but she can do whatever she wants. She can she can critique them no problem. Respect and respect for us, the American people. Like we we don't need to see your fashion show. You get what I'm saying? So like I'm trying to find a a Democrat equivalent to Bobert and Marjorie Green, but honestly, like that's as close as you can get. I can't really think of any Democratic Congressperson, you know, getting kicked out of a Broadway show for well, because most of them look like mutants, vaping and recording. And by the way, the incident report didn't even mention Bobert um, by name. However, it was confirmed that Lauren Bobert was the person who got kicked out. I mean, we saw the photos and everything. Um, and Drew Sexton, uh, Bobert's campaign manager, told the Denver Post that Bobert uh, denied vaping during the show, but that she did, in fact, use her cell phone to take a picture of the performance. She was unaware. Who cares? Oh my God, this is so petty. Fair that you're not supposed to do that. Alike. You know how many people do that? Are you kidding? Allegedly. Um, and so John Aguilar says, I can confirm the stunning and salacious rumors. In her personal time, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is indeed a supporter of the performing arts, gasp. And to the dismay of a select few, enthusiastically enjoyed a weekend performance of Beetlejuice. Uh, and so he wrote that in a statement. He noted that the post review of the show last week described it as zany, outrageous, and a lusty riot. I don't know why that last part matters. I don't care about the post review of the show, but <laughs> nonetheless, he decided to include that in the statement. It's just, it's bad. It's very bad. And Lauren Boebert also confirmed it via X, formerly known as Twitter. It's true. I did thoroughly enjoy the amazing Beetlejuice. Yada, yada, yada. You are embarrassing. You almost lost when you ran for re election. Get it together.
Or maybe don't, maybe don't get it together. Maybe we need to run you out of Colorado. Maybe that's what needs to happen. But I really hope the voters in Colorado in her district are paying close attention to her shenanigans. Super embarrassing. All right. Yeah, and, and, to, and to that note, Anna, just, just so we can end off, uh, traditionally the House of Representatives was known as sort of the people's chamber of the government, right? Like these were a lot of times normal everyday people, not like today where most of these people are rich, like a lot of them, if not a majority of them are millionaires. And they were seen as like these normal people, not like the Senate where it's this literally stuffy nose in the air. It's literally a freaking members only club. Um, the House of Representatives was seen as more closely aligned to the people, but I don't think we were talking about those kinds of people. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Thanks for watching. All right, let's see here. Um, so, oh, I gotta refresh here. I think there's a link that was posted, so we'll go to that. One second. Okay. I th all right. This is okay. Let me come back to this because I have the link on my phone. I'll send it over in a moment. Actually, actually, before we get to that, let's do this one. Uh, breaking news from the internet from Mojack420. Wow, man accused of raping and waterboarding girlfriend in dorm room for days. He waterboarded her. That is, uh, that's a hell of a thing right there. Okay, a 19-year-old man is accused of holding his girlfriend captive in her dorm at the University of Minnesota while he uh, raped, beat, and waterboarded her for days. Wow. Kinu Labat was arrested Sunday at the St. Catherine University, uh, an all-female school in St. Paul. He's charged with five felony counts three for criminal sexual conduct, one for domestic assault by strangulation, and one for threats of violence. The Office of the Public Defender representing Labatt declined the comment. According to the criminal complaint filed, Labatt arrived on campus last Thursday to visit his girlfriend of two months. She's not named in the complaint after finding texts, pictures, and social media content that infuriated him. Labatt grabbed her phone and kept it away from her for days. She was strangled, threatened with a knife, forced to lie in a bathtub while Labatt covered her face with a washcloth and poured water on her and sexually assaulted her in the dorm from Thursday to Saturday. The victim was feeling terrified to the point that she would just lay next to Labatt and not move for fear of what he would do to her. On Sunday morning, she convinced him to let her leave to get food from the cafeteria. That's when she went to the university security office and told him that she was being abused. They notified police, and police noted black, blue, and red marks on her neck. Police found Labat in the dorm room and arrested him on probable cause of domestic assault and sexual assault. As of Wednesday, Labat was still in custody. In a statement to CBS, St. Catharines University said its school policy did not issue any comment that would affect the student's confidentiality or potentially re-traumatize them. That's a hell of a story. There you go. Man, waterboarding. That's a hell of a thing right there. All right, that was breaking news from the internet from Mojack420. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the support. All right, here is a link from Ian's network. It's weird. I have to keep refreshing this. It doesn't uh, doesn't load. Okay, here we go. Here's breaking news from Ian's network. All right. 
here is uh, Just Stop Oil getting what they deserve. Let's have a look here. Ooh, yeah. Let me. Something popped off him. People have had enough. People have had enough. Absolutely. We're seeing more and more of this, and, and I, I'll say it as I always say it, don't block the road. You don't have the right to impede people's uh, free travel. That is a violation of their rights, and uh, whatever happens, happens. Uh, now, to a person who is in that situation, I would argue, you know, keep it legal, because they're looking for excuses to try to destroy you. Um, but, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. I think this is in another country. And, uh, yeah, you don't have the right to block traffic, so stop blocking traffic. That would be my answer to that. All right. Thank you, Ian's Network. Appreciate that. Thank you for the 20. If you want to throw in an article uh, or whatever at some point, uh, that'll be fine. Um, appreciate the support. And, uh, all right, let's go to... Let's do one more video, and then we will put the links out for the... Um, um, the soft gentleman's uh, book and also again that was breaking news from the internet from mojack 420 and ian's network if you have an article that you want read on stream 10 and up details in the description and we'll go to the next one here trump is still bragging about acing a dementia test i said is there some kind of a test an acuity test like a memory question it's uh like you'll go person woman man camera tv so they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. It's been more than three years since Donald Trump bragged about yeah, passing. And he's talking about it, and now you're falling for it, and now you're doing a video about it. A literal dementia. Meanwhile, your guy has full-blown dementia. A test, and he's still bragging about it today. He is, yeah. he is. Well, part of that is because your guy has fucking dementia. And he's doing it in response to a Wall Street Journal poll that actually makes him look good compared to President Joe Biden. He had a meltdown. So we talked about the poll on the show. Uh, it indicated that the majority of American voters, including the majority of Democrats, are concerned about Biden's age and his mental capacity to do the job. Far less voters feel the same way about Donald Trump, but Trump was aggrieved by the poll. So here's what he said in response to it. In a phony and probably rigged Wall Street Journal poll. Why? Coming out of nowhere to soften the mental incompetence blow that is so obvious with crooked Joe Biden. They ask about my age and mentality. Where did that come from? A few years ago, I was the only one to agree to a mental acuity test and aced it. Now that the globalists at Fox and the Wall Street Journal have failed to push their third tier candidate to success, they do this. 
Well, I hereby challenge Rupert Murdoch and sons, Biden, Wall Street Journal heads to acuity tests. <laughs> he wants acuity tests. Okay. Uh, so, guys, it's just embarrassing, man. I mean, to have this guy as your leader. It's hilarious. So, my dad just. You are. You have such a stick up your ass, or a horse's cock, whatever it is. You you just don't have any fun. You're always angry. You just you, you can't even laugh at a joke. Literally did that same exact test. It's a dementia test. Yeah, and Joe Biden has no chance of passing it. He called himself a very stable genius yeah. after passing that test, and that was hilarious. Trump, not not yeah, his dad. Trump. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> my dad. Can is, you imagine? My my dad. Look, he's 86, and we're trying to make sure he's okay and mentally fit, etc. But he's very intelligent, unlike Donald Trump. Donald Trump's problem isn't dementia; it's that he started with, like, single-digit IQ to begin with. Yeah. They yeah. give him a yeah. You're you're real smart. Dementia test, and he's like, ha ha, I got a I got a good score on the dementia test. I'm so smart. No, brother, that's whether your brain is melting or not. It doesn't mean you're smart. It doesn't have anything to do with whether you're smart. And he, the fact that you- By the way, they, he took that test. The media narrative was that he had dementia. Bendy Lee and all those people said he was mentally ill. Can't understand that. Already tells you how smart or not smart you are. So let's, Deeply embarrassing. So let's go back to that September 4th Wall Street Journal poll, which Fox News did in fact feature um, on as one of their stories. So. Here's one of the graphics that shows you and helps you see the comparison between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. As you can tell, there are definitely like more voters who are concerned about, um, you know, they're concerned about both both individuals. Let's keep it real, right? So the two questions are: um, Are they too old to run for president? Are they mentally up for the job as president? So um, there are definitely more people who feel that Joe Biden is well in, in the area of uh, too old to run for president compared to Trump. So I guess that's what he's referring to. Because honestly, the rest of that poll did make Trump look better uh, than uh, Biden. 46% of those polled said that Trump is mentally up for the presidency, while only 36% said the same about President Joe Biden, okay? Now look, damning with faint praise because numbers are bad for both of them, but hey, Trump, you look better than Biden. Yeah, so look guys, we're one of the few honest shows left in America. You are not remotely honest. American media. So does Biden look like he's hurt? Yeah, he does, okay? And that's why the poll numbers are showing up. And every Democrat is denying reality and saying, no, no, don't believe your lying eyes. He's perfectly fine. He I mean, yesterday, I don't know if he was lying or he just he can't remember anything anymore. But he said he was at ground zero the day after 9-11. He wasn't. He was in DC. He was in DC and then he went about nine days later. And okay, so, but that's not a thing that you say on September 11th when you're doing, when you're commemorating it and you're the president of the United States. But we can give you 200 examples. So Biden's not in great shape. And so, and Trump. Teleohapsis says, Anna Bitch Kasparian is mad that Lauren Boebert is a total smash and that she is a melting nose whore. That's true. That's true. I imagine she is irate over that dress. Is looks to be a really healthy dude. Like, we're honest about that. 
But his issue isn't that he's struggling with dementia or anything, even though he slurs his words too, and we've shown you instances of it, and he's got his issues. No, the issue is that Trump was a maniac to begin with. I mean, the guy says that when causes cancer, he said, uh, lie. injecting disinfectant might cure COVID. Bullshit. I mean, guys, come on, it's deeply humiliating that he thinks a dementia test is an IQ test. Again, he didn't say that. You're just making stuff up all day. I know. They're I mean, come on. And yeah, come on, listen to my, obey my made up bullshit. I can't believe it, that you won't listen to me. Then today, so he's saying, let's use the 25th Amendment on Joe Biden, right? And then I said, okay, I mean, it's fair to, to counterattack in that. Because I, I talked about the 25th Amendment with, with Trump, etc. We're not gonna but, use any amendments on any president, okay? Can we just stop with this stuff? Can we stop? I, okay, I oh, the 14th Amendment for this, the 25th Amendment. We're not using amendments on any of the presidents. Well, they are trying to use the 14th against Trump. You'll support it. It's very unlikely. I'm so done with these stupid conversations about things that are never gonna happen. They're never gonna happen. It's I not know, gonna happen to Biden, it's not gonna happen to Trump. Can we please move on? I hear you, Jesus that's not Christ. my point. That's not okay. my point. Okay, All so, right. but in the, case of Biden, in the case of Trump, this cabinet members actually had meetings because they were so worried. They're like, he's so maniacally stupid, I don't know, has he lost his mind? Those are legitimate conversations they had at the White House when Trump was in charge. Biden might be struggling, but nobody's thinking that he's dumb and he can't figure out if he's mentally incompetent like Trump. Anyways, the reason I brought that up- He shits his pants. Up is because he then said- He was like, I have to go to bed and then didn't take any more questions. He was supposed to take five questions. He took one and then said he was going to bed. Biden is maybe stealing from the $6 billion deal with Iran. We got some hostages back and we didn't give them $6 billion. We released $6 billion of their money that we had stolen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. And so, but Trump immediately, his mind goes to, I know I did a deal with the Saudis. So I bet Biden did a deal with Iran. No, Biden's not enough of a moron like you to do a deal with Iran where he's gonna get paid in front Yeah, of he didn't do a deal with Iran for hostages, just literally now. Everyone, right? Like you did with the Saudis and all of a sudden all the golf tournaments are at your golf places and your son-in-law got a $2 billion deal after you let them chop up an American journalist. What fucking retard? How would he have stopped that, okay? First of all, he has no obligation to stop that, okay? And secondly, what the fuck do you want him to do? Remember, this fucking lying baboon was like Jared Kushner called in the hit. What a crock of shit that was. Okay, so no schmuck of the world. Biden's not anywhere near as dumb as you are. I'm glad it makes him angry though. He's really angry about Trump. Okay, so just to back up for a minute. So as Trump claims that he passed an acuity test, that is not the case. As we mentioned earlier, it's a test for dementia. In 2020, he took the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, which is used to check for signs of cognitive impairments that could be an indication of dementia. But Trump claims that doctors were very impressed, very (laughs) impressed by how well he did on such a difficult exam. The guy went to Ivy Leagues, which no, is an indictment on Ivy Leagues. No, yeah, it's obvious corruption. I don't know how much his dad paid. That's why he hides his grades. Obama hides his grades, retard. He hides his grades from high school and college. Obama hide the, hid them. That's how pathetic he is. So, Dr. Pathetic. Dr. Zaid Nazdarin, who invented the test, said this in 2020. It is supposed to be easy for someone who has no cognitive impairment. I saw the test. 
They show you an elephant and ask you what animal is it? Jake, he literally like, can we go back to the cold open for a second? Like imagine saying this on national television as a win, as a win. By the way, this was a- It broke all of your brains and then it's all you talked about. So again, they're, they're omitting the fact that up to this point, there were nonstop narratives. I covered them all the time. People like Bendy Lee, who has no credibility, would say Donald Trump is uh, uh, mentally uh, compromised. He has cognition issues and he's a danger to the country, okay? So in response to that, he took a, uh, a cognitive acuity test or whatever the fuck it is. He passed it and then he basically gave the double middle finger in an interview and they freaked out. And now they're like, I can't believe he thinks that that passing this is a big deal. Well, you pretended he couldn't pass it. He passed it. And now it goes right in your face. Hardest part of the test that he's talking about. I said, is there some kind of a test, an acuity test? Like a memory question. It's uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. American voters, we're not bringing our best. <laughs> like He's bragging about it. You guys defend pedophiles. Who would vote for you? About it. He's bragging about it. Yeah, because you said he couldn't do it, and he did it. So your narrative got blown up, as they always did. And now you change the narrative to, well, I can't believe he's making a big deal out of this. Anyone could have done that. Well, you said he couldn't, and he did. Okay. And then they showed a giraffe. And I didn't say cat. I said giraffe. Now, in a Congratulations. Fall, in yeah. a Idiot, he controls you. Don't you see how he controls you through this shit? That's all he has to do is say five words, and the whole media acts predictably. And then it becomes the thing, and then you get mad, and it's hilarious to watch. It's hilarious. Follow-up Truth Social post, he bragged about his physical prowess as well. Right. <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I will say, I don't think Trump, you know, how, you know how presidents physically age a lot? Yeah, that's true. Trump really hadn't. Nope. No, it's totally true. He looked exactly the same. Maybe because there was a lot of executive time during his uh, administration. Yeah, I mean, look, to be fair, he, I'm sure he was stressed about over all the things he was screwing up. And we heard the stories about the ketchup on the wall and throwing oh, things. Oh yeah, that was totally real. But he barely worked. You remember those schedules? They'd be like, all right, four hours of Fox News, and then a couple hours of MSNBC. Yeah, that was all totally real. And then he gets a presidential daily briefing, but it has to be only a page because he won't read past the page, and it has to include his Notice name. what happens with these lunatics. They have full-blown Trump derangement syndrome, and all they do is just repeat narratives. It's like when Bill Maher went on Joe Rogan. He just repeats narratives. It's hilarious. And pictures in a page? Okay, so that, so he didn't age because he didn't do a one ounce of work when he was yeah, president. Yeah, no work. So here's what he said in his Truth Social post. I will name the place and the test, and it will be a tough one. Nobody will come even close to me. We can also throw some physical activity into it. I just won the senior club championship at a big golf club with many very good players. Did you? To he did, he literally did. It was, and his post about it was hilarious. Do so, you need strength, accuracy, touch, and above all, mental toughness. Did you see the clip of him with the golf ball? He, he just very casually, there's a bunch of people watching him, very casually with his golf club. 
I think it was a putter. Just like, I, I've never played golf. I've played mini golf, that's it. I've never played actual golf. I'm really not a golf person. Sometimes the video games are a little interesting, but I'm really not a golf person. He somehow takes the ball from from the ground onto the end of his uh, putter, tosses it in the air, catches it, puts, puts it in his pocket very nonchalantly. Obviously, that requires practice to pull something like that. I couldn't do that. It was just funny. It was funny. It was like a funny thing. And that's all. And they act like, oh, he's like, he's just, I don't understand. He's just, he can't take a joke. This guy's talking mad shit here. He just won a golf tournament and he's talking shit. It is not the end of the world. It's just a guy talking shit on the internet. It's not a big deal. But they're like, oh, do you believe what Trump posted? Ask Brett Baer, Fox, a very good golfer. The Wall Street Journal and Fox are damaged goods after their failed desanctimonious push and stupid $780 million settlement. Morons. Yeah, they are morons. <laughs> this guy's He's He was president. He's right. Yeah, and he might be president again, fucker. For president and winning by 40 points on the Republican side. Morons. Right. Yeah. Okay. I passed the dementia test. Did you? Okay. And he won a golf tournament. Hey, congrats, brother. All right, one more thing. <laughs> the golf on the thing. golf thing. So apparently, people who play golf with Trump, they have a nickname for him, Pele. And honestly, I didn't understand what that meant. So I had to dig a little further, and then I found it. It's because he constantly kicks the balls. Well, they show footage of him kicking the balls at this tournament. Pele is a soccer player. Yes. Okay, he's an amazing, you legendary don't kick, You person. don't kick balls in golf? No, you do not, oh. unless you're cheating. Okay, the thing is with Trump, look, we're the fairest show in America. No, you're not. You're one of the worst shows in America. He looks really healthy. Like, that's not an issue. Anna's right, he didn't age during the presidency. And yeah, he's got a big you know, tire that he lugs around, right? But, but so do a lot of other people. But for a 77-year-old, he looks pretty good. And he's actually really good in golf. He doesn't have to cheat. He just can't help himself. Like he'd get a great score without kicking the ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, what evidence do you have that he cheated in this tournament? But everyone who plays with him, they're like, boom. And then he'll pick up balls like that are barely on the green. He's a joke, man, he's a hilarious joke. If he was a comedian, uh, are you kidding me? We, everybody's having fun. Totally, please. Right. We're all having fun, I don't know about you. It, it, if the commies weren't around, this would be one big party. But unfortunately, you're the biggest party poopers in the world. Politics and just be a comedian. I think he can make- No, I think he's gonna be president. A lot of money? Yeah. People would pay- He's already made a lot of money. He's done with that. I mean, not done making money, but he's that doesn't thrill him. To see him? Honestly, he's so entertaining, I might pay to see him. I'd pay to see him play <laughs> golf. These people are frauds. I'm telling you, if he wins and things calm down and you know, 10, 10 years pass, and people look back on this era, they're gonna pretend, oh no, we liked him. They're gonna pretend, because he'll go down as a good president. They'll be like, oh, we liked him. Oh, are you kidding me? They're with the Saudis, and he's and then he's kicking the no, ball, they're golf chopping is, up things. Golf's too boring, even with Trump playing it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. it, it got a little dark, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, a while back we had a goal, a subscriber goal, uh, uh, between Subscribestar and the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, which is the membership option on his YouTube channel, and also the Rumble membership option and we hit that goal and I had said if we hit that goal the soft gentleman will release a book a 24 page uh, book via PDF to the audience for free called what a bigot would say I believe the idea uh, came from uh, prodigal champ so th shout out to him thank you sir 
Um, I don't know why a book was brought up. I, he might. I, I don't remember how the subject of a book got brought up. But I believe he came up with the what a bigot would say concept, I believe. If I'm wrong on that, people can send, you can send an email to hardnewsnetwork at gmail.com. Because I, I am still, I'm horrible with names, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I have that right. Okay, anyway. So we hit it. So, so uh, today is the deadline, and so we are going to release the book. And so um, this is the um, uh, basically free PDF version. There is going to be a cleaned up version with like better formatting uh, for Amazon because they require that. And uh, so I wrote it in, R what is that called? RTF file, okay? Like, I use Microsoft Paint. I'm completely retarded with this shit. So I wrote it in RTF, which is, I think, the word processor. And when I converted it to a PDF, the formatting's a little wonky, so please excuse that. But uh, here is the book. I'm first going to put the link in uh, the YouTube chat. So here is the link. You can download the PDF if you would like to read it. It's a little longer than 24 pages, although I think that depending on the format, the page numbers change. I don't know, whatever. Um... Okay, so here it is in the YouTube chat. Um, multiple subjects and headings, racial epithets, various things. Um, the beginning, of course, has a, a land acknowledgement because he, he feels very strongly about those. Uh, now let me put it in the other uh, chats as well. Um, so I, like I said, the book is free. The Amazon version will cost whatever. I don't know. They probably give suggestions on what to charge. I, f I figure the, the, the paperback, I don't think I'm going to do hardback. That seems to be a bit much, but paperback, whatever, you know, I don't know what they could charge per book. I have no idea how it works, but I think there's a good chance that we'll be able to get something published somewhere. I just have to, you know, like there's, there's like rules that you have to follow uh with like formatting and like there probably has to be an index or well, i don't know what the fucking rules are but we'll we'll figure them out we'll, we'll get that done eventually um so here it is in rumble you can download it um let's see uh, and then let me put it in um entropy and again thank you to all the people that signed up for subscribe star the soft gentleman's bathhouse and uh and um a rumble subscription option and uh thank you to all the people who uh provided bathhouse explosions which are like the gifted memberships uh on the youtube channel that helped push us over the top uh, appreciate that all right let me uh, put this in entropy okay and i'll i'll periodically post it uh throughout the uh throughout the evening it says print on demand if you if you want to drop an email because i'm open to i haven't picked a service yet i've i've read a, a bunch of different services for publishing um i think lulu's one of them i have no idea which one's good if you know a good one that's cheap hardnewsnetwork at gmail.com uh, i'll take a look i just basically the goal with the publishing i just want it on one major site so then uh, if i go around advertising it that I can be like, you can buy it on Amazon, or you can buy it on Barnes and Noble, or you can buy it on, I like, I don't know. Can you just, if you get published, can you do an audio book on Audible? Because I think that probably would be fitting. Um, it's not the long. It's like it's it's it. He could probably, um, he could probably do a dramatic reading of it, um, within 
probably would take 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I don't know how long it would take. But uh, and then you can have an you can have an audio book. I imagine that's possible as well. So like I said, if it gets published on one of these sites, then I think I'll do like an advertising blitz to see what kind of traction that we can get. Um, also, you know, at some point we'll probably add to it. Um, we'll pro and we'll add like I, I want to add footnotes at some point, like all of the different sentences that he writes that are completely insane because he's a, a, a liberal uh, homosexual. Um, you can just like anything in that book, anything you read in that book, maybe except for the name of the tribe in the beginning. Um, but that's totally real. You can get a, you can find a reference to a corporate media article or a vice article that says exactly what he says. OK, so that's why people that say, well, this is satirizing the left. My dear fellow, you can't satirize the left. It's impossible. They do, they're, you can't, just, whatever you come up with, that's the most ridiculous thing that you can think of, they've already done. Okay, so, so there you go. Now, one thing, one thing that I request, obviously not require, uh, but I have a request, because I have, I, I'm not sure, I kind of go uh, where, like, the, the demand is. If people like it, then, you know, I would consider doing more if people don't really like it then we cannot do it it's not a big deal so what i have here i have a poll um that i'm going to put up a straw poll as far as uh what to do next right so let me grab where's that poll here's the poll so yeah here is um i'm going to also post a poll to the different chats let's see here my, okay, so first I'll, I'll, I'll post it in um, Rumble. It's a straw poll. Oh, what happened? Oh, I guess I... Uh, let me go back to it. Let me go back to the poll here. Oh, did it not save the poll? That's weird. I thought I had it in one of these things. Maybe I had it on the YouTube channel? One moment. I might have to redo it because I think it might not have saved. Okay. All right, I'll look for it. I'll look for it when the video plays. But uh, it's basically a poll to vote on what you would want to see next. And the options are more soft gentleman books, a book of uh, me ranting. So not him, me. Like ranting, like a book ranting about all of the different things happening viciously insulting everyone. Joe Biden, Anna Kasparian, David Pakman, giving, just going on rants, writing rants about all of this shit, LGBT, whatever. That's another option. Um, another option is like the uh, products, like, you know, old people kindling, things like that. Or I put it, uh, a fourth box, other. If you have another idea, uh, you can just type in, uh, I believe it lets you just type in whatever you want. You can also be sarcastic and type in AIDS, whatever. You can do what you want. But um, so, yeah, just to get an idea of where to go uh, in the future. But, yeah, let me uh, figure out what happened to that poll. Uh, I'm going to play this next video, and then we will uh, we will um, put that poll out there. Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Green hates America so much that she'd like a divorce from it. Well, 
a divorce from some portions of it. Now she openly advocated for this treasonous idea on X, formerly known as Twitter. Here's what she posted. If the Biden administration refuses to stop the invasion of cartel led human and drug trafficking. That is happening, there is an invasion. Speaking into our country, states should consider seceding from the union. From Texas to New York City, to every town in America, we are drowning from Biden's traitorous America last border policies. Okay, so her argument is that the Biden administration has an open border policy, which is not true. Yes, it is. She is a sitting member of the United States Congress, which is tasked to essentially pass legislation including legislation pertaining to our outdated immigration laws. Now, rather than do her job along with her colleagues, Marjorie Greene is doing what honestly annoying, do nothing individuals in this country like to spend all day doing, just serving as a Twitter troll, okay? Your tweets do nothing. And calling for a divorce from states you don't like is anti-American and I think it's gross. I love this country. No one cares what you think. Country. I love every part of this country. No, you don't, commie. I love the red parts, I love the blue parts. Uh, bullshit, nice try to pivot. Because I'm an American. I love the people of this country. Yes, we have disagreements. Allegedly. But the idea of wanting to divorce from states that have. All right, here, here is the poll coming in the different chats. It's a straw poll. You know, majority ideas that I disagree with is ridiculous. That's not the way you should have, that's not the kind of mindset you should have in a democracy. And you certainly shouldn't have that kind of mindset as a sitting member of the United States Congress. Yeah, so look, this is just flat out Confederate talk. And so we are the- Who cares? United States of America. But you're acting like fucking assholes. And so you're acting like such assholes that people want to get away from you. She's saying we shouldn't be. We should. Uh, I'll put the uh, book link uh, again in the chat multiple times tonight if you missed the first one. Get a divorce and we should hate each other from then on. Uh, look, we've been through this many times. And unfortunately, some people in the uh, blue states are starting to get enamored with that idea. We talked about that before too. They're like, look, we the blue states pay money to the red states. They're, they're largely based milk off of us. And and they pass these laws that we are think are draconian, etc. But guys, we can't give up on each other. So <laughs> amazing, these people. These people are amazing. This is how you know they're losing. This is how you know they're losing. So yes, from time to time, we significantly disagree with one another. But if we give up on each other, then we're not the United States of America. This exactly. is and a great sign as far as where we are. Uh, I just hope people don't buy this. So I, I like the country too much to give up on it. And I hope you guys agree. Uh, and in terms of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, her main complaint is what? Because we have immigrants and and people have forgotten why they were angry at the immigrants in the first place. <laughs> totally. Like remember the ostensible reason that the right wingers gave was they're taking our jobs. Well, now we have record low unemployment. In fact, they're still bringing them in, retard. Labor right now, as we speak, has a lot more leverage because of the tight labor market, which is 
kind of awesome. The labor market is toyed as a tiger. Super as, tight. Okay, and, and so now, what's your excuse? Oh, and so now you're a bigot, you're a racist bigot because you're not believing the obvious gaslighting lie about the economy. Let's be honest. Drugs, Jenk. She's oh, very worried. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's very worried about oh, the cartels. Oh, 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 oh. She's worried about the cartels. Yeah. She's worried about drug trafficking. I just let's keep in mind that Trump gets elected and he has two years of full control. Majorities in the House and the Senate. Homeboy could have done something about the overdose issues we're having in this country. He did nothing. Nothing. Okay. Republican lawmakers oh, have done nothing on this matter. And by well, first of all, every time they try to do something, the Democrats call them racist and oppose it. Again, this is a total gaslight. By the way, neither have the Democrats. That is the issue that haunts me every single day. The ever increasing numbers of our fellow Americans literally dying of drug <laughs> overdoses. You support this policy that's causing it and now you're outraged, amazing. You, you couldn't bother a member of Congress to even hold a hearing about it, okay? They held a hearing today about book bans, about gender queer. You wanna have those hearings, that's fine. But people are literally dying, hundreds of thousands of them every single year from drug overdoses. And you support keeping the border open, you deny it's even open. You know, I mean, Marjorie Greene wants to pretend like she's concerned about that. But rather than tweeting about it, why don't you go do your job and actually legislate? But she can't be bothered to do it. Day in, day out, political stunts. That's what Marjorie Greene is all about, along with countless other members of Congress, to be quite honest with you. Okay, so guys, there's a reason why they don't do something about the actual epidemic, and there's a reason why they don't have <laughs> hearings about it. Because they're all getting paid by the companies who actually started it. <laughs> so the drug companies, a big giant American drug companies, are the ones that started all these problems with opioids in the first place. Sackler family. Okay, and meanwhile, the Republicans and Democrats pocketed money from them in campaign contributions. And that, it's not just the Sacklers, it's not just Purdue Pharma. By the way, it's also the pharmacies like CVS, Walgreens, etc. And guess who the heroes in this story are? And it's a twist. If you uh, remember, corporate media gives you nothing but corporate propaganda. So all you, your life, you've heard trial lawyers are the worst. And yes, there are some uh, lawyers that are sleazy. But overall, trial lawyers were the heroes in this story. Oh, yeah. They went after the drug companies and they got money for victims, right? And so and they got money for themselves. But it, hey man, at least somebody tried for justice and got it, right? And if we waited for the Republicans and the Democrats to do something, they never would have done anything. Instead of worrying about the guys who are actually produced the drugs, they're like, "Oh, they get some chemical from China and it gets produced some of it in Mexico and some of it most of it comes through planes, right? But some of it comes plenty of it comes from the southern border. Through the border a little bit. Now we're What do you mean a little bit? These people are sick. Down to a couple percentage points. That's the problem. No, 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 no. Your donors are the problem. And you're trying to protect them with this demagoguery. And be honest, right, wingers, you just don't like the browning of America. So you don't like that they don't look like you and it doesn't feel like your hometown anymore because the people look different, etc. I get it, you're opposed to change, right? But it isn't the jobs, you know it isn't the jobs anymore. You're gonna go pick that lettuce? I wanna see your ass picking lettuce. I wanna see your ass in a jumpsuit. 
You're not gonna do it, we've already done that experiment 10 different times in the red states. They ban the immigrants and then they start howling, oh, please come back, nobody wants to pick the lettuce, please come back. Because Mexican workers or Latin American workers are incredibly hardworking. They're trying to deliver for their family. Listen. And American workers don't wanna do it, be honest, be honest. Instead you have traitors, literal traitors. Like Marjorie, you're a traitor. Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, let's destroy America. Let's split it in two, just like the Confederacy did. And, let, and, and then you take. So again, I'm posting in the chats the link to the soft gentleman's book, What a Bigot Would Say. It's a, uh, a guide on how to be a virtuous leftist uh, from a homosexual, from a rabidly homosexual left wing perspective. And uh, also, I'm putting a link to a poll uh, that will uh, kind of want to get an idea of what to do next, whether people want to see more books from the soft gentleman or if they want to see me uh, <clears throat> write some sort of very uh, ranty um, book against these people, uh, covering all the topics, everything. I mean, whatever we talk about, you know, whatever. Uh, or if they want to see, um, like the, if they'd rather see um, ads for products like we did before, you know, Pence Rope for Faggots, um, Old People Kingling, uh, what else did we do? Oh, David Pakman's Power Enema, things like that. Or if you have another idea, just uh, put other and then just write whatever it is that, you know, idea you want to say. All right. The more backwards half. No, I don't want you to do that. I believe in the people in the red states and I want to help them. All right, so let's let's also just go to Antonin Scalia back in 2006 and what he had to say about this very matter, about the idea of a national divorce. If there was any constitutional issue resolved by the Civil War, it is that there is no right to secede. Hence, in the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation indivisible. Okay, and he's right about that. Now, in fact, her rhetoric has slowly grown more extremist over the years. Oh, yeah, and even a poll that she put out on X back in October 11th of 2021 showed that her followers aren't in favor of a national divorce. She said, should America have a national divorce? The majority of the people, I guess, reading her Twitter account say no, stay together at 47.7%. The 43% a little concerning, but. Twitter doesn't exactly have the most scientifically sound polling available. But you're using it as an argument that most of the people, most of the people that like her, don't want it. Now, Green then floated the benefits of a national divorce a few months after that post, in response to a social media user who argued that Democrats who move to red states get a lot of this shouldn't be allowed to vote for a certain period of time. Yeah, I like that, I like that. There should be a moratorium of a few years, absolutely. Okay, mm -hmm. they're worried about the uh, you know, new residents turning their red states into purple or blue yeah, states. And here's what she wrote in response to that. All possible in a national divorce scenario. After Democrat voters and big donors ruin a state like California, you would think it wise to stop them from doing it to another great state like Florida. Brainwashed people that move from California to New York really need a cooling off yeah. period. By the way, I, I want to also note one other thing. I think it's good to have tension, some level of tension between two parties. Because when you have complete control of one party in a particular state like California, I think you run into problems. 
So California definitely has its problems. Like a decade too late with that comment. So I'm not gonna disagree with Oh, you wanna talk about one party control, Alabama, Mississippi. No, Mississippi. absolutely, not. they have their problems. Right, they have nothing but problems, ranking 49th and 50th in almost every category. Why? Because they've been ruled by Republicans for decades. And Republicans don't care about the citizens, they care about their donors and they care about corporations. So they've been bleeding Alabama and Mississippi dry with their disgusting corruption. But still, we don't say get rid of Alabama and Mississippi, we say help Alabama and Mississippi. And lastly, you know you're on American when you say that maybe we should destroy America. That is her- That's not what she said. Literal proposal, break America up. You have been supporting the destruction of America for years, especially with the riots of 2020. Up. They were literally destroying America and you supported it and you said it was mostly peaceful. It will not be the country that it is today. She's saying let's destroy America. So thank you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, for saying the quiet part out loud, you traitorous Confederate clown. Thanks for watching the Young Turks. Really appreciate it. <laughs> it's like an endorsement. All right, uh, moving on here. Republican speaker announces Biden impeachment inquiry. Republicans are doing. And of course, David pretends that they have no evidence. David, of course, is referenced in the book that was just released. I will periodically, if you missed the link, I will post it in the chats momentarily. But David is briefly mentioned in the uh, book, What a Bigot Would Say. Obviously, a uh, soft gentleman really likes David Pakman, thinks he's very credible. Uh, so uh, yeah, David, of course, is going to pretend there's no evidence. The very thing they accuse Joe Biden of doing and that they accuse Democrats of doing. They are opening an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden for political reasons, for the purposes of trying to interfere with the reelection of Joe Biden, absent any evidence or at least absent any evidence that they have presented. I told you yesterday House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is planning to endorse an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Well, he went further later in the day, actually saying I am directing <coughs> us to start an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. We're not going to put it to a vote. There's a question as to whether they would even have the votes. We'll get to that a little bit later. But most importantly, they have no evidence of wrongdoing by Joe Biden. Okay, fag dad, Bob, whatever you say. That would reach anything even remotely close to the level where this action would be justified. Bullshit. That which they say the left has been doing, they are doing Bullshit. themselves. Here is Kevin McCarthy making this announcement yesterday. There are questions as to whether his heart is even really in it and discussions of whether this could be political suicide for the future of Kevin McCarthy's career. You read into this. You tell me whether it seems like his heart really is in this. There's a bit of a perfunctory sort of nature to this announcement. Take a look. Despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. He seems normal. Treatment that not otherwise. He's a soy guy. He's not really. If they were not related to the animated. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Wow. This logical <coughs> next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts 
and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the President would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee and Chairman Jason Smith. All right. We quite frankly, we don't really care who's going to be running this charade. The important things that we care about are number one. There's this completely circular nature to why they are even saying they're, they're, they're going to be doing this. They argue, well, even if we don't have evidence, the evidence may be covered up. So we need the ability to subpoena Joe Biden's bank records, as we heard Nancy Mace say to Caitlin Collins on CNN on yesterday's program. The counterpoint being, well, do you even have probable cause of, of any course. kind? You have any evidence? Yes. Well, we have allegations. Yes, but these are allegations that are being made for political reasons absent any evidence. Well, Bullshit. but they're allegations we need to look into, and the only way to look into them would be by starting an impeachment inquiry. The most important takeaway as of today, and again, if this changes, I will be the first to tell you, but as Bye. of September 13th, 2023, there's the allegation that Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, profited in business dealings by arranging access to then Vice President Biden. There is no evidence lie. of that. It's based on an unverified tip to Total the FBI lie. saying there's a bribery scheme involving Biden and Ukraine. They've not found any evidence to support Total that lie. at this time. The next allegation that they've made is Biden himself profited. It wasn't just Hunter Biden. It was Biden himself who profited from Hunter Biden's business affairs. That is based on speculation. Yeah, no bank records, just speculation, guys, speculation. And innuendo, there is no concrete evidence. Republicans nope. have not provided proof. There's no LLCs, nothing going on there. Nothing going on, no evidence at all. Fag dad Bob says so. When they've referred to proof that they have, it then falls apart very quickly. Oh, yeah, well, totally. we have a tape. Actually, we don't have a tape. We have a witness. Actually, no one's spoken to the witness for three years. We have another witness. Oh, we checked with that witness. They say they've never actually spoken to anybody involved. They don't have a clue what's going on. And then thirdly, actually, there's there's third and fourth. There's thirdly is the allegation LLCs. that the Justice Department interfered with investigations into Hunter Biden's taxes at the direction of Joe Biden. No evidence of that whatsoever either. And then lastly, it's the generic Biden bribery. It sort of is related to item number one, but it also could be broader than that. And it's it's not just that Biden was involved with Hunter's business dealings, but Joe Biden accepted bribes from foreign governments in exchange for favorable policy. There is no evidence to support that allegation. Either. I believe that this will end up being a huge political mistake for Kevin McCarthy's political future. Well, for and you should be very pleased. Future political aspirations. That's just a prediction. Uh, before we even get to that, we have to see whether the inquiry turns up any evidence. There are even Republicans who are skeptical of that. Who Let's talk cares? about that next. Who cares? Think. Um, Trump. Oh, yeah. Trump's behind the Biden impeachment inquiry. So they they pretend that Joe Biden is not behind the indictments uh, of Donald Trump. But oh, Trump's behind the impeachment. Politico has reported that Donald Trump has been meeting privately with Republicans and pushing them to impeach President Joe Biden. Trump, who has argued that the impeachments against him were merely Democrats playing politics. One hundred percent correct to hurt him politically. Trump, who has argued that the indictments against him 
were directed by Biden in they order to hurt literally were. him politically. I did everything right and they indicted me. Right. It turns out that Trump has been meeting with Republicans behind closed doors. Good. You deserve it. This is what you get. I mean, this is a small portion of what you get, of course. And saying, please impeach him for me. Please do it. Politico reporting Trump privately discussed Biden impeachment with House Republicans. The former president talked with House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik on Tuesday. Trump has been speaking to many Republicans about this. Two sources uh, spoke Tuesday after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. I'm sorry, Trump and Stefanik spoke Tuesday after McCarthy announced that they were going to pursue this inquiry. Trump on Sunday had dinner with Marjorie Taylor Greene. The topic of impeachment came up. A Trump spokesperson didn't comment. The former president has not been shy about his belief that Biden should be impeached. Last month, he wrote on Truth Social, either impeach the bum or fade into oblivion. They did it to us. Trump is asking for the impeachment of his political opponent. This is exactly how could he? He would never do the thing he criticized Biden of doing, would he? Oh, right. That's how they operate. It is projection, projection, projection. We know that Trump Whatever you say, Alinsky is actually confessing when he makes these unhinged allegations against others. When someone tells you what they will do, you should listen to them. I'm impeached. So you need to impeach him for what? I don't care. Find something. You're making that conversation up. That conversation didn't happen. Corruption or getting me impeached or getting me indicted. But, sir, we don't have any evidence of Again, that. This is a made up conversation. You're doing what Cenk Uger does. I don't care. Now, I am not alleging, nor do I believe that Trump encouraging Republicans to impeach Biden is criminal. I, I just have seen no legal opinion that that's the case. But it is just a reminder that when they start loudly screaming, hey, Democrats are doing this thing, we should really consider whether it is Republicans and Trump specifically that are doing the thing. Eat a dick, faggot. Now, in some theoretical sense, I'm willing to keep an open mind. If they do an impeachment inquiry and they actually find the evidence against oh, Joe. Yeah, Biden, I'm sure he's going to have a totally open mind. Biden, yeah. will it have been a fishing expedition? Yes. I guess you could say the ends justify the means if they find such evidence, although I would be shocked if that were to happen. Oh, yeah. But it is so brazen and so obvious and so clear to no, anyone. You deserve worse. You deserve worse. Who's paying attention? that now we are seeing a politically motivated impeachment inquiry. The impeachments against Trump, number one and two, were based in fact, fact total lie act that was plain as day. No, that's a, it's a propaganda tactic before they started the process. Bullshit. They didn't start the process. They literally did not have a crime just to find the evidence. They had the evidence, so they started the process. It's Total bullshit. It's the exact same thing with the investigations that have now led Lie. to four criminal charges, as well as the fraud lawsuit against Trump's business in New York. But they operate differently. They are doing that which they claim Democrats are doing. Are we sh uh, shocked that Trump is involved? Of course not. Do I think at the end of the day it will make a difference and that it will help them find the evidence they so desperately want? No. Will they actually come forward and say, hey, you know what? We looked into it. There's nothing there. Of course, that's preposterous. There's a ton there. Of course not. If they find no evidence, their conclusion will be 
they've done a really good job of hiding the evidence. The lack of evidence is part of the cover-up. No, it isn't. There's a ton of fucking evidence, retard. Which is a classic. But I like that they're that you're using this. Uh, the more you use it, the, uh, the more insane you look. Sick conspiracy theorist line. That's my prediction. Let me know what you think. I think you're a dumb faggot. All right, moving on here. Um, Trump openly threatens to become dictator. Also, I am posting in the chat the book written by the soft gentleman, What a Bigot Would Say. And uh, also in the chat is um, a poll and uh, what we should do next, whether it's uh, another book by the soft gentleman or a book by me uh, ranting about uh, different political topics and people um, or other ideas that people might have. So uh, that poll will be up for a while as well. One of our sponsors today is Matt. Oh, fuck that shit. All right. Trump openly threatens to become dictator. Oh, that's real. Yeah, yeah. Let's go that's, back. Yeah to the plan for Republicans to install a dictator in the Oval <laughs> Office in January of 2025. Republicans- And again, you would deserve that. It's made up, but you would deserve that. Have this plan regardless of who is their nominee. And if they win in 2024, Republicans want to install a dictator. This is what Project 2025 is. We've talked about it before. We will talk about it again. But there are two particularly pernicious elements to this. Number one is that while Republicans may be a little more tight lipped about the desire to install a dictator, Donald Trump is being very forthcoming about it. Donald Trump is saying, I will be a dictator if you vote for me in November of 2020. Yeah, that's exactly what Donald Trump said. I'll be a dictator if you vote for me. Oh, David is such an honest person. But when Donald Trump does do it, when Donald Trump does say it, Republicans cheer. Let me refresh. Last week, we talked about Chauncey DeVega's great article. Yes, Chauncey DeVega, the craziest motherfucker in all of media. Oh, yeah, he did a great article in Salon called Trump plans to become a dick. There was like a genocidal, insane article uh, that the soft gentleman went over where he was interviewing Tim Wise. Holy shit. Crazy absolute genocidal propaganda against white people. Fucking insane. Totally insane. Dictator, denial will not save you. And the article talks both about Donald Trump's desires to become a dictator, as well as Project 2025 conceived by the Heritage Foundation, a right wing think tank and supported by many other groups and organizations. And so there is a sort of two tiered approach here. There is an undergirding of sorts, a foundation of this dictatorial <clears throat> pipe dream of sorts that comes from the Republican establishment. But then you also have Donald Trump publicly saying things like the following, which he said in South Dakota over the weekend. We looked at this clip yesterday. I'll play it again here. Donald Trump said straight up saying, if I win, I will just call the attorney general and say, indict this person, indict that person. Take a look. Take a look. Take a listen. 91 fake and phony charges. 91. How many charges are there? But we're going to ask for dismissals of a lot of it. Most of it is sure. just, you ask for dismissal. It's called dismiss the charges. But remember, it's a it's a Democrat charging his opponent. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. That means that if I win and somebody wants to run against me, 
I call my attorney general. I say, listen, indict him. Well, he hasn't done anything wrong that we know. But I don't know. Indict him on income tax evasion. You'll figure it out. And you know, the good thing with me is I have a big voice and people mm. know me and you know me for a long time. But people know me and I'm able to speak. But if you're a regular politician, a really good politician, an honest politician, and you get indicted, you get a subpoena and that gets reported in the paper and the news, you have to leave office. And the Republicans in the Senate and the Republicans in the House cannot let this go on because people are being destroyed. There you go. So Donald Trump openly saying he is he was mocking Joe Biden is going to just say indict this person, indict that person. There's a very interesting CNN article from Stephen Collinson written uh, yesterday called Trump is explaining exactly how wild and extreme his second term would be. I don't have to read the article to you, but suffice it to say it goes through in quite a bit of detail. Donald Trump's justification for the fact that he is going to become a one man wrecking crew that some of us might call a wannabe dictator. And the justification is things are so bad. It's a dark time for the United States. It used to be great. It's no longer great. You need me to make it great. And the way I'm going to do that includes by going after my political enemies and getting them indicted and arrested. So there are two layers here, and this is the takeaway once again. It is bigger than Trump's plan to become a dictator. It is Project 2025, the Heritage Foundation, many Republicans who plan to install a dictator no matter which Republican nominee is ultimately the nominee and uh, certainly if they win. The election of Donald Trump was a triumph reads the Heritage Foundation website, a triumph that offered the best chance to reverse the left's incessant march of progress. They are straight up saying it. The left has made progress. Donald Trump's presidency gave us a chance to reverse it. They are not going to waste this opportunity if they get Trump or whoever elected in November of 2024. This is one of the most disturbing political movements in American history, certainly in the last hundred years. And it's two parts. It's MAGA which has weaponized and debased the Republican Party. And it is now that, you know, one of the things we always said was if Trump were less incompetent, he could have achieved even more destructive things. The Heritage Foundation Project 2025 in concert with all of these other characters and this plan that they are putting in place around Trump or whoever, that is the reduction in incompetence that we've been afraid of. And by the way, you know, they'll, they'll roll back women's rights further. Um, the EPA they want to get rid of, roll back environmental restriction. You will deserve every single bit of this. Uh, uh, restrictions and regulations, whatever. Censor LGBT and people of color, their history. So that's a lie. It brought out that they need to uh, prosecute uh, child pornography and. Uh, pornographic propaganda aimed at children. Obviously, David defends such a thing because he's pro child pornography, pro pedophile, very clearly uh, their existence, as we know, through don't say gay and book bans and all of these other things. It's such a long list. We can't even go through it right now. It really requires its own segment, which we will do once again. This is extremely dangerous. At least we know about it. If we want to find the silver lining here, it's at least 
if they were trying to do it in secret, which it's not in secret because there's a website about this project 2025. But if they were trying to do it subtly or only notify their followers about it, we know about it. We know about it and we know what the stakes are. Let's just hope people vote. All right. Next one. Elon Musk's Ukraine Starlink drama gets retconned. Oh, a story see. from last week. But apparently Walter Isaacson has written um, Elon Musk's biography. And it came out. Do we have the original uh, like um, uh, the original quote from Walter Isaacson? Yeah. In this book, this he writes that within and, and listen, I know there is, you know, within the context of this audience, there is a there is a wide range of perspective on how much support the United States government should give to the Ukrainian people who are trying to repel an invasion of their country by the by the Russians. Put put that aside for a moment and make this more about the issue of like what a billionaire could do. Let's just assume that like I don't know just to, to make it very stark, okay? That this was a, there was a uh, delivery by a, uh, a ship um, from uh, one country to provide, let's say, humanitarian relief to the Palestinians. And uh, they were going in to try and like um, navigate into Gaza to the shores to provide all sorts of relief for for people living in the Gazan uh, Strip because they basically live in an open air prison that uh, that Israel sort of blockades. And let's say uh, the services uh, provided by you know commissioned right by uh, this government. But a billionaire would have the chance of saying, like, well, you know what? I don't I think it would upset the Israelis. And it might make them punish the Gazans more. I'm going to click this off. Understand, like the the power that a billionaire has. Far too great. Here is um, you love when they have power and they do what you want. Here's what Isaac uh, Walter Isaacson wrote originally in his biography. This is amazing. Pop this up on the screen. Here it is. Um, talking about uh, Ukrainians that were headed to uh, striking um, uh, Russia. Throughout the evening into the night of the strike, he personally, speaking of, of, um, of uh, Musk, he personally took charge of the situation, Isaacson writes, allowing, this is a quote, allowing the use of Starlink for the attack, he concluded, would be a disaster for the world. So he secretly told his engineers to turn off coverage with- Lie, total lie. Then a hundred kilometers of the Crimean coast, as, as Ukrainians were going to um, strike in Crimea. As a result, when the Ukrainian drone uh, subs got near the Russian fleet, in Sevastopol, uh, they lost connectivity and washed ashore harmlessly. 
So they were going to strike some, uh, some ships off of Crimea, secretly told his engineers. Now, let's listen to uh, Walter Isaacson. As soon as uh, this gets uh, published, Elon Musk throws a hissy fit, apparently, and Walter Isaacson has to go around. How dare Elon Musk uh, point out that he's being lied about? How dare he have a problem with that? and uh, retract the whole thing. But listen to how slimy his retraction is. It's not even real. I mean, it really is amazing how much sway um, and how easily folks like Walter Isaacson are uh, just sort of like, you know, functioning as beet sweeteners. lead and the author and my friend Walter Isaacson, author of the new uh, biography on Elon Musk. Uh, it's a really good read uh, and uh, a, a, a shockingly easy, breezy read. Um, Walter, authors, journalists generally do not like to be part of the story, but you have now acknowledged that you're going to have to correct one portion of the book that over the weekend I asked the public figures about. So let's just dive into this. You, you write in the book that Ukraine uh, last fall was going to attack the Russian Navy uh, near Crimea and was going to use uh, Musk's Starlink to help guide its sea drones. You, you wrote, quote, throughout the evening and into the night, Musk personally took charge of the situation. Allowing the use of Starlink for the attack, he concluded could be a disaster for the world. So he secretly told his engineers to turn off coverage within 100 kilometers of the Crimean coast, unquote. And then uh, obviously the the sea drones didn't work. Tell us what exactly uh, is going to be corrected and and what the reality, what the accurate story is. Absolutely. And thank you for asking, because that night he was in a real high state of anxiety that this could cause World War III, could cause a nuclear response. And he told me, we are not allowing Starlink to be used for this drone sub attack. And I thought and wrote that man, he turned it off that night. And later he said to me, no, it was already turned off. I just reaffirmed our policy. And so instead of uh, pause it for one second, I mean, just like, how do you reconcile? He told me later that, I mean, why didn't he go back and change what he wrote? Why did he use the word secretly? Why did he use the word secretly? In neither one of those scenarios. Does the idea that this is secret happening like what, like. Why would he secretly not turn on the thing? So either Isaacson just sort of like willy nilly made this intrigue up or is now backing off of what the real story was. But I'm sure Jake Tapper will ask his good friend why he did that as he gives this answer. Turned it off that night. And later he said to me, no, it was already turned off. I just reaffirmed our policy and so instead of uh, turning it off that night, he just reaffirmed that it had been turned off. It's called geofencing. And what they had done is within 100 kilometers of the Crimean coast, they didn't geofence so that Starlink would not work. It would not enable this. But the Ukrainians didn't know. And I made the mistake of thinking that decision had been made that night. In fact, the decision, the geofence had been made before. He just reaffirmed it that night. But it does get into the question of should he allow, should he have allowed Starlink to be used for the sneak attack on the Russian fleet in Crimea? And by the way, 
should he be the one who have the power yeah. to make that decision? Right, and his fear was that... Uh, right, so the, that the whole point of this is to start the narrative of ultimately taking Elon Musk's business from him. He, he, he was convinced that some Russian official had told him that uh, Crimea was a red line and they would use nukes, although obviously the Russians are constantly threatening to use nukes. But as you note, the question, is Elon Musk the one that, that gets to make that decision? He obviously was, practically speaking, but, but is that right. how the world he is made, supposed to function? Right, and uh, you know, he made that decision that night, which is don't allow it to be used for this drone attack. And so that's the essence of it. And the question is, you know, should he have been given that power? Well, all right, you know, he's being obtuse here because what decision did he make? Reaffirming a decision, who asked them to do this? According to him, the Ukrainians didn't know, which is also really weird. You sell a product to people, you have a product that is geofenced, but I'm not going to tell you how. I don't buy any of that. Bitch, no one cares what you buy. It's all a lie. Then what decision is he making? I'm reaffirming the decision. Why did you have to reaffirm it? <laughs> did the engineers come and go like, hey, it looks like they're going to attack Crimea. Do you want to turn this on? Do you want to get rid of the geofencing that you have? And you know that, like Musk said, like you'll explain that there's geofencing. It sounds technical enough that people don't know. That's like an accurate, you know, uh, it's an industry term, right? So. Yeah, no, this is very complicated. It's called geofencing. Like you literally can do that with your iPhone. <laughs> Remind me when I get home that I need to feed the cats. No, it's quite clear that Elon Musk made this determination. And who knows, maybe it could have ended the war earlier. Yeah, guys, guys, it would have ended the war with a Ukraine victory if he would have just allowed them to use his internet. Oh yeah, absolutely. Would have ended the war, guys. Maybe if there was a genuine threat that Ukraine could retake Crimea, maybe that would have sped up the, you know, what hopefully will be inevitable negotiations to end this thing. Sam Cedar with the zero political acumen. But th this is the problem with billionaires. We so... Uh, alleged anti-war person Sam Cedar is upset because Elon Musk didn't allow Ukraine to bring us closer to World War Three. Should not have billionaires. They should not exist. You should not exist. It's a complete um, mistake. All right. Uh, so. As I play the next video, I will just, uh, again, reiterate. So in the multiple chats on Rumble, YouTube, and Entropy, I'm posting links, and other people are too. Thank you if you're also posting the links. I'm posting uh, two links. One is to the book uh, from the soft gentleman called What a Bigot Would Say. Um, and, uh, and again, we're going to eventually try to get this published on Amazon. It is a book. Uh, from the leftist homosexual perspective uh, about uh, how to be a good virtuous liberal, all the different rules that you need to follow. And also I'm posting a poll of uh, uh, what 
people would want to see next. I will give some of the options that people have added. I have the option uh, where people can add different things. So uh, in the lead is, here are the options. The one that's in the lead so far is a, as a hard bastard rants book, followed by fake product commercial, and then uh, a soft gentleman's children's book, and now there's a whole bunch of different options that have been added by the audience. One is uh, what a faggot would do, subtitled, don't be a faggot. Another one, uh, please start the Alt-Right Publishing Co., Alt-W-R-I-T-E. Another wrote all of the above. Then a, a more soft gentleman books is another option. Poop knife is an option. Uh, a sun yeeter slash incinerator. Another option uh, added by the audience, stupid ass horse fucking baboon says, behold the puppetless puppet show. Obviously that would be Chank Uger. Um, another option, write a book about leaving the JWs and seeing all the same techniques in the media. It could be a guide slash blueprint to people who have friends and family that are indoctrinated and in how to red pill them about the media lying to them. That's a good idea. I could probably incorporate that in the rants book. I could probably do both. I think I would. Th I mean, I don't know anything about writing. I just fucking type. That's basically it. But uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that works. Um, oh, I th so Sun Yeeter and Incinerator. Did that go down or is it there twice? Oh no, it just went down. Okay. Um, a brief history of the amazing drag queens who read to kids in spite of being convicted pedos. What a fresh start. Okay, anyway, so I'm gonna, uh, like I said, I'm gonna be posting the link in the chats to the book, uh, what a bigot would say, and then to get an idea of what to do next, I have a poll uh, kindly requesting as many people as possible that are interested in this type of thing to vote in the poll so we kinda know what to do next. And all right, let's go to the next video here. Uh, Republican gives everyone... Oh, so, okay. Senator Kennedy was at a hearing, and this hearing was basically about how leftists are putting pedophile propaganda in schools for children to read. So what happened is uh, Kennedy decided to read one of these explicit books to show how ridiculous it is that they're giving this shit to kids. And the pro-pedophile Sam Cedar... Uh, or is this Kalinsky? That's uh, I think it's I think it's Cedar. There yeah. has been a so the pro pedophile uh, Cedar pretends that the issue is oh look at the pervert Kennedy making everyone feel uncomfortable, but he has no problem with this shit being shown to kids. A okay. Senate hearing on book banning. Understand, like books have been banned all across the country now. That's a total lie. The writing of Frederick Douglass. I mean, we just go on and on. Bullshit. The way that they're justifying this is that there are apparently two books. There's way more than two. That exist. That kids in middle school, again, you're over the age of 12, have access to in the libraries. Uh, total lie, they're giving them to uh, kindergartners, too. They don't trust librarians. Uh, you should not trust librarians because the commies have completely infested uh, so you have to take them on a case-by-case -case basis, and you obviously have to fire all the commie librarians. Be able to um, provide these books. And understand, these two minutes that they're reading from these uh, books are not, are, 
are moments within the books. You got vaccine cough, Sam? By the way, I, I, I'm wondering uh, in the chat. So I know, I know a decent amount of people that have taken the vaccine in my real life. I've talked about it before. Um, and I'm also observing this in like normie YouTube that I watch. But a bunch of them have a cough that they can't get rid of. It's a mild cough that they always have. And they've had it since getting vaccinated. And I'm wondering, is that a thing? They just have this mild cough. Um, uh, most of them, except one, look sickly. Like they look different. They look like they're in bad health. One doesn't look sickly. One looks normal, pretty normal. Um, the, the one that, that looks normal, I think has, has taken six shots so far. And I think they're going to get the new one. But they have, as far as I'm aware, they've not had any ill health. Ill health. Everyone else has. Everyone else has. Ranging from cancer, that was fortunately handled and, and, and not in remission. Or, not, or, no, or in remission. I think that's the good thing. In remission. So, so, so far, so good after having it removed, which is, which is good. But, you know, you got to be diligent. You never know. Um, the cough, blood clots, you know, the whole gamut. It's like ridiculous. So I'm curious, is any or, do, or anyone who, who was coerced into taking it? Do you have a mild cough? I'm also noticing normie people who do YouTube stuff. It could be any subject. Um, at least the ones that I watch um, are sick frequently. At least people that I've been able to put together that have taken the vaccine. Because if I can't tell, then there's no way to know. Um, frequently sick. Uh, it's much common, like every, I don't know, couple weeks, they're like, oh, excuse my voice, I have a cold. I'm noticing the frequency of that, which is really interesting. And again, the cough, a cough, a persistent cough. That's, this is fucking crazy. So I don't know, is anyone else noticing that? The cough, like, what is that? I don't think I've heard. The blood clots and the, like, turbo cancer and shit, I've heard of. But the cough thing I haven't heard of. I mean, if anyone has read anything, hardnewsnetwork at gmail.com. I think it's interesting. It's crazy. Here is, which one came first, Bradley? Um, the, <laughs> uh, Max Eden came first. Yeah, does Sam have Vax cough? This is Max Eden, a research fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, trying to protect our kids. Material to children by public employees. This is a question of judgment. Few would say it's unreasonable to keep Hustler with its close-up genital photographs out of school libraries, and few would insist that Romeo and Juliet, with its lyrical allusions to sex, should be removed. Communities must draw the line somewhere between those two points. But where exactly? Take the previously mentioned book, Genderqueer. That graphic novel famously includes a picture of a strap-on dildo blowjob. Is this okay for kids? Some think that it is, and some think that it isn't. You know something weird is going on, though, when parents try to read passages of these books at school board meetings, and the school board cuts them off because they insist the material is too obscene to be read out loud. I guess kids could be listening. Great for them to read, but unacceptable for them to hear. I think, I think that's the principle, maybe. It's, it's kind of I can explain what the principle is. <clears throat> when you take a book out of the library and you decide to read it, you are making a decision to read it. When you are in a public forum 
and you're listening to that forum, when somebody uh, starts reading something that's explicit, you don't have the same control over that. I guess theoretically you could turn it off, but if you're actually located in the building, what are you, you going to have to run out of the room? Oh, so that makes it okay for children to read a book featuring a dildo blowjob between a child and an adult. Gotcha, Sam. Well, that's clear. This is very different. Yeah, very different. Okay, amazing. I mean, I think this is a fairly straightforward uh, concept. Yeah, fairly straightforward concept. Uh Uh-huh. I can make a personal choice for me. I can't right. necessarily make that choice without informed consent. I guess oh, if you were saying so, like... So as long... And he's talked about this before. As long as the children are consenting, it's okay. And make no mistake, when they roll out uh, and try to normalize adults having sex with children, that is what they're going to argue. It's okay if the children is consenting. You'll see. It's already happening. There are already professors out there who have not been fired. Some have been fired, rightfully. They should be jailed too, but anyway, whatever. But some of them haven't been fired, and that is what they have argued. They argue children benefit from sex with adults, and it's okay as long as they're consenting. It's one of the reasons why they're doing this rollout of consent talk in really early grades and teaching kids about consent. And this is how commies operate, because a normie will hear, well, consent, oh, it's good. Yeah, consent. So you're teaching the kid, the normie will think, not the predator, but the normie will think, oh, so like um, you're teaching the kid, like if they want to play with a toy, they need to ask if they're allowed to play with it and get consent. And the normie will think that's a good thing. That's how the the commies get their foot in the door. They pretend and they, 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 um, they make it seem innocent, like, oh, we're just teaching kids, you know, that it's not all right to just touch people. But I'm telling you, there is an underlying insidious message about this, that they are eventually going to move the goalposts to sex with adults. It might take a while, although usually when I say these things, I get the timing way wrong. Usually it happens way faster than I expect. At a level where I'm like, holy shit, I, you know, this is like ridiculous. So, but I would think that's something that you have to take a while to sell to the public. But you know, you never know with these people. Like, at the meeting tonight, some parents going to try and read off stuff that some people may find offensive. Don't come if you don't want to hear that. I think that's fair. I think that's called a trigger warning, which these same people mock you for offering. All right, but go back. Let's listen to this guy because he's about to now. Um, so protective of our children. Um, read this in a uh, public area. And the school board cuts them off because they insist the material is too obscene to be read out loud. I guess kids could be listening. Great for them to read, but unacceptable for them to hear. I think I think that's the principle, maybe. It's, it's kind of gross to say, and I don't want to, but this hearing has been called and we really can't have an honest discussion without knowing what we're actually talking about. We're talking about books with explicit passages about fisting, butt plugs, analingus, the spit or swallow decision, and rape. I won't read those verbatim, but I will read a passage from a few of the most banned books. From the fourth most banned, All Boys Aren't Blue. You were fully erect at this point. You promised that you're not gonna tell anyone, I promised. You then grabbed my hand and made me touch it. It was the first time I'd ever touched a penis that wasn't my own. I knew that what was happening wasn't supposed to happen. 
cousins weren't supposed to do these things with cousins. And from the also fourth most band, Lawn Boy. In the fourth grade at a church youth group meeting, out in the bushes behind the parsonage, I touched Doug Goebel's dick, and he touched mine. In fact, there were even some mouths involved. Ten-year-olds performing sodomy, underage incest, strap-on dildo blowjobs. Is this okay for kids? Um, well, define what kids are. Oh, I now we have to define what kids are. Sam Cedar doesn't know what a kid is. Define a kid. Oh, isn't this amazing? The lengths these people will go to to defend the most evil things that I've ever seen. Like, really, we are cover the shit that, that we are covering is like the craziest shit. Not even something that I thought possible five years ago. And I, five years ago, I was like, wow, these people are crazy. But I didn't fully understand the depravity level. I did not understand. Uh, now I understand it completely. And now that's why I'm so uh, um, vehement about their complete removal from any influence in society, politically, humanely, and legally. Uh, they must be completely marginalized in society. You cannot have this. This is crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't think that uh, kids like under the age of, let's say, 12 or 13, but... Well, then you agree with the Republicans, retard, because that's who they're fucking giving it to. I think kids who are seeking this out at age 13, yeah, I think that's okay. Well, that's insane. You're fucking insane. You're an insane person. I think that's okay, um, and particularly if they're reading the whole book to get oh, to that passage. yeah, because there's going to be other faggot shit in that book that somehow make it all okay. Yes, the pedophilia depicted in the book, there's going to be some faggot shit in chapter 11 that makes it... Oh, that's why that was totally okay, because of that faggot shit in the other chapter. Gotta watch out. The righteous faggot shit that explains the whole thing away, and you go, oh, that's why it was okay to depict a child giving an adult a blowjob because of the, the faggot shit later on in the book. Gotcha. That explains it. Amazing. It's good for kids to read. Yeah, it's good for kids to read. <laughs> These people, again, I as I say, they will defend anything that their side does. Anything. We've seen them defend murderers. We've seen them uh, defend pedophiles. We've seen them defend mer uh, 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 um, p uh, predatory men who dress up as women, read to children, sexual books. It's incredible to watch. But that wasn't enough. The Republicans really, really like right. these and, two. And, and now the Republicans are the ones who are the perverts. Not pro-pedophile Sam Cedar. The Republicans are the problem because they want to get rid of this shit. Amazing. Clips of these books. Um, here is, and trigger warning, I'm offering it right now. Senator John Kennedy, a uh, Republican from um, Louisiana, in questioning uh, Alexi Giannalis, the Illinois Secretary of State, I guess. <laughs> Here he reads uh, some passages from those same books. They really like these books from an electoral standpoint. Um, well, yes, from an electoral standbook, excuse me, from an electoral standpoint, they 
show how crazy your side is, and most normal people are against pedophilia, and they're against children being sexualized and exposed to inappropriate sexual stuff, so they will agree with the Republicans and disagree with you. I, I confess I'm a little confused. But, you, but you've given the Republicans that political win, because uh, you, because, and, and that's how much they vehemently want to defend these predators is that they will give the Republicans the win, and they will, and they will still defend it. And I appreciate the argument that that we've our discussion that we've been having, but for me, it's a little too conceptual or. I don't know, metaphysical or theological or whatever you want to call it. I want to try to understand what you're Pause asking for a us second. to do. I like, I like how he, I, I don't know, some of these uh, big words. Where did he go to school? Was it Yale or was it Harvard? He's uh, Harvard, but he's also a Rhodes Scholar, just to ah, be clear. Yeah. Well, some of these big <laughs> words, I can't, I don't know. I never heard those at Oxford. Well, (laughs) if I don't hear them with a British accent, I can't quite uh, get my mind around it. Here we go. A little too conceptual or, I don't know, metaphysical or theological or whatever you want to call it. I want to try to understand what you're asking us to do. Let's take two books that have been much discussed. Um, the first one is called All Boys Aren't Blue, and I will quote from it. I put some lube on and got him on his knees, and I began to slide into him from behind. I pulled out of him and kissed him. One of the things I like uh, about the fact that whether it's Kennedy or a parent at a school board meeting, is it rubs their face in their own vomit. I like that. In front of everyone, they're rubbing their face in their filth. And I I, I like that. Uh, Really make sure people understand what it is they're defending. And again, this is what they want kids reading. They, They are trying to coerce as many kids as possible into reading this shit. While he masturbated. He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my ass, and I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. Close quote. All boys aren't blue. The second is a, a another much discussed book. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Gender Queer. Okay. Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote: I got a new strap on, strap on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your cock in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me." End quote. Now, Mr. Secretary, 
what are you asking us to do? Are you suggesting that only librarians should decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available to kids? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Tell me. Um, I think it's legitimate for librarians to decide what's going to be in the library. Any librarian that would give that book to children should be arrested. Well, obviously there should be uh, oversight because you don't want librarians um, deciding that the only book that can be in the library is the Bible. Right. So giving them that book is fine, but not giving them the Bible, excuse me, giving them that book, the uh, pedophile propaganda, totally fine with Sam. Giving them the Bible, that's no good. Or an annotated Bible. Or commentary on the Bible. Yeah, so you can't give them the Bible or anything related to the Bible. You know, if you're really concerned about what is age appropriate, go ask the experts. The experts are fucking pedophile enablers. Again, this is why complete removal is the only solution, in my opinion. I'm one person. Unlikely to happen. But you can no longer live with these people when they are like, well, yeah, ask the experts. And we've, of course, taken over academia and we have uh, experts who are pro-pedophile who are going to say it's good for children to read these books. Yeah, that's when it's over. That's when it's over and the whole thing has to be dismantled. There's really, there's no, you, you, there's, you can't work with that. In my opinion, you can't work with that. That's it. That's pretty much ball game. The whole thing needs to be dismantled again, legally, humanely, and politically, of course. The problem is these people were the same people who were arguing 15 years ago. We should be teaching kids abstinence only, period. Well, it's better than this shit. If, that, if those are the uh, choices, then we'll go with the Christians. They lost that battle because everybody's like, you sound like a right-wing <laughs> religious fundamentalist fanatic because they are. And this is just the extension of this, and they don't care what else gets banned in there. And, and frankly, they probably are, while we're at it, let's get rid of all this new uh, uh, books about, about the Civil War. Well, the new books about the Civil War that are written by communists? Yeah, obviously get rid of those. That have been published over the past uh, two decades, basically reminding people... Yeah, if commies wrote them, you got to get rid of it. Well, ...that it was about slavery. I mean, that's what's the, the name of the game here is. And, you know, uh, they, the reason why they read this stuff off. Now, I mean, how many more kids are able to see, to hear those? But you agree with, you want the kids, you just argued for the kids to read it. So why would you have a problem then? Words now than would have been able to read them uh, in the past. Well, that's that's the interesting thing is that they're almost like it's almost like Streisand affecting these books, right? Like I can only imagine that probably sales or recognition or searches of these books are probably only increasing. And also, as you said, Sam, like they're the ones that are actually they're the ones that are doing what Max Eden said, which is like 
if you were to read this aloud, someone would try and stop you at like a public forum. Like people reading these books, as you said, reading is like a solitary pursuit. It, there's, there's, there isn't widespread evidence that middle school teachers are reading this aloud as if it's like a picture book to their students. It doesn't matter if they're reading it aloud. They're giving it to the kids. Dude, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's 12 or 13 year olds. Bull fucking shit liar personally reading something that doesn't make it better you, you again you guys you just need tribunals we just need tribunals at this point it and they are the ones that are actually conveying it tribunals and catapults uh, for those who are found guilty after a fair trial to a larger audience than the kids that might have been checking it out from the library and reading it at home yeah and uh, left or bereft uh, makes the point that you can be 13 or 14 and be forced to carry a pregnancy. Right, right. That's, that's, from that might rape, be illegal. From a rape, or not for that matter. But the idea that you could read about a sex act at that age, that's going to, that's crazy. That's beyond the pale. Yeah. Beyond the pale. You're old enough to be a parent. You're just not old enough to read about gay sex. And of course, in the in his propaganda techniques, he completely ignores that they're giving these books to elementary school kids as well. Unbelievable. Uh, that um, that uh, that witness did go on. That clip is a little longer. At one point, he goes, "That was I know that was disturbing for everybody, particularly hearing you read it." I'm just a country boy who. But it's fine for kids to read. And to be a Rhodes Scholar. Um, I just don't think this is 19, you know, 93 anymore. And the idea, like, you know, back when Tipper Gore. They weren't doing this in 1993. And Joe Lieberman. Right, right. Trying to get, you know, explicit lyrics from songs. And that was, that's not remotely the same thing. We were being told that that was the death knell of society. It's all gone away. All right, there's, again, the explicitly pro-pedophile Sam Cedar and his crew. Um, but, of course, they have a problem with PragerU being in the school. John Neffel, who writes like at uh, Media Matters, posted uh, some of these on Friday. You recall we've had a lot of people on this program over the past, I don't know, like five years, maybe? Maybe more, actually. Talking about Reconstruction, talking about the Civil War. Um, I can't recommend enough... I can't remember his name now. Yale professor um, Wright or Blight. David Blight, maybe it is? Yeah, yeah Blight. Blight um, has a 10, 12 sort of, uh, it's not a podcast. They, they put his um, Civil War podcast, you know, uh, lectures on as a podcast. I can't recommend that enough. But... If you have been familiar, we've had Eric Foner on the show. We should probably have him back again at one point. But um, for many years, decades upon decades, the literature and the understanding of the history of Reconstruction was a, uh, was a function of the Dunning School. Uh, Dunning was a historian up in Columbia. And they basically promoted what you could call the lost cause, um, which was uh, the idea that, you know, 
wasn't so much about slavery, the Civil War. It was just about like broadly a way of life and economics, which of course were both contingent on slavery. Um, and a rewriting of why Reconstruction didn't work. Some implication that you can't give black people that kind of political power or it just failed. Uh, and we've had many, many historians on who have, you know, taken a look at the at the contemporaneous documents, had looked at the history and made it clear it was a concerted effort to torpedo Reconstruction that involved a lot of violence by white people or people who happen to be white as some would rather say for some reason they just happen to be white it's like the fundamental uh, reason why they did it was that they happened to be white um here is some clips of Prager University's like animated version of history that will now be introduced into at least Florida schools. And I think uh, maybe in Oklahoma yeah. schools, too. Good. Not sure where else, uh, but this is conservative governors and secretaries of education in these red states are introducing PragerU videos. And listen to some of this. Play this clip. I understand all too well. I am very disappointed in the Confederacy, but we need to look at what our ultimate goal is. I want the United States to go back to being one unified nation. Me yelling and scolding the South for the harm they caused might be what I want to do, but it's not going to get me or the nation anywhere. Yeah, that'll probably end up pushing them further away, and that's the last thing the country needs. To be clear, this is uh, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, what a scandal. This is no good to be put in school, but the pedophile books is totally fine. I'm talking to some contemporaneous kids, I guess. I'm not quite sure. Um, but the fact of the matter is the failure of, of Reconstruction was because uh, Lincoln was assassinated, because um, his vice president... Well, not his vice president at that time. They were elected um, uh, distinctly. Uh, was sympathetic to slavery and to the South. And Reconstruction did not go far enough. There should have been um, a full takeover of these states that attempted to attack uh, the Union and to secede and to make them conform. So this is the same argument that the semen sinus commie made the other day. They think that the basically they should have slaughtered uh, all of the Southern whites. Uh, that's the argument, basically. With um, what the Union wanted. I mean, that was, was a lot of people who died in so that basically war. Basically, occupy and abuse all the Southern Southerners in the southern states and and slaughter a ton of them uh and uh, maybe like a few of them that comply maybe not but that's ultimately what what, what they're arguing for total mask off and and frankly let's be clear this is not a, a an attack on all the people there it was the political class it was the plantation class it was the moneyed class well then why would you have to occupy it? that had the biggest issues 
with what the union um what the with the united states of america wanted to do well then why wouldn't you just arrest the political class why do you have to occupy the state the average the joe didn't care uh, until they were sold this idea. But what are you going to do to the average Joe when they disobey you, Sam? Yeah, that it was an attack on just their southernness, as opposed to um, a vision for the future of the country. Here is uh, clip number two. This is just blatant revisionism. Uh, Ulysses uh, Grant reflecting on uh, General Robert E. Lee. Um, I guess, ostensibly, this is a scene from their uh, armistice agreement. Is that what it is? Go ahead. It was a little awkward. I was a bit of a mess, but I did try to be accommodating, not demanding. Lee was a good man. We had fought together in the Mexican-American War, but this time we were just caught on the opposite side of things. It just want to fill in the caught on the opposite side of things that's what um that is what prager university will have you believe um max kennerly on uh, twitter writes we don't have to uh guess as to what uh grant's feelings were towards lee Chapter 67 of his personal memoirs, Robert E. Lee's, quote, cause was, I believe, one of the worst for which a people ever fought and one for which there was the least excuse. Uh, Grant fought in how many wars? Multiple wars. This guy was not a pacifist. But he said Lee's cause was, I believe, one of the worst for which a people ever fought, one for which there was the least excuse. This is uh, this is what our elementary school kids are going to get taught in some of these red states. Unbelievable. Kowalski, Lee was a monster that got more Americans killed than Hitler, the Kaiser, and Hirohito combined. Yep, totally. Worse than Hitler. Um, all right, let me read some of these super chats. We're taking super chats through Streamlabs. Link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy. Link in the description. And we're also taking Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also, there are the monthly subscription options on uh, Subscribestar, uh, Rumble, and the Soft Gentleman's bathhouse as well uh, i have periodically throughout the night posted the link to the soft gentleman's uh, book what a bigot would say it is a guide for virtuous leftists of how to uh how to remain virtuous leftists uh, written from the rabidly pro uh, homosexual leftist uh, perspective and uh, also there's a poll going around of uh what uh what people would like to see next and uh, when this video plays i will uh post them again all right let me uh refresh here see what we have um okay one moment uh mojack 420 says uh so i've been listening to old episodes of art bell from 2015 
We went from they are hiding aliens and UFOs from us to today. Aliens and UFOs, what are they really hiding from us? Yes, um, something's afoot. Something's afoot. So you had that hearing, um, which was, uh, uh, I don't know, two months ago in the U.S. You had that hearing, um, which didn't really provide anything. No evidence, of course. Uh, and now you have this latest one in Mexico where they pull out these alien mummies, which this has been previously uh, uh, labeled a hoax. So they, the Mexican government allowed a hoaxer to bring in alien mummies to pretend that, uh, that uh, aliens are somehow real from like a thousand years ago. And so, yeah, the question, of course, is like, what are they trying to distract from? Is it a distraction or are they laying the groundwork for Project Bluebeam, which is from what I understand is like a fake alien invasion that the global homos or the CIA would put forward to try to. And frankly, I'll say this. I'll say this. If that's what this is, they will give it away within the first what minute of communication with the aliens, because there's no way that they are going to do a, a gay up alien invasion without mentioning climate change. That will be the dead giveaway that it's a, a fucking gay up, regardless of what the Internet does with like pictures and video footage and, you know, and like breaking it down. I would say the way to know definitively that it's total fucking bullshit is going to be the narrative surrounding it, which is that the aliens visited us to tell us to listen to the global homos and save the planet because of climate change. That is that is absolutely going to be the message, and that will be the dead giveaway that this is clearly a gay op. Um, but uh, yeah, something's afoot. Something's definitely afoot. All right, we'll uh, get to that breaking news in a moment. Um, PF says, white pill moment. Mueller investigates Trump has access to the entire government power uh, coerced or freely given, and after three years he could not find or manufacture evidence. The system may not be 100% corrupt yet. Yeah, uh, and I think also as they continue to fail, they get more desperate and they're willing to try more. For example, when this shit started uh, in 2016, you, you had more people on the left that would argue for example there was that like uh, it's not a law but it's like a rule that you can't indict a, a president um or a candidate like before an election or whatever there was that like department of justice rule or whatever and you would see more people on their side argue in favor of that but then as the impeachments failed and all the shit failed now there's no one on the left arguing um, for anything civil anymore that I've seen, uh, at least in the media or whatever. And now they're like, they're like, uh, I mean, we're, what, what are we, um, even though Biden's in office, we're still in the Trump era. So we're like, what, six, seven years, about six and a half years in the Trump era. Now they're completely rabid. Um, they, they're, they're only thinking emotionally. And now they're willing to kill him, put him in jail, jail his supporters, kill his supporters. Like they're, they completely don't give a fuck anymore. So I think with Mueller, it was like they were hoping that what the Mueller thing would do is like tarnish him enough 
where they wouldn't have to worry about him being a political threat anymore. And they realized that all of that failed at three o'clock in the morning on election night when he was up huge in multiple states and they had to do their Hail Mary desperation gay op that they did pull off. They did pull off successfully, um, and which is crazy, but they did pull it off. So now that, I mean, it, on the one hand, it's very encouraging, like with the polling about how the media is not selling its message and people are not buying that it's not political. Most people think it's political. Most people, um, and it's not surprising at all, of course, because the economy is shit. Most people think the economy is shit because it affects them. That's one of the things that affects them directly. Going to the gas station and the grocery store affects people directly. Okay? Everyone, like you can't, there's no, like, you know, it's one thing if you figured out a way to discount people's grocery bills like 40%. Okay, then maybe they would think the economy's decent or somehow, but everyone has to pay at the grocery store. There's no like, oh, but I have this chart. I have this CPI chart that says inflation went down. You know, the cashier's not going to go, oh, okay, well, it's half now of what it was. And thank you for showing me the chart. There's no relief. So if there's no relief, they're not going to be able to sell that narrative. So as they see all of that, if they, as they see Biden's popula uh, popularity drop, they're going to get more and more desperate. And, and Trump's popularity rising. USA Today comes out with an article based on one of their polls that more people trust Trump to fix the economy than Biden. These are, this is a disastrous propaganda cycle for the Democrats because the propaganda, it's not just propaganda, it's indictments too. It's having the complete opposite effect. It's, it's made Trump more popular. Um, so not only specifically independence because Trump Trump's base is solid that's it Trump's base is solid I don't think there's anything he can do even the comments to Megyn Kelly about the vaccine which were not good but they're just I think when people see that when Trump's base see, sees that they roll their eyes and they're like oh come on Trump the vaccine sucks and then they move on most most of his base um so Trump's base is completely locked in. So the question is the independence. So the independents going into the, the, the voting booth, they have a choice between Trump or Biden. The first thing, even before indictments, they're going to think about is the economy. OK, so the economy is shitty. So that favors Trump. OK, so then on top of that, they're going to have to choose between Trump or a guy who as president did the unprecedented act of indicting his political opponent. It's uh, it's just, it, there's a lot going against Biden. And on top of that, RFK could run independent. The dynamics of this election are so different than 2020. Uh, and I still think they could pull off a cheat, make no mistake. I will not underestimate their cheating operation, but they are going to have to pull off even more of a miracle than last time. And that'll be very interesting. Okay. Ian's Network says, HB, what percentage chance do you put Tucker Carlson's prediction of all-out war with Russia? What percentage chance do you think they JFK Trump? I think uh, at least 50% chance of war with Russia. I, 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 um, I, I think they'll do anything. They'll do anything. Uh, and, and I think that they would absolutely... Um, everything you're seeing is nonstop escalation. They're pissed off at Elon Musk because he wouldn't escalate. It seems like they want a hot war with Russia. So I think, yeah, there's at least a 50-50 chance, if not more. Uh, percentage chance that they'll... Uh, I think it's a 100% chance that they want to assassinate Trump, 
whether they could pull it off that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing um i i would put that at 50 50 i think the odds of both those things are like very plausible or possible uh i think it's very possible that they do these things i hope i'm wrong I hope that my uh, judgment is skewed because I'm constantly covering negative stories and hopefully I'm just like kind of losing the my balance on the tightrope, so to speak. Hopefully that's it. Hopefully that, you know, when this is all over, it, it we'll realize, oh, you know what? It's not as bad as I think it is. Holy shit. You know, I remember we were thinking how bad it was. It really wasn't that bad. I, I just don't see any indicator of of anything like that. Every day, every couple days, there's another Trump supporter getting arrested or getting sentenced to jail for speech and all this different bullshit. It's just, uh, and it's getting worse. More and more, there's videos of the FBI visiting people over non-crimes to try to get them to entrap themselves or do some shit. And uh, it is, it's crazy. It's completely crazy. Uh, all right, breaking news there. We'll get to that in a moment. Thank you, Ian's Network. Regurgitating rhinoceros. Says HB, here is my vote. Write a book about leaving the JWs and seeing all the same techniques in the media. It could be a guide slash blueprint to people who have friends and family that are indoctrinated in how to red pill them about the media lying to them. So yeah, so um, some of the suggestions were plausible, some of them were not plausible. Like poop knife, you know, I I don't know how, I don't know how I would do poop poop knife poop knife. Because uh, people, I, I gave them the option to put other as a voting option, and they can write whatever they want. So someone wants to see Poop Knife. Not really sure how I would fulfill that, but it's an option there if you want to vote for it. Now, this, though, is definitely plausible. Uh, so I, I don't know, like, I don't, I've never really written. Well, I guess that's kind of not true anymore. <clears throat> Although the soft gentleman is totally a different person. Um I could probably incorporate that in a rant book, although I don't know if that should be separate. I really don't know. If it's if the next thing is the rant book, I'm going to maybe see if I can incorporate that or if it's more appropriate for it to be separate, but I cuz I'm really not sure. But that definitely uh that that I definitely could do. That I definitely could do. Actually, I think it would how would it not be in the rant book? Because there's no way I wouldn't be talking about the JWs and, and the propaganda. So I think, yeah, I think that would that would definitely, yeah, I think that works. Then I think that works. Mark Mexel says, um, I've become a destiny hate watcher. I know, get, oh, I watch, I hate watch him sometimes too. I totally get it. Actually, you could argue my entire channel is a hate watching channel because we're constantly watching uh, propaganda. He says, I know gay, but I enjoy arguing in his chat. But he mentioned uh, he gets sick now every two to three months when usually said it was only once every few years. Hmm, yeah. I, I am noticing that from people who have taken the vaccine, like I said, outside of this one person I know that's completely juiced up on all of the boosters and, has, and, and nothing has happened to them as far as I'm aware. But everyone else I know has problems. And, and, uh, and yeah, and then the, yeah, a lot of sickness, a lot of sickness. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Regime propaganda's destiny. It's unbelievable. All right. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate that. I think, is that breaking news from Killer 8000? I think so. Yeah. Okay. We'll come back to that. Regurgitating Rhinoceros says, HB, 
if the space catapult doesn't happen anytime soon, we could have a version of the Highland Games where strongmen see who can chuck pedos the farthest and the uh, caber toss to throw them on their head. The caber toss? Is that is that a thing or is that autocorrect rape? Let me look that up. Because there was a... Um, a while ago, I forget which commie we were watching, but I was uh, envisioning the hammer throw. I think it was called the hammer throw, and I forgot what it's called. I was envisioning a hammer throw type thing. I'm not familiar with the caber toss. Uh, let me look that up real quick. It's possible that there was an autocorrect rape, uh, rape there. No, no, no. Okay, so caber toss. Okay, so let me just uh, get, I want to get reference. Okay of what a caber oh okay <laughs> it's this guy holding a giant log and he's gonna throw it okay yeah no i think because I, I do the impression that i get is there's going to be um i think the caber toss it'll be really like uh, like fat commies you know because like the guy's holding a giant it looks like he's holding a telephone pole and he throws it but they're heavy so he can't throw it too far it's not like a javelin. So I would imagine that this would probably be good for like the fat slob communists to see how the, how far these strong men can throw them. Um, anyway, uh, the technology is probably not going to be ready in time um, to uh, yeet the commies into the sun. Although it, I, I think it's being worked on. Now the people working on it, I don't think they know that they are um, working on it to yeet commies into the sun. I think they... I think they think they're going to catapult rockets into the sky, which is fine. You know, <clears throat> that's that's no problem. But, uh, you know, we'll see uh, eventually. But, uh, yeah, I think caber toss, I think that works. Any of those are fine. We can have the Kami Yeeting Olympics. I think that would be uh, more than acceptable. Welcome to the second annual Kami Yeeting Olympics. I think that would be uh, fantastic. All right, let me go to Streamlabs. Um... What is the date here? The 14th. The 14th? Is that the 12th? Okay. Oh, wait. We did that one. That was before. Um, okay. Now we did that. Okay. Silky Johnson. Silky Johnson says, You know, HB, I'm trying to think of the perfect way for the uh, Paisanos to fight back against the incoming hordes of migrants. My guess would be feed them delicious food and wine, and then when they pass out, put them on a train and send them back to the Sicilians. <laughs> you know, there there was... I, 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 um, I didn't play them on stream, but there was a... Maybe like four to six weeks ago, there were multiple different videos of Italians in Italy um, you know, doing what's necessary against uh, 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 migrants. Uh, these, not, they weren't, this is the thing. I, I don't think you should fuck with people. That's really the principle of my whole thing is don't fuck with people. And if you fuck with people too much, there has to be consequences. So th there were examples where like this, and, and like the migrants are just not smart. There's this giant Italian dude uh, and they like try to steal some shit from him and he just obliterates them absolutely punch, punches this guy's lights out after after they try to steal from him. And there was a couple videos like that. So it looked like the Italians aren't like a conquered country and they're not like, uh, you know, they're not like in the UK. And I understand not everyone in the UK is conquered. I understand that. But like, I'll tell you, the family, remember when that fucking uh, uh, dumb jogger went into a person's house? So this couple, this very lovely couple, white British couple, 
okay, seem to have a nice house. The woman's cleaning the yard and the door's open. And these fucking retards go into the house because they know they'll get away with it because it's because UK is a conquered country. And they did get away with it. They got like a talking to by that fucking faggot at night. Uh, what the hell is that guy? I don't even remember that guy's name. The, he, he calls his show uncensored. Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan gave the jogger a talking to. Oh, there you go. And then, like, I think he was apprehended by police for, like, an hour. Okay? It doesn't look like you can get away with that in Italy, which is good. Because, yeah, you can't... You, you got to... Uh, you just can't have that. You just can't have that. All right. Um, Soki Johnson. That was okay. Old Metal. Says, Mazel Tov, HB. Nothing could be better to share with family, this Rosh Hashanah, than this book, Soft Gentleman. Uh, wrote, he can come to our uh, temple and blow the shofar anytime. Well, that's a very generous invitation. I'll tell him about that. Yeah, this book gets, <laughs> would be great to read in front of the family, <laughs> especially the section on Jews. He's very complimentary of Jews, absolutely. He, uh, he, you know, he acknowledges Jews are our parents. He's totally on board with that narrative. Absolutely. All right, thank you, Old Metal. Appreciate that. Again, I've posted links, uh, and uh, people are also periodically posting them. I appreciate that. Uh, the Soft Gentleman's book was released tonight. Um, again, because we hit the threshold for the um, uh, memberships. And, like, the membership thing, like, if... Like, I'll take this the way it evolves like you know I, I and i'm open to how it evolves but like if if there's if there continues if the memberships keep growing it does kind of allow me to like do extra shit like that you know what i mean like it, it so I, and if people if people are interested in that i think that's fine so we'll like we'll let it play out and if it happens organically cool and if it doesn't happen that's cool we'll just keep it things the way they are but yeah if people want to see this kind of shit and again i'm open to ideas these are the areas that i don't really contemplate that much and i would prefer input from the audience because i don't really i, I don't advertise as much as i should i don't do shit like this as much as i should so, uh, but if there's, if there's like interest in it and, and people are willing to, you know, uh, meet the goals, I think it's a good thing to do. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, okay. There's a breaking news, uh, from Nino. We'll, we'll, uh, do those in a moment. Um, but I will of course mention if you are ever in trouble, uh, related to meth specifically in Philadelphia, Nino Tenari. Uh, or is it Tenari or Tenati? Have I been mispronouncing the name the whole time? That's that's a, that's a disgrace on my part. This says Tenati. I thought it was Tenari. Maybe there's autocorrect rape. I'll have to go back and check. But uh, Nino, best meth lawyer in the business in Philadelphia. Russell T. Shackelford says, uh, I'm currently editing and reformatting Softy's informative, hilarious, though typographically appalling book. It's exactly correct. It is typographically appalling. I imagine if you know anything about book formatting, that this is like a, a disgrace. I, I yeah. Um, should be done by tomorrow, if not tonight, we'll email. Well, thank you. I sincerely appreciate that. That will definitely save me the work of figuring out what to do and then doing it. Spellcheck really love totally real names you should never use on the internet. Yeah, I would imagine. There is a, yeah, there's a section of the book 
about um, uh, how you should definitely never incorporate racial epithets with names and you should never post these names on the internet. And, uh, and also, uh, you know, I didn't know, but uh, apparently uh, the soft gentleman really cares about um, land acknowledgements. And uh, wouldn't you know, this is a weird coincidence, a totally organic coincidence, because we're two completely different people. Uh, but I, I didn't realize that, that, that apparently, I was surprised when I read this for the first time, that the chief of the tribe, uh, that he did a, a land acknowledgement for, uh, his name was uh, Nigashit Kikerton. I, I couldn't believe that. Because that was a name that, that I laughed about, but apparently it's a real person, just like Richard Fagberg is a real name. So, for example, if you go on the internet and you type Fagberg, F-A-G-B-E-R-G, that's real. That's a real person. Apparently, Nigashit Kikerton, also real. He's a chief to some tribe. Uh, the uh, I forget what tribe it was, but some sort of... Uh, I don't remember. I'll have to look. A totally real tribe. You can look it up. It's... Uh, you probably won't find a whole lot on it because it's a small tribe, you know, and they were they were marginalized early. You know, the evil white man, they stole the land from, uh, uh, again, I'll have to find the name of the, the tribe. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, I'll, I'll get it at some point this evening, just so you're aware of what you're getting into with this book. And uh, yeah, it's a hell of a thing, a land acknowledgement. <clears throat> it's just, uh, it's a hell of a thing. Okay. Thank you, Russell T. Shackelford. Appreciate that. Silky Johnson says, HB, it might not be a, a bad idea to check out some YouTube kids' channels. I mean, YouTube allows faggots to, get, to guess what's being shoved in their ass on there. By the way, that's not hyperbolic at all. You could argue that the description is, a, 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 or not the description, the, uh, what would that be, an adjective? No, well, faggot isn't, whatever the fuck that is. I, I barely graduated high school. You could argue that you could say homosexual if you wanted to be polite. Although that's, you know what's funny about that? Uh, I, I've now seen leftists argue that calling a homosexual a homosexual is offensive, which, I, which that's glorious. That's because I'd like them to take every possible reference to homosexuals and make it offensive. Because they've revived faggot, gay, gaylord, queer they've turned all of those things into wonderful words now because they get freaked out every time someone says them so please yeah please make homosexual offensive that's fantastic because i like homosexual is hilarious that's why when bill mitchell said uh you know don't call him a homosexual drag queen it made me laugh anyway but no it's true there is video of that uh where it's and it's not age restricted it's not age restricted Oh, did you see? Oh, I think I did the story a few weeks ago. It was who? What was it? The Publico, I think, had it. There was a homosexual who put his bare asshole on video. And YouTube allowed it. And I think monetized it. Bare asshole. Wide open ass. This guy. Homosexual, wide open ass. On YouTube. But if I tell jokes, I get, I get uh, or talk about the vaccine, I, I get uh, censored. It's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. Anyway, wide open ass. Um, he says, uh, so you'll know they'll roll uh, out shit where it's okay to have sex with adults since these people are filth. They are total filth. They absolutely are filth. Um, okay, what was I going to do next? Okay, yeah, let's get to some breaking news here. Breaking news from the internet. All right, so this is from PF. Breaking news, Link Show. We did the Link Show Tuesday. Oh, is this... Let me just check length. We might do it at the end. One second. One moment. Um, 
Oh, that's fine. Okay, four minutes is fine. Did Hold you know that? You... What does he say about this? Let me uh, before I play it. Oh, I'll put it in a different browser because this is going to run an ad. Okay. Let me put it in Brave. One moment. So he said, um, "Why do blue objects survive the Maui fires?" Yes, I've seen people talking about this on Twitter. It is very interesting. Uh, let's have a look here. Yeah, Maui's a whole nother story. Apparently, O'Keefe is in Maui, or he's actually got back from Maui. He was doing a lot of undercover reporting, which is great. Definite gay ops going on in Maui from the government and basically taking people's shit. Okay, I'm going to continue posting videos about the Maui and uh, Lahaina wildfires. And in this video, I'm going to talk about the blue stuff. The blue stuff that did not burn. A lot of people have been sharing videos and uh, images showing blue stuff that did not burn. Blue cars, blue canopies, all kinds of blue stuff that did not burn. And uh, yeah, that's one of those anomalies. It's strange that blue oh, stuff... Oh, uh, thank you. Aunt Jenny has the name. She says, HB, you bigot, the tribe info here, Fagatrot Nigatrun tribe. Right, yes, that was the land acknowledgement was for the Fagatrot Nigatrun tribe. Okay, totally real tribe, again, with the chief, uh, Nigashit Kikerton. And uh, yeah, I, you know, it's a small tribe. I'd never heard of it, but I did know the name Nigashit Kikerton, which is so weird that it ended up in the totally real book written by a different person. That totally exists. Crazy, crazy. Just uh, amazing. Just did not burn. So I'm going to talk about that in, uh, in this video. But first, why is it important for everyone in this world to understand uh, what has happened here? Well, the thing is, there's been a plan for Maui. And this is not a conspiracy theory. There's been a plan for Maui to become one of those first, world-first um, smart islands. And I'm going to just show you this. So this is from the Hitachi uh, website. The new smart grid in Hawaii. Jump Smart Maui project. So if you Google this or uh, use DuckDuckGo, DuckDuckGo to, to find this, you will easily find this uh, this uh, article or this post and here they talk about the new smart grid in hawaii and uh, the jump smart maui project and here's a little video a short video showing this project but the, th the thing is we have a date here and this post is from 2015. okay so we know that there's been a plan for maui and this year, here, 2030, it pops up quite often these days when we talk about so-called smart cities and uh, smart grids. This year, everything is going to happen before this year. So this is not a conspiracy theory. You can Google this and uh, I think you will find this website quite easily. Okay, so back to this video. Uh, I'm going to play a little clip from this video. And this is another 
real estate agent. Uh, the channel is Maui Exclusive Real Estate. And um, this guy lives in Lahaina and his neighborhood survived. Uh, his house survived and his whole neighborhood survived. And in this video, he's just, uh, he just walks around and showing houses that did survive, a few anomalies around that, and also houses and cars that are just completely destroyed, completely burned out. And here we see two cars, as you can see, completely burned out. But uh, there's a car next, next to them here that did not burn. So let's just play this clip. Interesting. Couple cars here that were completely burned up right next to one of the townhomes. And you can see the melted metal. So that was a really, really hot fire for sure. These these cars are completely burnt up. Makes sense because it's you know it's right next to a building. I'm sure that fire was really hot. But then you do have a car here that was also next to that same building that did not fully ignite. It's just kind of melted in the front. Yeah, this car, this blue car, it's just kind of melted in the front, like I said. So compared to these other cars, uh, this is somewhat, this car is somewhat intact. And it's blue. So another, another anomaly the showing blue stuff that did not burn and here we have here we have the yeah the car windows are intact the car maybe we all should drive blue hunters from now on <laughs> yeah so and this car and here's another one completely burnt up yeah Here's a car, of course, completely burnt up. You can see it melted the glass. Yeah, so the the back window, the back window of this car is just completely melted. I don't remember the temperature that that is needed to to melt uh, glass and car windows, but uh, as you can see, totally melted. And this car is also completely burned out and the wheels the the aluminum wheels are just yeah liquefied like so many other cars but the blue car did not burn except for a little bit uh, in the front and yeah that's that's strange right i'm going to show you a couple of uh, images i took a couple of images from uh, from uh, videos that's been posted on YouTube. I don't remember which video I uh, took this screenshot from. If I do, I'm going to post a link to this video because I think it's important to, to credit those who have been out there and uh, filming, documenting this. But here, uh, so this is front street, front street. And here we have a truck 
and uh, almost all of these cars are just completely completely destroyed completely burned out except for a couple of blue cars but here we have a truck and it's completely burned out everything is just destroyed inside and the wheels are gone the engine is yeah melted too but in the back here of this truck we have some blue plastic i believe this is plastic uh, it looks like plastic i don't know what is what uh, this is uh, i don't know this truck but uh, this plastic here with the blue lines did not melt did not burn okay to me uh, i'm an electrician and to me this looks like some kind of heating foil with these blue blue lines here but yeah yet another blue thing that didn't did not burn and i'm going to show you another image and uh, i don't remember which video i took this screenshot from so once again i'm going to link to the video if i remember but here we have uh, what looks like a blue kids swing set that did not burn so the houses are gone but this blue swing set did not burn and this looks like blue plastic to me and it's hanging there it's fine but the houses around it, it those are gone I don't know if this is a playground or maybe a backyard if you know this place or if you know if you have seen this before and you know if this was a playground or yeah please comment yeah yet another thing that did not burn blue thing that did not burn and yeah strange right maybe not maybe not okay i'm going to show you this video and this has been shared in social media quite a lot facebook tiktok youtube and uh, here we have someone playing around with a laser with, la with a couple of lasers actually uh, on some i think a washcloth or something like that in different colors so i'm just going to, to play that uh, short clip Lasers can be programmed for different wavelengths. There was something blue they didn't want to burn. Blue car did not burn in flames. Same as the blue umbrella. Laser yeah, the blue washcloth did not burn, and uh, there's something about uh, the color frequency of blue that the laser do not react with, and I think that's the key to the um, to what has happened in Lahaina. But now we are talking about so-called conspiracy theories but you can see it for yourself you can check out the videos you can check out the the drone videos that's been posted 
and uh, you will see a lot of blue stuff, blue cars, blue canopies. Uh, those blue canopies that people have been talking about. Uh, I think it's Tommy Bahama restaurant. It, um, you have those blue canopies outside uh, over the tables when people sit and eat. So that's what you see in those images, large blue canopies uh, for outside uh, eating. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about in this video, the blue stuff that did not burn. Strange, right? But uh, it's not really strange when you see this. The, the truth is right there, it's right in front of your face. But it's still being called a conspiracy theory. Now we know, now we know that uh, those power lines that supposedly, allegedly, started our grass fire, the power was out six hours before the incident. So there was no power in those power lines. We know that now. So what happened? Well. You have to to judge this for yourself and make your own conclusion. Okay, I hope this video was helpful and uh, I'm going to continue posting these kinds of videos. But yeah, this is important. This is important to understand. Like I said, there's some evil in this world that needs to be addressed. Okay. See you in the next one. <clears throat> Crazy. If people want to watch more from this guy, his name is Cato B. Hagen. C-A-T-O-B-H-A-G-E-N. Yeah, that's very odd. That's, there's a lot. I mean, I've seen a ton of people posting about this with like different videos of blue items or objects not being burned. It's, it's weird because like... So the argument is... A direct energy weapon started a fire so if the direct energy weapon hits something blue it won't burn but then the fires around that wouldn't the fire around that burn the blue thing it's very odd it's also like you know I don't know how forest fires necessarily burn in high winds is it possible if the wind is blowing a certain way there might be sections that don't uh, that don't uh, burn? I don't know, but then why would they all be blue? Wouldn't there just be sections? Or maybe they, maybe people are just focusing on the blue one. I don't know, but it's definitely worth investigating. Um, so yeah, you got that. I've seen people talking about, and then this ridiculous shit where like they don't, they're not letting anyone in. You're not allowed to take pictures. Residents are not allowed on their own property. Um, O'Keefe was down there and I think he started releasing videos. Actually, we might as well get to one. Let me finish these breaking news and then we'll check out the O'Keefe, uh, video. All right. That was breaking news from the internet from PF. Appreciate that. Now we have breaking news from the internet from Ian's network. Let's have a look here. Um, Clay Holland jailed for raping masked intruder Shane Cox in home. Yeah, this is, I think someone, I don't know if it was related to this story, maybe. Someone had asked a while ago what I thought about, I guess, the morality of raping a home invader. 
Now, <clears throat> I don't know how you get it up to rape a man, okay? But just because I don't understand it doesn't mean it doesn't happen because it happens, especially in prison, okay? I really, my response to that is what my response in all of these situations is, is it don't break into people's houses. So, you know, like there's that story, uh, and I believe it's a real story, of a smoking hot blonde Russian, like smoking hot Russian, who a guy broke into her house and she kept him as a sex slave. And she got charged, which I, I think is unseemly. I wouldn't charge her. You know, and, and maybe, you know, I don't know, like that's kind of, you're kind of being rewarded in a weird way for, unless the guy was like a homosexual, then I guess it would be like rape. But then my response would be don't break into people's houses. So I think I'm pretty much here with uh, don't break into people's houses or you might get raped or killed. Anyway, a Melbourne man who overpowered and raped an intruder will spend at least four years in prison. I, I, that's, yeah, that's unacceptable to give him any sentence. That's not right. Clay Holland uh, faced the Supreme Court of Victoria on Tuesday when he was sentenced to eight years imprisonment with a non-parole period of four years and ten months. Holland's victim... No, no, no. I'm sorry. The victim? No. No. He, he's an intruder. He's a home invader. The home invader, Shane Cox... That's funny. His name is Cox. Had broken into a unit in Melton, in Melbourne's West in March 2021, armed with a knife and wearing a mask. He had asked for money and drugs and was allegedly linked to others who had gone to the home to stand over a resident. Mr. Cox, who was high on meth, was overpowered by Highland, Highland, Holland, excuse me, who was a guest at the home. Mr. Cox was beaten with a baseball bat and was incapacitated on the floor where Highland then raped him. His body was found at the scene under a pile of blankets a day later by police who arrived at the property on an unrelated matter. He was hog-tied, his mouth was duct-taped, and his pants were pulled down to his upper thighs. In March, a jury convicted Holland of one charge of rape, but he was found not guilty of manslaughter. Oh, he killed him? Incapacitated. It says he was incapacitated. Oh, his body was found. Oh, so he killed him. Oh, interesting. No, you're not getting four. No, don't invade. No, 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 no. No, no sentence. No sentence. I, I would say, sir, get out of my courtroom. That's what I would say. Um, you know, I would make it clear that this is not a, this is not a, you know, a free ticket to rape anyone. But you know, you you were the victim. You uh, he invaded your home and you defended yourself in a little bit of a weird way. Not in a way I would have defended myself, but uh, at least you know part of that. You know, it's not uh, it's not into raping, but uh, but yeah, no, no sentence. You're free to go. Um, it, Justice Christopher Beale described Holland's offending as premeditated and particularly humiliating. Your rape of Mr. Cox was a callous, degrading, and humiliating act of retribution. Well, yeah, for the for the for the criminal. What what's the issue here? You know, you, I mean, tactics, I guess, is the issue, but uh, it's your call, honestly. Someone breaks into your house, that's in your hands. Whatever you do is what you do. Holland's mental impairment, time in prison during the pandemic, and separation from his three young children were all taken into consideration for the sentencing. Wow. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's an injustice that just took place. That's no good. What the hell? is going on in uh, Australia.
It's just, man, it's, a, it's no good. Yeah, don't break into people's houses is what I would say. That's what I would say. So this is a Clockwork Orange. Just read the summary here from Killer 8000. I've never seen this movie. I've heard about it, though. Clockwork Orange is a 1971 dystopian crime film uh, produced and adapted and directed by Stanley Kubrick based on Anthony Burgess's novel of the same name. Let's see here. It's just... Uh, oh, yeah, they give, like, a whole thing here. Um, it employs disturbing and violent images to comment on psychiatry, juvenile delinquency, young gangs, and other social, political, and economic subjects in a dystopian near-future Britain. Alex is a central character, uh, a charismatic anti-social delinquent whose interests include classical music, committing rape, theft, and ultra-violence. He leads a small gang of thugs, whom he calls his droogs, the film chronicles the horrific crime spree of his gang, his capture and attempted rehabilitation via an experimental psychological conditioning technique promoted by the Minister of the Interior. Alex narrates most of the film in a fractured adolescent slang composed of Slavic languages, especially Russian, English, and Cockney rhyming slang. The film premiered in New York City on December 19, 1971, and was released in the UK. In 1972, it was met with polarized reviews from critics and was controversial due to its depiction of graphic violence. After it was cited as inspiring copycat, copycat acts of violence, the film was withdrawn from British cinemas and Kubrick's, at Kubrick's behest, and it was banned in several other countries in the years. So yeah, what, didn't this make the, uh, what did they call it, the nasties, the video nasties list? I think it made the videos nasties list. There's some decent films on there. There's also pure filth on there, but there's, you know, some good Italian grindhouse horror movies on that list. In the years following, <clears throat> the film underwent a critical reevaluation and gained a cult following. It received several awards and nominations. The British Film Institute sight and sound polls of the world's greatest film, A Clockwork Orange, was ranked 75th in the director's poll. In 2020, the film was selected for preservation by the National Film Registry. Interesting how sentiment changes on movies. Fascinating. All right, very good. All right, so that was uh, breaking news from the Internet. Uh, if you guys have an article that you want read on stream, 10 and up, details in the description. Play the next video here. Republicans are sabotaging future U.S. pandemic responses. I think this is uh, the homosexual narc from Miami Vice that is doing this commentary. Let's have a look here. No, no, it's still uh, swept through the office last week. We got a little bit cocky. We knew that uh, COVID was on the rise. I've been reporting it uh, for, I don't know, the past month or so. Um, deaths are still 600 people a week. Just to put that in perspective, about 90 people a week prior to uh, COVID, I don't know what the numbers have been in the past year or two, but prior to COVID, about 90 people a week, generally, um, in this country, on an annual basis, would die of the flu. And right now, we're at 600 a week. Now, we've had, uh, bullshit. had uh, times where it's been literally over... So, the deaths now, 99% of the deaths are people who died uh, from something other than COVID. 10,000, 14,000 
in this country uh, dying of COVID on a weekly basis. It's still out there. Um, I know for myself, I was waiting for a COVID booster to show up and they just announced it yesterday. Oh, great. You've been waiting for a booster to show up and now they announced it yesterday. Oh, that really makes me feel great that Sam Cedar is going to make sure he gets that booster. Oh, man. So, um, get this one if yes oh, oh sam yes i hope your whole crew listens to these instructions you can uh, actually it's moving the fda is looking to sort of change this into like a, an annual thing like the flu they are you know like they do with the flu they guess what strain is going to be prominent oh, i mean who doesn't want to inject themselves with guesswork and then they release the flu vaccine uh, they're attempting to do something like this with COVID in terms of the different strains. But, um, you know, probably good practice. Somebody's um, traveling uh, out of the office. They're going to an event or something like that. They come back to have the mask for a day or two. But uh, live and learn. I'm going to get this booster in a month. In the meantime. Oh, that is best news I've heard all day. By the way, I'm posting the Soft Gentleman book. That was just released tonight. What a big it would say in the chats. The you know the fact is is that like um, for a couple of days I was not testing positive, so I thought maybe I didn't have it. I wasn't feeling great, so but I wore a mask. I went out. If I went out, I tried to not go to places. If I went to any places, I made sure it was like a spread out situation, and I wore a mask. The uh, sense that now you're a weirdo if you wear a mask is pretty uh, pre prevalent. Yes, you are a weirdo. You're a freak, a weird freak. You're a freak and a very weird dude. And part of that reason is because we have idiots in this country who for whatever- Like you, who still somehow think masks work, which is hilarious. Reason, take issue with other people wearing masks. And you know, I've been wearing a mask on the subway. Awesome. I never stopped. Great. If I'm going to be in a car, I wear a mask. If you're going to be in a car, he wears a mask. Sam is one of these people that drives in a car in a mask. It, you know, with a with a, like a cab. If I'm in my own car, I don't wear a mask. Really? Are you sure? Why not? Don't you want to be safe and effective? But if I'm going to be around any strangers, I wear a mask, not just for my benefit, but also you don't know what kind of diminished immunity somebody else might have. You don't know what existing... Um, if you actually cared about that, you would try to look into a way that it would be effective, because this is not effective. The health problems they may have, and so... It just seems to be like common courtesy. Nope, it's commie insanity. There was a time in this country where it was uncontroversial to say like, you know what, you cover your mouth when you cough. Well, that's different, okay? That's a totally different thing. Why do you do that? Well, because if you have germs, you don't want to spread them on people, it's rude. And uh, we live in a different era and we haven't quite uh, gotten COVID under uh, under wraps. And, and of course, there was so much pressure to get people back to work. And oh, how dare people want a functioning economy? Being productive uh, that we pretended it didn't exist. Here is J.D. Vance. 
they're desperately looking for something to run on this fall. Uh, I should say a year from this fall. Because the Republican Party knows, broadly speaking, it's in trouble. Yeah, it's in big trouble. Guys, the economy is so good, the Republicans are in trouble. Um, Joe Biden may be old, but people don't like Republicans. Yeah. Here's J.D. Vance trying to create a straw man. All of us have lived through the failed experiment of mass mandatory masking. Today, I want to ensure that we do not subject the American people to this tyranny, in, for, this tyranny again for the sake of nothing. We've recently seen a seasonal uptick of COVID cases across the country. This is not something to worry about. I don't like this fact, but COVID is here to stay. Seasonal upticks in a respiratory virus are exactly to be expected. They shouldn't cause panic from our leadership or from our country, and they shouldn't cause us to reimpose a policy that has failed time and time again. Many are now calling to bring back mask mandates and regulate social gatherings. I've heard some of my friends on the opposite side of the aisle say that no one is trying to do this, but let's just recapture and summarize the last couple of weeks. In August, Lionsgate Studio asked its employees to wear masks at their filming facility. Last week, Kaiser Permanente reimposed the requirement for staff and visitors to wear masks at its Santa Rosa, California facility. Schools such as Morris Brown College in Atlanta and even local public schools here in the D.C. area have reimposed mask mandates. Now, it's not just that masks, according to randomized controlled studies, do no good. It's that they can actively cause harm. We know that a generation of school children have suffered significant speech and developmental disabilities because this country panicked instead of using its brain and forced toddlers and small children to wear masks. We cannot return to the failed policies of the COVID pandemic. I'm not mad that we screwed up. I made mistakes. Many people in this body made mistakes. What I do think that we should avoid is repeating the mistakes in 2023. Let's learn from the mistakes that we made instead of just doubling down on them. This policy does not set anything for an unlimited period of time. It says that for the next 15 months, the government can't force you to wear a mask on planes, on public transit, or in public schools. Taxpayer dollars cannot be used to force and enforce a mandate against our people. It's not setting a policy that we cannot deal with pandemics in the future. If something else comes, God forbid, then let this body deal with it at this time. But now let's learn the message. Let's heed the message from the American people and let's learn the lessons of the past couple of years. Mandatory masking was a failure. It had costs for very little benefits and we shouldn't repeat it. Mr. President, as of in legislative session, I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the immediate. All right. And just to be clear here, see, he's pushing a law to say that we're going to handcuff the government response over the next 50. It's not handcuffing. It's uh, preventing them from abusing the citizens in months. This is one of the most unbelievably irresponsible things I've ever Bullshit. heard of. And when he talks about like nobody's nobody's talking about a mask mandate, there's an office. I think it's in Venice, California, at Lionsgate. That uh, because there was an outbreak there, told their employees to wear masks. My bet is that's over already. Kaiser Permanente, a hospital company imposed one because there was probably an outbreak there i got news for you the idea yeah, that's not going to do anything yeah that i wouldn't say like if we you guys got to come back to work but no mask mandate that's just insane no it isn't 
Yeah, the act that he was pushing there is called the Freedom to Breathe Act. Is what. First of all, all his stuff too was. Remember the article from the New York Times that uh, said white people, particularly white men, were entitled because they wanted to be able to breathe. That was a hell of a thing. BS. Mask mandates may not work because a-holes like yeah, J.D. Vance. Right, that's why. It's the conservatives. That's why they don't work. Encourage people to, to flout them or that people didn't put them on correctly. But masks are effective. No, they're not. That's completely made up. Are there some masks that have been manufactured that apparently um, back in the day were toxic? Very possibly. Oh, now it's back in the day they were toxic? There's no toxic mask now. Again, this guy is evil. Uh, it denies all of the negatives, particularly with the kids. This is the guy that said myocarditis was mild, so he's a sick fucker. Just, so he can't get that booster soon enough, in my opinion. It's like every other product that we've had in this country as an example of a company cutting corners. But... Um, the idea that we would handcuff government without knowing, like, just the idea that we're at any time. Why not just take a random period of time and say for the next 15 months, the government cannot uh, advocate any masking? Yeah, how about permanently? Maybe we have an Ebola outbreak. Nah, I mean, it's just insane. But this is the way that they're looking uh, to... Yeah, Ebola. That mask's really going to help you not get Ebola. To, ...to begin to gin up some electoral enthusiasm. Um, we'll talk a little bit later. I guess um, Ron DeSantis has gone back to uh, transphobia uh, to help his flagging campaign. That might work in the, new, in the uh, Republican primary, but I don't think anywhere else. All right, we're going to take a, a quick break in a moment, and then we're going to be talking to uh, Marion Schlotterbeck. I'm sure that's wonderful. I'd vote for Trump in prison. All right, here is uh, the homosexual narc from Miami Vice. So the Breaking Points focus group of New Hampshire Republicans asked a really, really good question here. Um, they basically want to know, hey, man, would you vote for Trump if he's behind bars? Which is of honestly course. probably a question on the top of a lot 100%. of people's mind throughout the country. It's definitely on my mind. Yeah. And uh, let's take a look at the results and we'll react to it. What do you think of these charges? Charges that are happening. How do we how do we feel about those? It's nothing but a lynching by the Democrats. 100%. They're so fearful of them that they're going after them left and right. Yep. And this has been going on, what, seven, eight years? So it's definitely just a lynching and uh, they're just afraid of them. That's why they're doing it. Otherwise, Correct. they'd leave them alone. I just... Correct. I can't... Oh, I've said the guy invoked a feminine sigh from Kyle. How manly. I've said this before, guys. There are 91 criminal charges against him. 91. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, so if it was like 15, it wouldn't be a big deal. But now that it's 91, oh, okay, I guess case closed. Is this guy's contention that all 91 are totally fabricated? Yes, faggot. That is his contention. Fabricated. I mean, I think he'd, if he was sitting in front of me right now, he'd just be like, yes. They're of course, yes, they are. It's clear. All fabricated. And I'm going to issue this challenge yet again. I've said it a number of times, but anybody who's right-leaning out there, or conservative, Republican, whatever, who wants to uh, really get into the details and the weeds, I would love to know. Good. Yeah, talk to Robert Barnes. You won't, though. He'll fucking slit your throat. You won't talk to him. Both. Let's go through every single charge and tell me why you think every single one is bogus. 
because I've seen a tremendous amount of evidence on the side of guilty. Oh, well, there you go. Kyle says guilty. I would respect somebody on the right who's like, look, I went through all the charges. You won't talk to them. You're a coward. You won't do it. The fine-tooth comb? There's plenty of people on the right that would gladly do that with you, and I bet you we're not going to see that at all. And I think most of them are BS, and I can explain why, but I found nine of them that I think he's guilty of. I'd be like, hey, look, nuance, detail, specifics. I like it. None of them do that. Just like, ah, it's a lynching. Or he's a criminal. Or that. I mean, some of the cases are so open and shut, it's laughable. The top secret and classified documents case, I don't know how much more evidence you need. First of all, 78 people are flipping on him. Oh, 78 people are flipping. Well, you know, as flipping always turns out to, to be something, you know, and all those people flip Michael Flynn. And by the way, he was just on Patrick Bet David. I really like Flynn. I've always liked Flynn, but like it, that reiterated, I really like Flynn. I really hope Trump gets him in there somehow and 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 they're gonna freak they're gonna try to be like oh he had a conversation with russia i hope he does not relent keep him in there i like him anyway um but uh what, what did i what was he talking oh yeah um wait what did he say i'm sorry i've lost my train of thought i mean some of the cases are so open and shut it's laughable oh the flipping yeah that's why i brought up flipping because remember they were like flynn flipped on trump Oh, this person flipped on Trump. That person flipped on Trump. Totally made up. Now they're like, oh, Meadows flipped. Okay, whatever. The top secret and classified documents case? I don't know how much more evidence you need. First of all... Well, well dummy. See, you have a zero political acumen. Okay, so uh, the reality is the president can declassify so Trump could have those documents. It's very simple. Now, if he would have gotten those documents... After he was no longer president, you would have a violation of the law, okay? But in order for him to get those documents after being president, he would have had to go into the White House while Joe Biden was president. There is zero evidence that that has happened. Um, even though Pacman implied that that's what happened, which was hilarious, but he, uh, he did the exact same thing as every other goddamn president uh, did. So that's the fundamental case dismissed okay he was allowed to have them that's it that's the end of it just like obama now look i've said this before since i have zero fucks to give if they indicted obama over this i'd laugh my ass off um and i would say that's what you deserve but i prefer though to indict people on actual evidence it just gives you a better argument to make because i don't think a normie is going to be convinced with like fuck these people they get what they deserve. I don't, I think a normie is going to want to, like, they want, they want a crime, okay? And fuck these people is not a crime. I acknowledge that. Um, but it is not a crime. Uh, Obama having these documents is, is not a crime. And Trump having them is not a crime. Now, Joe Biden having them as president would not be a crime. Or after being president would not be a crime. But as vice president, crime. And as a senator, crime. So, Biden has committed a crime multiple times related to classified documents. So has Mike Pence. Mike Pence was not allowed to have the documents that he had. So it's just so fascinating that uh, Mike Pence and Joe Biden clearly broke the law related to classified documents. There's going to be nothing with them. But Trump, who did not break the law, 5,000 indictments. Incredible. Well, 78 people are flipping on him. Yeah, okay, I'm sure. Second of all, we know he has the documents. He's on tape saying... I'm not of course he has the documents. His argue, excuse me, his argument is that he's allowed to have the documents. So, of course, he had the documents. 
He said he had the documents because he's allowed to have them. Amazing. I'm not allowed to show you these anymore. I could have declassified them when I was president. I can't now, but you want to see him? You have on tape saying those things. Then, of course, when he was told to turn the stuff over, he lied and had it moved from one place to another and then deleted the... the That's not been established. Uh, ...security footage of it because it would implicate... How, okay, now you just... I mean, you talk out your ass most of the time. When he deleted the footage, what do you... When has that been established? He deleted the footage? What evidence is there of that? Amazing. By the way, you can delete your own security footage if you want to. I've just not seen any evidence that he did that. Like, some of these things are so open and shut. So I just... The way that a guy like this thinks, I think you can only think like this if you are lied to relentlessly by the media. No, no, no. Here's the other thing. Like, if they actually had Trump on a, uh, on a crime... Um, I bet you most uh, people would still vote for him. And it's because no matter what, barring something truly abhorrent, no matter what, a vote for Trump is a vote against these people. And these are the most abhorrent evil people that I've ever lived through in my entire life. I imagine if maybe you were in another country during a period of time when there was something crazy that happened, maybe there's a group of people that you would argue is worse than these people. Fair, that's fair. But I, you know, I'm only going by my life experience in America so far. Um, so, I mean, you go down the list of people that you would vote for over uh, them. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably one of the longest lists in history. First of all, I've said it before, they would deserve a monster. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, there's no... Even if Trump committed a crime, <clears throat> you're, you're the worst, and uh, people would take a criminal over you because you're that bad. The Biden regime is that bad. Democrats are that bad that it would be way better to put an actual criminal, not even talking about Trump, okay? Let's say you had an actual criminal, but we're not talking about, like, anything crazy like child molestation. Let's talk about just, like, you know, just... Well, in the world of, like, white-collar crime... Yeah, no. White-collar criminal over Democrats all day. As long as that white-collar criminal is fucking based, I don't care. That's how bad they are. That's how much they've destroyed everything to try to get Trump. That people will absolutely vote for a, for a criminal over them. Now, in this instance, they don't have crimes. People know that. That's why in the polling, most of the country... That, well, it's not really the country. Most of the people polled believe that the indictments are political. Because they're obviously political. Like, I, I want to blame him, but I also understand he's been getting a steady diet of fake news. And uh, that's why... You're fake news. You're nonstop fake news. He, he knows more than you. He thinks the way he thinks. If he knew all of the details around all I'm of sure the, he knows a decent amount of the details. Crimes. I don't think there's any way you could think all 91 are bogus. I don't think there's any way. But this goes to show you, this is a regular dude, man. This guy's a regular dude. And he's living in a fantasy land. Uh, no, he's not. You're in the fantasy land. And it is, it's astonishing. The disconnect we have in our country today. As the charges go, I mean, I don't have a huge stock in the government conspiracies being like, oh, this is all against me. It's a witch hunt. I'm like, no, it isn't. You broke the law. You're being indicted. It's surprising to me that he's uh, bullshit leftist. Even a candidate. I'm all for having a Republican candidate to like stop all this nonsense spending. But him is just you're a leftist. You're not a fucking get out of here. You're not a you talk like a leftist. There's no way she's a plant. You know, if you go to jail, just like everybody else, it makes it very clear that you are not above the law. Allow me to just say thank you to this woman. Yeah, that's an obvious plan. Uh, like I told you guys at the beginning of this, 
it's amazing the disconnect between the Trump Republicans and the non-Trump Republicans. Now, I have almost complete disagreement, even with the non-Trump Republicans on policy stuff, but at least I feel like they're living in the same reality. Well, what she said was total bullshit. At least I feel like they're connected to the real world. And so this woman's like, yeah, I mean, look, there's probably some crimes there, and they're going after him for it, and, you know, justice is supposed to be blind, and would I like small government? Yeah. Would I want to cut the spending? Yeah, but that's what I want. I don't want to be married to a criminal at the hip. God bless this woman, man. Holy cow. I think some of it is a witch hunt, for sure, and I think some of it are legitimate claims, like him telling, you know, the governor of, of Georgia or the secretary of state of Georgia that he needs to find votes. I mean, the Sir, unfortunately, you've fallen for a gay op president calling someone like that is obviously trying to intimidate and influence all it. you have to do is listen to the whole call election and that's that's something we should all stand up for and say no that's that's bullshit that's wrong this guy's the desantis guy listen to how much more reasonable he sounds in the he, trump well he's he's believing propaganda so that's not reasonable he's wrong about georgia people you it, could be a desantis guy it's just weird that a lot of these desantis people on the internet not not like normal voters but a lot of the shills they go along with media narratives. They don't make up their own arguments for DeSantis. They just repeat media shit, which is interesting. It's amazing. It's amazing. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, I know they all say it's a witch hunt, but I heard the tape where he's saying, find me 11,000 votes. Did, did he hear the tape or did he hear the excerpt that's played, which is like three seconds? And that seems wrong to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know what else is wrong? A, a colossal, fraudulent fake elector scheme and not a real thing it's an attempt to defraud the united states of no America. it isn't you're completely retarded america and Again, you fall for non-stop propaganda and overturn the election But i think you deserve it i just hope that propaganda helps you make sure you get that booster this fall and, and keep him in power that's as wrong as it gets that's a coup is what that's an attempt no it isn't that's completely made up by rachel maddow it coup i wish the charges weren't there because it makes folks like our friends here in the back row really solidify behind them, and he's been able to turn it into that sort of, um, if, if I think someone back there said, if, if they can come after me, they can come after you. Well, you're not, you're not intimidating secretaries of state, so you're, not, you're probably not in trouble. Uh, well, people who are posting memes are being summarily executed. Uh, people who are posting memes are facing 10 years in prison, so go fuck yourself. How about that? Uh, but I think, it's, I, I think it's bad because I think it, it helps the Trump supporters circle around Trump and make it look like he's... A victim. Okay. He literally is a victim. See, now that I don't necessarily agree with, because if he co if he committed all these crimes... But he didn't, though. That's the problem. There needs to be justice. So as a matter of principle, you go after him. That's point number one. Point number two is, I agree that there's this sort of circling of the wagons among his hardcore base, but literally everybody else is abandoning him. I mean, that's preposterous. Polling is showing that people believe that the charges are uh, political. And also, they prefer Trump with the economy, so you're just making up bullshit. And, and understand, these polls, like, I forget who... I forget who tweeted it. RCP, for like the first time ever, has Trump up over Biden in the average. So, like, even the bullshit, heavily weighted Democrat polls have Trump ahead, uh, like... That's crazy. Like th this, it's this is a disaster. The USA Today poll. You think they're not going hard for as many uniparty people as possible, and they're not trying to rig that? Of course they are, and they stay. They, they, they apparently, it's so it's so overwhelming that they can't even uh, rig those polls. 
or at least that they maybe failed rigging that one. They'll probably figure out a way. I mean, I'm sure as we get closer to the election, you're going to get that barrage of uh, polling where they're like, everyone hates Trump. But, you know, it's not there now. So, again, he's just completely out of his mind with this. So, yeah, he goes up in the Republican primary, but he goes down in the general. Right now, the ties are... Not according to the independents being polled about various election-related issues. The polls are roughly tied between him and Biden. Yeah, that's not good for Biden. Truth be told, I don't think that'll last. I mean, even Joe Biden's carcass against Donald Trump in the instance that, you know, he's found guilty of what some of these 91 crimes... It ain't going to happen. Yeah, okay. And then you know what's going to happen. They're going to be like, how are people still considering voting for the convicted felon? Just not going to happen. Like, there's a line that's been crossed a long time ago, and I think that'll be reflected um, by the public. Yeah, I'll take that bet all day, homo. No, this is kind of beyond the pale. Okay, I'll take that bet. And so, look, that's just my speculation at this point, but um, I don't buy the argument that, oh, it actually makes him stronger that he's about to be in jail. It literally is. No, no, it really doesn't. I mean, one word, stupid. I just think it's stupid. I think they're wasting a ton of time. And yeah, they want the money and so. It's stupid and they want the money. What are you talking about? I don't know what, what the money uh, means. I would like someone to ask her a follow-up, but it is stupid. I agree with that. Who wants what money? I don't know. What Why don't you ask her a follow-up question? Why didn't the guy just ask her a follow-up? What do you mean by that? That's all you got to do. What do you mean by that? What are you talking about? That makes no sense. I mean, she could be talking about the campaign money that they want to, like, drain him of his resources. That could be what she means. But I don't know. Unless someone asks her a follow-up, I have no idea what she means. They're charging him because they want the money? What money? There's no money involved in this at all. Well, again, if she's talking about the campaign funds, that could be what she means i don't know this is just like the 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 wires crossing in the brain right where it's like i think the democrats are corrupt corruption involves money so they're going after trump it's stupid it's really stupid because they like want the money or whatever i'll take that i'll fucking take that voter all day i don't care why you're against the commies i don't give a shit i don't care if it's religious i don't care if you have your facts wrong i give zero fucks We need as many people as possible against these commies, and I'll take them all. I don't care. We could figure it all out when this is over. People want to fight, and people want to, like, delineate different... Whatever. I don't care. But now, I I could give zero fucks. Nothing to do with money! It shows you how these people think in, like, bumper stickers and slogans and memes, right? Like, there's... Oh, God. This is the Banana Republic of America. This is Correct. what other countries do. 100%. Maybe the Banana Republic is the guy trying to overthrow the election and stay in power. When Again, that's totally made up, uh, and we have actual indictments against Trump. He lost by 7 million votes. Maybe that's the Banana Republic thing. Look at the way they think. If Trump does it, it is by definition good and okay. If the- uh, No, he didn't do it, though. He hasn't indicted anyone. He showed mercy, which was a huge fucking mistake. With that said, if he had done it, would he have done it at a level sufficient enough to fix the problem whereas now he has seen for himself how bad they are and what is necessary to be done so i think there's a better chance he cleans house this time than if he got a second term the democrats are reacting to trump doing something bad you guys are the banana republic people it's unbelievable i mean yeah if there are things are done wrong i think some of these things that were done wrong they wouldn't make any issue out of it if it wasn't 
a Republican or Trump. And why is Hunter Biden being brought up on charges? Because they have the ability to simultaneously have a propaganda narrative that this is that they're even handed and it's not political. And also, I think it, it, it prevents testimony um, because now there's a there's a there's a trial. I'd love to know. It wasn't Trump. And also it diverts attention from all the business deals. So now they can go, well, we, we arrested Hunter Biden and now he's been sentenced. He's getting a slap on the wrist regardless. Oh, they'd get away with it. Well, why is Hunter Biden being brought up on charges for his whatever gun charge, uh, looking into corruption stuff, tax stuff? Why is he being charged? Oh, that's right. Because you're wrong that, oh, my God, it's only Republicans who are persecuted. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. These people love playing. Can't wait till you scream that you're a victim when you're being arrested because I'm going to laugh and laugh. I'm going to say bye-bye, Miami Vice. The victim role. Bye, I think, actually, on a more global level to have a candidate who could fix America taken out so we can be kept under somebody's thumb. Who's, 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 who's doing that? Probably Bill Gates. I don't know. This That's fine. Yeah, he's part of it, definitely. Ladies, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, George Soros. Dang. Bill <clears> Gates <throat> and the globalists are orchestrating uh, yeah. the criminal charges against Trump. Possible. I mean, well, yeah, look, you look at, um, yeah, there's no way they're not involved to some degree. Absolutely. Because Trump wants to make America great again. And Bill Gates yeah, and the they globalists. Hate would like they hate populists. They're trying to stop populists by any means. To destroy America. If that is not anti-establishment brainworms, I don't know what is. I have a million criticisms of Bill Gates. For one, he's a you suck his dick, patent shark, and he made it so that poor developing countries couldn't get access to the vaccines because he cares more about profit than lives. That's something you go after him for. But these people aren't talking about real conspiracies. This is utterly made up. Bill Gates has nothing to do with the Trump charges. Globalists have nothing to do with the Trump charges. <clears throat> That's a lie. Trump is being charged because he committed 91 crimes. Bullshit. That's Occam's razor, and that's the truth, and they can't deal with it. Oh my God. If he ends up in jail, would you still vote for him in the general election? I would vote for him. 100%. Other politicians have done their political duties from jail. We're two for two that if Trump's in jail, these guys would still vote for Trump. 100%. I can't. You have to. You know, it just. Yes. Everyone here. You have to. Absolutely. <laughs> you have to. I mean, what are you going to do? Guy goes to jail? Of course. You pull the lever for him. That's how it works. Read that something's going on crooked with what they're doing to him. So how can you believe anything that's going on in the courts? 100%. Or anything else they're going after him? I would vote for him. And I yes. would hope that the truth would eventually come out. Yes. The truth is that he's a criminal. Total lie. And when we know that, you're still not going to accept it because you're a hack. Well, because you're the worst. Even if he is a criminal, you're so bad that I would vote for him over your side all day, every day. That's how much you're hated. And, you know, if you don't get enough people to hate you, you're going to be fine. So you can act like evil uh, pro-pedophile lunatics that want to inject everyone with poison. And if enough people don't realize your nature, you're going to be fine. But if too many people realize what's going on, you're going to be in some real fucking trouble, Kyle. Sorry. Look, Because you're part of the propaganda apparatus. You are part of the propaganda apparatus for the most evil regime in American history by far. And you are one of their whores. So you're Baghdad Bob, okay? And, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It probably nothing, but uh, we'll see. But you, you, you just, you total mask off with these positions. It's a hell of a thing to watch. Three for the, we're four for four. 
who would vote for him if he's in prison right now. This is astonishing. So thinking ahead to that general election, let's assume it's Trump versus Biden, and Trump is fighting that election from jail. Oh, yeah. Would anyone here be put off voting for Trump for that reason? I would vote for anybody who wasn't Biden. Yes. Whether I like them or not. Yes. I think that it would be um, odd to vote for somebody that's in jail. Um, yeah, somebody sure. who's uh, supposed to be running our country. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the commander in chief from jail uh, doesn't make sense to me. Thank God we got at least one of them that is a less insane. Well, that's cool. Uh, and, it, and so, yeah, you, if you want a virtue signal about jail while paying $6 a gallon for milk, you're free to do that. You're free to vote that way if you'd like. For Trump in that election if he was in jail. What do we got here? One, two, three, four. Four of eight. Good, good for you. So half. Good for you. Half of them are saying they would vote for Trump if he was in jail. Dana, you're a no. How come? How can you govern from jail? Like, I think even if it was... Well, he would, if he wins, and he's not going to be in jail. He can't be in jail because of the Secret Service. So he'll be governing from his home. Not a fair process. I just don't see how you can govern effectively when you're taken out of communication that way. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it would work, though. Someone should explain that to her. <laughs> it's always amazing when there's, like, moments of common sense that shine through. And she's just like, how could you, uh, how could you run the country from jail? I don't know, bro. It seems kind of crazy. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed it is, Margaret, or whatever your name is. Significant, right? We've got four British Republicans or independents who might lean Republican in this room, and half of you are saying wouldn't vote for Donald Trump if he was the nominee in a general election. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what you say. You could say, what if he's dead and they'd still vote for him? I mean, oh! Shots fired! Shots fired from... He's a big, pissed-off DeSantis voter. He is not happy that his boy is running the worst campaign possible and is getting decimated and has zero chance. Zero chance. The DeSantis homie. There is no line, right? There is no line. Anyone want to come back on that? How about if uh, Biden's the, the nominee and, and he's in a hospital, a mental hospital, still going to vote for him then? Didn't really address my question. Ah! <laughs> well, he's asking you the same question. Retard. He answered your question that he would vote for Trump. Then he asked you about Biden, and now you refuse to answer. what happens when a Newsmax guy gets a little bit of pushback. He just crumbles. <laughs> First of all, dude, the guy who you're talking to, let me make this clear, is a DeSantis supporter. You can't, you're going to vote for Biden if he's in a mental He's not a Biden voter. He's a Republican. He's a conservative. He's a DeSantis guy. But he's so used to this like stupid culture war partisan hack nonsense of like, there's the Biden people and there's the Trump people. They just typecast this dude as a Biden supporter. He's like, oh, I guess you vote for Biden from the mental hospital then. Ooh, I guess you're as crazy as I am. And he's like, as I, first of all, no, I wouldn't. Second of all, what are you talking about? That doesn't answer my question at all. So he's going to vote for Trump? That doesn't seem like he's going to vote for Trump. Basically, look, what I take away from that is, and you can see from this guy's face, he's like, yeah, okay, you got me. There is no bottom. There's no bottom for you, pedo defender. There is no bottom. It, it, you know when Trump very famously said, I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and wouldn't lose any voters? Yeah, that was a joke. You're a retard. And he said that before you guys took your masks completely off and revealed who you were. Tell me that those people wouldn't immediately be like... Well, now, well yeah, now we're in a whole different... We're in a whole different world than, than when he said that back in 2015. 
Okay, because that was before your side made a play at the kids and decided to subject them to pedophile homosexuals dressed up as women reading them stories. Okay, so if Trump shot someone on Fifth Avenue, my first question would be, who did he sh shoot? And, and, and why did he shoot him? Okay, uh, back in 2015, it would have probably have been immediately disqualifying. Now, who did he shoot? Why did he sh shoot him? And then I'll make a decision after that. Uh, that person was part of the Illuminati and part of the, uh, the Bilderberg group, and he was a child sex trafficker, and Trump knew it, and Trump took him out to save the rest of us. God save our children like Trump has done. Right, was he a sex trafficker or not? We love you, oh beloved God, overlord, emperor, king. Like, that's what would happen. We all know that, so... God yeah, and then you'll probably be defending the sex trafficker. Yeah, that's exactly how that would go down. Guys, look... And it's funny, too, because this was not always my perception of it, right? That it's like, you have the Trump... The MAGA Republic. Whore, your perception of it is exactly what they tell you it is. Because you're a paid whore. And you do whatever the fuck they tell you. And then the non-MAGA Republicans. And it's like, oh, the non-MAGA Republicans are more sane than the MAGA Republicans. That was not my conception of it. Because when I think of, like, non-MAGA Republicans, what do I think of? Mitt Romney, John McCain, George... Yeah, they're on your side. They're, they're you. W. Bush and Dick Cheney. These people are scumbags. They're but you agree with them on things like Ukraine. So, like, how are you any different? You're all the same. You're the uniparty. They're corrupt. In some instances, they're war criminals and torturers. So, like, no. Nope. Yeah, and you, you spout their talking points. I love for those people at all. But it turns out, among the actual population, so, like, the voters, when you look at the MAGA versus the non-MAGA Republic, it is true. Regardless of my substantive disagreement. So he's just judging people based on how much they believe propaganda on policy with the non-MAGA Republicans, they are clearly, objectively, way closer to reality. That's, again, it's the complete opposite of that. They're not totally off in a fantasy land where they're just absolutely chugging fake news down on a daily basis. You are nonstop fake news. And are just going through this life deranged, like they're literally in a cult. And by the way, there's plenty of- You are literally in a cult. ...to suggest this is a cult at this late date. It is. 2015, 2016, some people are pro-Trump or Trump-curious. You could see an argument for it. You had to overlook a lot of xenophobia and bigotry, but at the same time, it was... That's made up. ...saying some economically popular stuff. 2020, totally different story. I got a cat behind me now. Say hi, Salem. Um, Fuck your cat, But 2024, bitch. everybody who's left, man... Ah, man, I can't... It is what it is, right? It is what it is. 71% uh, of these people say, I believe Trump over my mom, over my dad over my brother, over my sister, over my daughter. Well, it de all depends. Like, what kind of fucked up question is this? Like, well, what the what is the family member saying? Are they a reasonable person or are they an AIDS leftist? So, like, what, do you, what kind of fucking retarded five-year-old poll was this? People trust Trump over their mom. Well, what the fuck does that even mean? So what's the argument? Mothers are always right? That's not true. Mothers are like everyone else. Sometimes they're wrong, sometimes they're right. And if they're an, a commie, they're wrong all the time. So what, what, what kind of seven-year-old uh, um, mentality poll is that? That's like, that's a poll for retards. A person that takes that poll and goes, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's fucking, what do you mean? It, it tells you nothing. It tells you nothing. How do you know what this person's family member? How many, so a thousand people take that poll well, then what percentage 
Like, who are the family members? What are they saying? What things do they disagree with? It's retarded. Over my son, over my grandson, over my granddaughter, over religious leaders, over scientists, over anybody and everybody. That's a cult. That's a cult. Now you're making a retarded appeal to authority is what you're doing. What you're seeing here is a cult. And apparently- uh, No, what you're seeing here is a uh, weirdly heterosexual, seemingly, man decide to present himself as a homosexual from 1985 Miami Vice, which is weird. It's about half of the Republican base in New Hampshire. It'll be interesting to see what happens going forwards. Hey y'all, do me a- I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, if, but he, I think he's, a, I don't know, it's weird. You're like banging this uh, wall-battered smash and you're like presenting yourself like a homosexual. It's weird, it's very weird. Anyway, um, he, here is uh, the next Alright, so I want to go back here to the breaking points focus group of Republican voters in New Hampshire, and um, here is where I mean they already lost me in the first clip, but they extra lose me here. Oh now, well, that I can't believe it. I'm sure they're going to be real bent out of shape about that. Clear. These people who are doing this focus group are like just regular people in in New Hampshire who happen to be Republicans, right? And I'm shocked at the extent to which. They've lost connection with reality. Again, made up. This is like made up propaganda. What do you mean? Just so let me get this straight. Someone's lost connection with reality if they don't believe the same things you do about politics. You're retarded. That is a retarded position. I mean, it is truly, truly astonishing. So um, let's go ahead and dive into it and then we'll react. The candidates have said it. I've said, can, can Donald Trump beat Joe Biden? The problem is the fair election. So here we go again. We're starting the cr cranking up with the COVID, supposedly, with the masking. And, you know, it's, gonna, it's the same play they did, did four years ago. They're going to play the uh, mail-in ballots and the cheating is going to take place. And, you know, it's just it's going to be the same scenario again. So, again, that's 100 percent accurate. Like, I work in the schools and a couple of the teachers were like, you know, already COVID's coming in. The masks, some of the schools are already going online. Some of the things are getting, some of the colleges are getting shut down. Like, it's, it's like a deja vu. And then you think about it, okay, so then the mail-in ballots got to come. Like... Do I think he can beat him? Absolutely, if it's fair. So let's just be clear about what they're saying. Um, COVID coming back in and the masking and, and lockdowns and all that stuff uh, will then lead to the mail-in ballots and the mail-in ballots are the way that the Democrats cheat. This is the argument that they're making. Yeah, it's 100% substantiated. So in other words, seems to me like they're saying, hey, they're going to do the hoax of COVID to try to steal the next election, just like they did in the previous election. Correct. You're you're with it, Kyle. What a high IQ guy. He gets it. Now, if you don't believe me, if you say, hey, Kyle, that's a straw man. You're it's not a straw man. That's exactly correct. Reading too much into what they're saying. Wait for it. One of them is going to explicitly say that. COVID stuff you think is linked to the... They don't have to explicitly say it. It's very obvious that's what they're saying. And it's also very obvious that that's exactly what the Democrats did. Elections. Yes. And who's, who's doing that? Who's orchestrating that? Got you. The Democratic Party. It, it, was, it was an article that was written by, I forget what the news magazine was, but it was, a, it was a liberal news magazine, and they came out and basically said it was planned. Time. Time magazine. To have the election go the way it was. Yeah, Time magazine. And a lot of Republicans went along with that plan because they wanted to keep the swamp. They wanted to keep the, the, the dirty politics, and some of the Republicans are involved with that. And they, it was a planned event, and they used COVID as a way to push it in. So he's saying Republican politicians were in... Yeah, Ratzenberger, Kemp, absolutely. ...on the plan of Democrats to steal the last election. And again, they're saying the justification for stealing the election is COVID. 
So are they are they really uh, are they all in with the plandemic idea? Let's see. With the plandemic, we see it coming again, and there's a lot of writing on the wall. Um, I think there's a lot of money exchanged. There's big farmers behind it all. Oh, um, as far as can Trump beat Biden, I think um, I could probably beat Biden at this point. The guy's stumbling around, forgets where he is, can't remember his words, doesn't know what he's talking about. It's a pedophile. Um, and so I wonder, like, really, who's who's running? We put the name Biden on it, but who's really holding those puppet strings? Probably Obama. Um, and can Trump win over those? Again, it's amazing to me how this just seems like, you know, your friend's mom or something. It's a normal person. But She's right. Yeah, uh, that's... So you have a problem with people that are right about politics. Gotcha. Then they start talking politics and they're like, yeah, you know, there was a giant hoax of COVID and it was a pandemic. And the whole point of it was in order to get so the Democrats could steal the election. Well, that's not exactly what they said. You're straw manning them. This is like they used it, whether they, you know, I mean, whether they were in on the planning, that's a whole nother thing. But they absolutely used it to cheat with the mail in ballots. This is out there, bro. That's fascinating. What what we basically let's let's do the fucking the maid analogy. Okay, so what we have here is this focus group just witnessed me fucking the maid. Okay, and now, and let's say I'm married, and my wife called came in and said, "Oh, what the fuck? You're fucking the maid." <clears throat> and now, after they've seen that video, the British guy is now interviewing them about it, and so they go to each Trump supporter and they say. What did you see in that video? And they're like, well, I saw uh, this man fucking the maid and then gaslighting his wife, claiming that there's no evidence that he's fucking the maid. Okay, next person. What did you see? Well, yeah, I saw this guy fucking the maid and then pretending that he wasn't fucking the maid in front of his wife. And Kyle is like, oh, my God, do you believe these people? They think that, that they saw a guy fucking a maid? And then the wife coming in and then them talking about him fucking the maid. Do you believe this? Wow, these guys are really out there because they think they just saw someone fucking the maid. That's really, it's, that's, that's what we have here. He is beside himself that there are people that firmly grasp what the Democrats did in 2020. He's beside himself. He can't believe people would believe that. Amazing, amazing. Now watch, you're going to see there's going to be one, I believe, one dissenter in the group. So if you think the 2020 election was rigged. Oh my God. Okay. One, two, three, four. Good. A hundred percent. So we have the leftist plant and you know, isn't it fascinating? Look at this DeSantis guy. What is it about these DeSantis people? They are smug. They view themselves as better than you. And now suddenly they believe the 2020 election was legitimate. Bill Mitchell, all these people, they suddenly start completely agreeing with the media on all these issues. It's very fascinating to watch uniparty propagandists work. It is just amazing. Five, six. Six of eight Republicans in the room say the 2020 election was rigged. Good. I hate to tap into smug liberal mode. You are. You're a smug liberal faggot. There's nothing you can do to ever stop that. But the fact of the matter is, this is like a failure of media literacy. Uh, no, it isn't. It is a shining example of how wonderful the internet is, where despite nonstop propaganda, these people have a legitimate and a factual understanding of what happened in 2020. It's glorious, it pisses you off, and there's not a fucking thing you can do about it, bitch. Not a fucking thing. You can't do anything about that. 
people, no matter what, we are living in the most censored time in the history of the country. The censorship is fucking crazy and it didn't matter. You still cannot control the narrative. It's fantastic. And now we're, we're, no matter what happens, I think we've hit the peak of censorship because even though Twitter is not great, it's still better than it was. And Rumble is pretty good other than if you have hyperbolic um, metaphors about Jews, that's not protected according to Rumble, which is factually incorrect. So that will get banned. But anything else seems to be okay, at least so far. Um, and so we're in a much better off internet situation than we were because there's at least places you can go now, at least even if it's temporary, there's places you can go. Whereas before there were no options. And a failure of, of education, right? Like it's not that difficult to, to figure out, hey, we had over 60 court cases on this thing. Again, you're such a retard. People, uh, I'm sure some of these people know that that argument is total bullshit because they did not consider the evidence in any of those court cases and they dismissed them on standing. So you're, you're, you're claiming a, another person is stupid while you're making one of the stupidest arguments you could possibly make related to the election by pretending that 60 cases being thrown out on standing is somehow a refutation of the evidence of the uh, election being stolen. They didn't consider the evidence. So how would that be a refutation that there was no evidence? That's retarded. That's totally fucking retarded over 60 court cases, and it amounted to nothing. Hey, uh, Trump had not just Republicans, but MAGA Republicans screaming at him, you're wrong. What MAGA Republicans were screaming at him that he's wrong? Bill Barr, are you crazy? Again, again, your political acumen is zero if you think Bill Barr is a MAGA Republican. If you don't understand that Bill Barr is a fucking uniparty swamp creature, then you're a retard. You're a political retard. You should do something else. You should stream Minecraft or something. This is like ridiculous. Ridiculous. And the guy thinks he's smarter than people. It's incredible. It was not stolen. There's no evidence of determinative Again, election. Do you know how retarded you sound when you say there's no evidence? Do you know how fucking stupid that is? And he says the same thing about the vaccine that there's no evidence that it's dangerous. It's like, and, and look, I don't care. If you want to be a drooling retard politically, you're free to do that. But then you tell other people that they are retarded? Incredible. Incredible. Action fraud. Like, it doesn't take that much research. You don't do any fucking research. If you did research, then this isn't you being a retard. This is you being an insidious liar. Okay, so you can pick one. I'm assuming you're just a faggot retard because that's what you look like. But if you actually are doing research into this shit, then you're a devious liar. Then you're a devious fucking liar. And you're a, more of a propagandist on the Maddow level or on the David Pakman level, not a Chank Uger. I'm assuming he's like a more gay Chank Uger who's just stupid. But I, he, maybe he's an insidious liar. I have no idea. How could you possibly research this? Look, I can understand if you want to make the argument that you went over things like the Antrim County Report or the Arizona Audit or any of these things, the shit with the uh, nursing homes in Wisconsin, and you want to give specific bullet point rebuttals about why you don't find that evidence convincing, I have no problem with that. But none of them ever do that. They never do that. They just hand wave it away because they're not interested in doing it. And it's just hilarious that people who are not interested in research at all 
accuse other people who have done a fuck ton of goddamn research. Oh, you 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 don't just you don't know about it. Oh, really? That's hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. To blow up the narrative quickly, what is Occam's razor in this situation? Trump. Occam's razor is that AIDS commies are devious and need to be completely removed from society, humanely, legally, and politically. Is incredibly narcissistic. He does not want to see himself as a loser. So he was. None of that has anything to do with election evidence. You're talking about election evidence, and you use as your first thing Trump being a narcissist? How the fuck does that have any bearing on ballot fraud or any of the gay op tactics that they used? It doesn't matter if Trump's a narcissist or a nice guy. None of that matters. What kind of argumentation is this? This is incredible. This is argumentation for retards. What the fuck does Trump being a narcissist have to do with this? Is desperately trying to hang on uh, to power, even though he lost the popular vote by 7 million. That does not matter. The popular vote is not the metric. The metric is the electoral college. What kind of arguments are these? He, then, then you're saying he lost the election in 2016 if you're saying that the popular vote is what matters. It's just so incredible. And all these people are with him. Yeah, no, the election was stolen. Then why is it Republican? So his argument is it wasn't rigged because tr Trump lost the popular vote. These are, the, again, these are like kindergarten retard arguments. They're not even coherent. That's not even a coherent argument. In secretaries of state, Republican governors, the Department of Justice, Bill Barr, Trump's own uh, attorneys, all these. Yeah, all of these people, retard, abject retard, all of these people are obvious swamp creatures. Obvious swamp creatures. How do you not know that? You're supposed to... They, see, this is why this guy's a regime propagandist. They pretend him and Crystal are these, like, independent... They're different. No, they're no different. They are no different. That's how they sheepdog people into the Democrat Party, because they're like, well, they, they're not establishment. Yeah, but they make all the same establishment talking points. People are like, bro, you're wrong. Stop listening to Sidney Powell, who says Venezuela- Sidney Powell has nothing to do with this. Venezuela or China hacked the voting machines to give it to Joe Biden. This is- Hey, okay, no, uh, no one serious is making that argument. I'm not really sure she made that argument. So you're just like, you're not even coming up with real arguments that people made. I'm repeating what you guys have, some of you guys have said back to me here. Um, this idea that COVID is coming back up again. Put your hands up if you think that's a deliberate plan um, to try and basically stitch the next election up for the Democrats. It's all about fear. And that's what it is. It's all about fear. Scare everybody. Stay indoors. Wear your mask. COVID's coming back. I'm here to help. It's fear. It's control to divide people. Let's just know. 100% accurate. 100% accurate. Oh, for the record here, Biden never did a national lockdown. And they're not even talking about doing a lockdown. Well, first of all, th there was, what do you, that's not even how it works. Again, again, incredible. That's not how the lockdowns work. The lockdowns are done by the governors. It's just so incredible. Down now, even though there is a surge of COVID. Can we just acknowledge that fact? Again, they locked down before. It is reasonable to think they might try it again. He never did a national lockdown. That's not a real thing. It's not even a thing, retard. It's not even a thing. That's not how it works. How it works is on the level of the state, the governors obeying the Democrat president. 
This is incredible. It's this is like having a fucking retard counsel you about being a retard, and you're like, well, you're the you're being the retard. You have no like you sh you need to you want to like make your retarded videos, but you're like sitting here pleading with people to believe your. Uh, um, it's not even, I'm like insulting first graders when I'm like first grade level retardation. It's really not what it is. This is commie level retardation, which is the most retarded you can get. There's no level higher than commie level retardation. That's what we have here. And they're not even discussing a lockdown, even though there's a surge of COVID. Those how, two. Well, first of all, how do you know that? You don't know that. Facts. Those are, again, your facts are not even how it works. Totally bust up their entire narrative. This would be like saying Joe Biden is not personally injecting anyone with a vaccine. Well, that's not how it works. The president doesn't inject anyone with vaccines. That's just not how any of this works. Completely busted up. Water off a duck's ass. They don't care. Put your hands up. Well, you're being a retard and you are showing that you don't understand anything. If you do think that there's at least some connection between COVID coming back and the next election being rigged for the Democrats. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, good unfortunate about the other three, but those five people are 100% correct. Five of eight. Five of eight buy, buy into this pandemic idea. Good. That the, the, uh, the pandemic is staged in order to get Democrats elected. Well, that's not, that's not their argument. That, that the, the argument is that they are using it, okay? How it originated, whether it was planned, those are different issues. Uh, the the argument that they're making is that the Democrats are using it. Guys, we... Over a million Americans died. Bullshit. It's like uh, 6% of that number. Like, I would love to follow up these people. So do you think the virus is fake? Or do you think it's real, but it's just being used to get Democrats elected? Now, wait. This homie right here, the DeSantis guy, is going to come in with an elbow off the top rope in this conversation. Just busting up all these idiotic narratives. Wait for it. All right, so I can't find the clip, but this guy... Oh, that's... See, it's high quality. Okay, let me get this straight. This is a pre-recorded video. This isn't live. Live, I understand. Live, if you misplace the clip, there's nothing you can do. In a pre-recorded video, you can... Could, what do you... So I, I bet that clip doesn't exist then. Guy comes in at the end of that back and forth, and he says, Wait, you think a COVID outbreak under Biden is going to help him? You think part of Okay, the this guy isn't even a DeSantis guy. This guy's a Democrat plan, if that's what he's arguing. The conspiracy and the plan and the hoax to get Biden reelected is to have a COVID outbreak under him so that Democrats can rig it with mail-in voting. Well, having a COVID outbreak under Biden right now near the election would absolutely hurt him. It would No, it wouldn't if they can make as many votes as they need again not understanding the most basic concepts of what he's talking about. Okay, that is incredible. Retard, the argument they're making is that they cheat with mail-in ballots and COVID allows them to cheat again with the mail-in ballots. So whether or not something politically hurts Biden is totally irrelevant because they can cheat. This is insane. This is insane. Holy fucking shit, this guy is a retard. Wouldn't help him. So your arguments make no sense at all. Oh my god, this is this is like a bukkake whore right after a shoot, right after she's done wiping the last semen off her face, 
although you probably can't get it all, at least the last visible semen, starts talking about, you're a whore. You suck too many cocks. You take too many facials. You, you're in, it's just wild, completely wild. What's amazing to me, these are regular New Hampshire Republican voters, and they're still obsessed with the COVID stuff. And they're uh, See, I love that gaslight. This is why these people are truly evil monsters. Uh, they love to gaslight. Oh, I can't believe people who had their lives ruined uh, uh, because of COVID policy are obsessed or concerned about COVID. You are an abject piece of shit and a total fraud pretending you're a grassroots progressive that cares about workers. You shit on them. What a piece of shit this guy is. All in on the pandemic conspiracy, and I would love to dig deeper with a lot of them and ask them, do you literally think COVID is fake? Like, do you think nobody died from the virus? Do you think it's real? And Again, publicly available information from the CDC admitted that 94% of the deaths were people that died with COVID instead of of COVID. It's been used to get Democrats elected. Uh, there's obviously zero evidence for that theory at all. A total lie. Oh. So it's just amazing that we're at this point. And look, I got to keep it real with you guys. In a earlier part of this focus group, they're asked, like, what media sources do you listen to? And virtually all of them, not all of them, I think there's like one or two who listen to like some uh, standard news sources. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I read CNBC and whatever, fill in the blank. The DeSantis guy actually likes 538, which probably explains why he's not completely insane like a lot of the other people. Um, but most of them listen to these really obscure news sources. Some woman was like, I listen to Health Freedom News and I get my news from my Facebook mom group. That Good. I'm That's better than people like Kyle. I'm a member of. And it's like, as a general rule, the more obscure the news outlet that the person listened to, the more insane their opinions were. Bullshit. And that sucks, man. Because there was a time when independent uh, media, new media was like the beacon of hope. It is the beacon of hope. It's destroying you. And it's fantastic. For the future of like, oh, look, we can break through mainstream media BS and tell everybody the truth. But now... Well, you don't tell people the truth. You're a nonstop liar. You're a sellout and a nonstop liar. Independent news and new media, uh, they have their own litany of problems. Different problems for mainstream media, but it's a litany of problems. You have terminal contrarians and narrative hump... What the fuck does that mean? Terminal contrarians? Y'all are doing a lot of fucked up shit, so of course there's going to be people disagreeing with it. ...person conspiracy theorists galore and these people are just getting a steady diet of absolute lunacy you are absolute lunacy and then they have these crazy opinions and think like well what do you mean no this is exactly what it is pandemic of course so really terrifying stuff and i have to say this focus group bodes well for trump all right guys that's the show what a retard holy shit telio hapsis says uh, hb i sent soft gentleman's book with typesetting applied that might get it easier to publish i think you'll like it feel free to share as you wish thank you Appreciate that. Uh, let's see. I think there was another one here. Um, Used02 says, I think I'm going to print out this book and pop it in some of those gay library book stands all over the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You know, when I first saw those, right, I don't know if they're everywhere, but I noticed a few years ago these wooden boxes. They almost look like mailboxes that say, free books or free book rental or something. And it's this thing where on the honor system, you go and you take a book and when you're done reading, you put it back. And at first I was like, oh, that's nice. That's cool. That's neat. You know, I hope no one, kids are probably going to piss all over the books and shit, but it's like a nice thing. 
Well, apparently, I'm realizing that they're filled with leftist commie propaganda. So the nice thing, no, 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 it's commie propaganda. So I don't know if they're all commie propaganda, but I started looking closer at the books and I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, it's propaganda. Nonstop fucking gay AIDS propaganda. So there you go. I don't know if they're all like that, but uh, now, of course, when I was in the South recently, I didn't see anything like that. So, you know, I think it might be a Northern liberal thing. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, well, look, man, liberals, it's a really important book. What a big it would say. Uh, just released by, just released tonight. Um, link in the chats. Um, the book written by the soft gentleman. It's a guide on how to be a virtuous liberal uh, written from the rabidly homosexual leftist perspective. So uh, it should be very interesting to see what happens with that. Okay. Um, Kyle reacts to Bernie supporter turned Trump supporter. So Michael Shore of the Young Turks went to a Trump rally and he did a whole bunch of interviews with uh, MAGA supporters and he actually managed to find, this is amazing, he managed to find a Bernie to Trump supporter in the wild. I love how he acts like that's uncommon. That's common. There's plenty of people that watch my show that were Bernie and now are Trump. It, it's, it's not unusual. Now, the reason why that's interesting is that, statistically speaking, they're very, very rare. Bull The media shit. tried to play it up like Bullshit. there was some huge number of, uh, of people, but it actually wasn't at all. It was like single digits. Oh, get out of here. Dilute your fucking delusional. Nice try. Keep telling yourselves these things. Bernie to Trump. So support of Bernie in the primary and then support of Trump in the general election. So uh, Shore's going to ask him some questions here, and there's a lot to react to. Let's listen. I caucus for Bernie, and then when he got taken out, I went to Trump. Uh, and so, you know, yeah, Bernie, Bernie can't stand Trump. No, that's right. But there's there's a lot of overlap there. It's it's left wing populism and right wing populism. It's left wing populism versus right wing. No, he said it's left wing and and right wing populism. Fake populism. Yeah, just because you call it fake means nothing. You're literally a fake populist. You're a sheepdogger. Everyone can see it. Not remotely similar. Other than the retards in your audience. Similar. In fact, if you look at the policy agenda of Bernie Sanders, the voting record of Bernie Sanders, and compare it to the policy agenda and voting record of... That's not what defines it. The people define it. Donald Trump, you could not find two people more different. Full stop. I think there's a big realignment happening. I think he's probably right about the realignment, which we'll talk about in just a moment, but you heard from a Trump supporter in South Dakota. We sent Michael Shore over to South Dakota to speak to Trump supporters at a rally. And as you can tell from the uh, gentleman's statements, he was a person who caucused for Bernie Sanders back in 2016. And when Bernie did not win the Democratic primary for that election cycle, he decided to vote for Trump instead and has been a supporter of Donald Trump's ever since. Here's more on why he supports Donald Trump. You caucus for Bernie Sanders, for Senator Sanders in Minnesota. And if he were the nominee now running against Donald Trump, who would you vote for? I'd vote for Trump, so, yeah. So he says he was a Bernie supporter, then he flipped to Trump. And now, if we had an election of Bernie versus Trump, he would vote for Trump. Did I hear that properly? Let me hear it again. By the way, you, you helped, you specifically helped create people like this, because remember, he did that faggy Justice Democrats thing. And then when reasonable people like Sane Progressive had questions about it, he publicly was like, you're an enemy. You're an enemy of the Justice Democrats. It was so fucking cringe and hilarious. Caucus for Bernie Sanders, for Senator Sanders in Minnesota. And if he were the nominee now running against Donald Trump, who would you vote for? 
I'd vote for Trump still. Yeah, I, I'd probably, I don't know. You know, back in those days, Bernie was a lot more of like an outsider and going against his party. But I think that, you know, they, I, I think he folded, you know, he, and that, that was an election where you had Bernie going up against the establishment of his party and Trump going up against the establishment of his party and Trump carried that out. Bernie folded like a wet rag, you know, he, and then he did it again in 2020. He let him roll him again. So nah, no doubt in my mind, it would be Trump hundred percent. Look, I want to be kind here, but it's kind of difficult. This is just brainworms. This is just again. So this guy is. So once again, what do we have here? Someone saying the most obvious thing. Bernie Sanders folded. He joined the establishment, all of that. These are obvious things. And regime propagandist Kyle does his same act of, oh, I, this is brainworms. I just can't believe he believes that. Yeah, Kyle, I can't believe he believes the most obvious fucking thing that anyone with a reasonable political acumen could say. It's incredible. Anti-establishment brainworms. This is, I vote based on vibes. That's what this is. That's not what he said at all. So in other words, totally detached and divorced from policy. Not what he said at all. The only way you can go from Bernie to Trump, and then also when asked if it's Bernie versus Trump directly now, who would you support? And you say Trump. Then it was always just vibes for you. Again, that's totally retarded. Because the Bernie is a sellout. People didn't realize he was a sellout. Now they know he's a sellout. And his policies are fucking bullshit. So that's why they go with right-wing populism. The thing that seems clear is, hey, I liked how tough Bernie talked about, uh, talked against the Democratic Party, and I liked how tough Trump talked about the Republican Party. And so, like, it's the fact that they're, like, taking it to the man and standing up against the establishment that I like. Okay, but what about the content of how they're doing that? The idea that Bernie is somehow uh, policy-wise superior is hilarious. Basically, what he's saying is, Real populism is the Democratic Party. Real populism is the DNC, is what Kyle's argument is. That's incredible. What about the actual policy agenda at the core of what both of them are saying, respectively? If you don't understand and realize that these are diametrically opposed... They are diametrically opposed. It's just funny that you think the DNC is populist. Apologies. Then it's a total admission that you're only going based off vibes. Hey, I like the vibes of a fighter. And I thought Bernie was a fighter, but but Trump is a fighter and Trump actually follows through. And so I'm gonna go with him. Okay, then look, you were never really about what the Bernie policy agenda was about. Now, by the way, on the- Right, so that so if you wanna be about the Bernie policy agenda, you would join the DNC and be an obedient slave just like Kyle is here. Idea of a realignment. Here's the reality about it. It's a messy, complex reality. The reality is among the Republican base, you can find a number of issues where they actually agree with the Democratic base. Okay, so in other words, if you look at things like the minimum wage, 60% of Florida voters. Again, you can masturbate over your deceptive polling as much as you want. That doesn't make anything reality. Voted for an increase in the minimum wage at the same time they voted for Trump, right? So there's a lot of crossover between Democratic voters and Republican voters on the minimum wage. There's a lot of crossover on something like paid family leave. There's even now crossover on stuff like unions. So is there a quote unquote realignment happening among the voting bases? You could say yes, but I'm more inclined to say there was always kind of agreement on those things against the libertarian style economics and in favor of populist economics. So among the base of Republicans, yes, there are many issues where you can find common agreement. Here's where there is not a realignment, not even close. In fact, it's the exact opposite. 
among the Republican politicians, and clearly this guy supports a re the main Republican politician, Donald Trump. Ain't no realignment coming. Not now, not anywhere in the near future. Because the Republican Party, the Republican politicians, are colossally elitist, and they're a hundred times more elitist and corrupt than the Democrats. Uh, bullshit. The Republicans suck, but that's a, a laughable comparison. So he brings up Trump like he's, uh, he's an anti-establishment crusader. Well, let's look at Trump's record. First of all, we can just bring up the obvious. 91 criminal charges against him. Again, total made-up bullshit. Nice try. Tried to defraud the United States. Total rhetoric. And overturn the last election using their... So again, so let me get this straight. So that's your argument about populist policy. <laughs> it's just incredible. Oh my God, it's incredible. Their own words, fraudulent electors in an illegal Again, vote. bullshit. This is media narratives, 100%. Accounting scheme to try to keep him in office. So just right off the bat, against the peaceful transfer of power seems like a little bit of a red flag. For Again, me. that's just made up. It's no different than what the Democrats did in 2016, which you fully supported when they wanted to tell the electors or they told the electors to vote for someone other than Trump. He also said publicly, I'd like to suspend the Constitution. To Again, get you're taking that out of context. I just love this is like Bill Maher. And and this is this is you're, you're instead of talking about policies that uh, help or hurt uh, uh, the people related to jobs and things people actually care about. You're just rattling off media narratives like Bill Maher. And this is under the umbrella is you're making the argument that Trump is not a populist and Bernie is. You're just a fucking political retard, Kyle. Get my ass back in power. You should start making videos of like how to shave your ass as a homosexual. Maybe do some of those what's in my ass videos. Something, because this politics, you're just out of your depth. Now, would this guy categorize that as like, it's anti-establishment? Sure, I guess it is anti-establishment. <laughs> sure, I'll give that to you. But it is Okay, that's a great argument then. So now you're making this point. You're a wonderful debater. It's a bad kind of anti-establishment. And again, again, I'm sorry. Maybe it was my misperception. How people thought, and this was many years ago, but I remember it vividly. How people thought this guy beat Razor Fist in a debate, that was one of the more, dist that was one of the few times where it looked to me as if the majority of people were getting it completely wrong. And I was like, I don't know what debate you just watched. I don't know what we're talking, like, wh why? Because Kyle was animated and Razor Fist was chill? Like, that's not, like, I don't know what the fuck people were watching. He made the same full-blown retard arguments against Razor Fist. It was crazy. Um, and I, maybe it was my person, maybe I just, maybe I was clicking the wrong Twitter threads and I just got a false impression that a bunch of people thought he won that debate because I was like, he, Kyle embarrassed himself in that debate. The guy pulled out a CNN article to make an argument about healthcare. <laughs> the guy pulled out a CNN article and then I think he quoted a study that was funded, um, I forget what, uh, who funded it, but, but, uh, or was that the gun shit? I remember I started to do research on it and I was going to make a video and I, and I ended up never doing that video. Um, I got into a lot into the healthcare. A lot of the shit he said about healthcare from other countries was totally deceptive. Uh, like, for example, like in Canada, they just recategorized things. So there's like electives. I forget the terms, but like there's elective surgery and then there's like necessary surgery so t uh, they just changed the definition of what a necessary surgery is 
and they called these things electives, things like that. They did like it was all it was all the same ADLing of statistics and terms and redefining thing, things that you would expect in any sort of you know commie aids propaganda. It was the same shit that he was arguing. Same thing with guns in Australia, and um, but anyway, I, I just come on, that's crazy. Razor fist destroyed that dude. Establishment. It is a stupid kind of anti-establishment. Is it? It is an authoritarian kind of anti-establishment. So if that's the kind you support, by all means, God bless. But this is a guy who destroyed the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, killed the regulation that we had and court cases that we had into the predatory payday loan industry. So he sided with the loan sharks. He cut taxes for the rich. He increased drone strikes by 432%. You've sucked Obama's dick on drone strikes. He assassinated a top Iranian commander who was fighting- Yeah, after they attacked us in, in, in uh, Iraq. Now look, you could argue maybe that's like strategically an escalation, but the idea that that was outrageous and unacceptable, what are they supposed to just let, let, let them kill us? Hey guys, just let them kill us. You know, it, like, like I said, if you want to be a, it, I have no problem if people offer disagreement in a non-retarded way, I have no problem with that. I think as evidence through people sometimes send arguments about the moon, moon landing that I find very reasonable. They're not using propaganda tactics. I'm completely open to it. So if someone wants to reasonably be like, well, the issue is taking out Soleimani is a bit of an escalation. So, you, so in your opinion, uh, uh, you should have done something else that's like a little more tit for tat and not something as severe as that. Okay, I could, from a strategical argument, I could see that. Okay, I don't know if I'd agree with that. I'd have to think about it because, you know, I am Italian and we have this thing where if you take out one of our guys, we're going to take out two of yours. So, you know, but, but that's it. But you're making an argument. You're not being a retard. You're making an argument. Kyle just acts like, oh, it's just completely outrageous that he did that. And somehow that's an argument to support what, like, what's the argument? Because uh, he's, he's not offering, like, a tactic to use instead of killing Soleimani. Okay, so anyway, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. ISIS in the field, nearly sparking World War III. Wait, he tried to one? coup Venezuela commander who was fighting ISIS in the field, nearly sparking World War III. He tried to coup Venezuela. He ripped up the Iran agreement. He the Iran agreement was total bullshit. You're just reading off media talking points. He pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord. Who would be in favor of the Paris Climate Accord? It's unreal. It's total bullshit. It's total bullshit. It doesn't require China or India to do anything for like a decade. How is that good? That's crazy. You're getting fucked in the ass as a country with the uh, Paris Climate Accord. And, and so let's say you got a normal person who's not AIDS, okay? What would a normal person... Because like I said, you can disagree on almost everything except, uh, except for like the drag shows for kids. That's insane. There's no defense of that. But a lot of this shit policy, absolutely, there's disagreement to be had. Okay? So a normal person who gives a fuck about the environment... Uh, who's not like full-blown AIDS. I mean, we're going to have fundamental disagreements, but that, but, but it's not full-blown AIDS like Kyle here. Might make an argument like, well, the, pli the, the, the uh, Paris Climate Accord wasn't perfect, and I see your argument because obviously it's ridiculous to have China um, not do anything 
for 10 years. Like a normal person would at least acknowledge that because that's insane. Okay. But no, these people, they're like, no, no, just you have to obey in all things. There's no discussion. So it's an outrage. It's a total outrage that Trump pulled out from that. Get the fuck out of here. He says now publicly, repeatedly, part of his new immigration plan is I want to do ideological screening and ban socialists and communists. Yes. Well, he didn't say socialists. He said communists. Yeah, you have to ban and deport communists. That's not, that's not even, come on. That's obvious. Now, how do you do it in practice? That's a great question. We'll have to figure that out. Hopefully we get that right. You know, human beings tend to go too far with those things. So you're going to have to, you know, here's the thing, though. Maybe what you do is you you do like a shock and awe at first while you're deporting illegals, right? So you run a very substantial deportation policy with illegals, okay? Targeting, obviously, first criminal, like violent criminals, and then continuing to go down the list. Okay. While you're doing that, just get really anti-commie with the rhetoric and be like, we're also deporting um, people, or, or maybe just make it seem like commies are being deported. And so perhaps you that will have a chilling effect and people will be less likely to... Maybe people will come off of it. Now, the hardcore commies will not. But maybe if, as a society, it becomes very unpopular to be a commie, that is a way to kind of shift rather than deporting quote-unquote commies. I don't know. I don't know. Because what's practical? I don't know what's practical. You know, this is probably not going to happen. But, um, you know, giving that as a reason that Trump is bad, that's hilarious. I, I was very, you know, I was voting for Trump anyway. But when I heard him say that in a speech, I was like, I don't know. who That's got to be Stephen Miller. Uh, not Jason Miller. He's the bad one. That's got to be Stephen Miller. I don't know what that Stephen Miller is fucking based on immigration. Or maybe maybe there's a couple other people working there uh, as advisors that are doing a good job. So credit to them. By the way, whoever the fuck gave him those talking points, or maybe he came up with them on his own. It's very possible with Megyn Kelly. Viva Fry made a very good video today who's very reasonable pointing out how the messaging has to change on the vaccine. And he gave some, like, I think reasonable suggestions, and I hope someone gets uh, Trump advisors that video that he made today, because I thought it was pretty good. Um, because it's just, no, it's no good. I mean, is it going to matter that much? Probably not. But you just got to, come on. Like, Viva brought up a very good idea of and which is true. This is the beauty of it, because it's true. They lied about the trials. Pfizer lied about the trials. And if Pfizer lied about the trials, that means that they lied to Trump about the trials. Pfizer lied to Trump about the vaccine. That is, I think you can establish that. So now Trump can argue, they lied to me, and I, and I thought it was safe and effective. And I don't think Trump's going to do this, unfortunately. And he can say, they lied to me about the vaccine, and now we have to make them pay. Now, I'm not saying that, like, you know, a, an apology or something would probably be good, too. I don't think that'll ever happen. So I'm not expecting everyone to be completely satisfied with that. But that gives you an angle, first of all, uh, uh, to turn the, the narrative around and any sort of vengeance or retribution against Pfizer. I mean, that would be fucking beautiful and necessary. And I think that would be popular. So, you know, that's a great idea. I think Viva had a great idea. Hopefully uh, they get that to Trump's people. But, uh, you know, you never know. You know, some of these people that are advisors or that are part of campaigns, 
they watch people. There are people, I, multiple times I've seen politicians, I think it's Gosar and, and a couple other people, I think Wendy Rogers, I forget, but these are political people. They have mentioned that they watch like Razor Fist. Okay, so, so some of these people do watch some of the independent commentators. Okay, so probably the ones with like larger platforms and that's, that's good. So hopefully they can get some sort of message uh, to uh, Trump's camp. I doubt it, but you never know. You can hope. And by the way, just so you know, that would definitely include like mild social Democrats and center left people because they call everybody they don't like, everybody they slightly disagree with is a socialist or a communist. No, I call AIDS commies, AIDS commies. I, I am very careful to delineate. Uh, I don't think everyone on the left is an AIDS commie. AIDS commies have a specific criteria that I don't apply to people like Jimmy Dore. I don't think Jimmy Dore is a conservative. I think it's funny when they call him a conservative. Um, but I don't consider him an AIDS commie. Uh, AIDS commies are anti-free speech. Uh, uh, they, they are pro-drag queen story hour, pro-grooming. Uh, uh, these are like very specific characteristics. Um, so, yeah, Jimmy's not any of those things. So I, I have no, no issue with Jimmy Dore. I think it's interesting to watch uh, uh, the shills who pretend to be independent progressive YouTube channels go after Jimmy Dore because he disagreed with uh, uh, Cornell West. And it's funny because it's, it, it's like, it's just so easy. I think some of them maybe don't see it, but I think some of these people know. The Democrat, this is the whole thing with the Jimmy Dore, Cornell West thing, as far as identity politics. And I think it is pretty simple. Democrats hijacked identity politics as a tactic years ago, okay? So ever since they've been using it, and the, the AIDS commie left have also redefined what a racist white supremacist is. So people like Jimmy Dore are simply saying to Cornell West that this type of thing is alienating to normal people because calling a normal person racist, homophobic, transphobic, when they're not doing anything racist, homophobic, or transphobic, and of course I've said this before, I don't even believe in the concept anymore, but I understand I'm in the minority, okay? It's all a cudgel, it's all a power play, it's all bullshit. But instead of the, the leftists instead of keeping their focus in their opinions about racism. Back in the day, they would argue that the racists and the issue of racism was racist policy that fucked black people in the ass. And who's responsible for the racist policy? The politicians and the people in power, okay? But then this got shifted and then people with no power, white working class people were told, hey, you're a white supremacist. Well, what do you mean? I don't even give a fuck. Oh, wh wh what makes me a white supremacist? Well, you uh, you tell jokes uh, like like you grew up with, like the, when you saw the Dave Chappelle Black Klansman. If you make a joke like that now, you're a white supremacist. All the jokes that we grew up on, that we uh, uh, laughed at, Chris Rock's uh, uh, talking about the difference between black people and niggers. Now, if you laugh at that and you and you say that, you're a white supremacist. Really? So. White supremacy no longer has anything to do with how I personally treat black people in my day-to-day -day life. Now it's about the jokes I tell. Now, if I don't believe with the con men at Black Lives Matter, I'm a white supremacist now. So they attacked the very people that they needed to vote for them, which is the stupidest thing that they ever did. I think they thought that by attacking 
um, their voters, that the voters would then obey and go, oh, I got to make sure I'm one of the good whites, so I vote for Democrats. And that does work with virtuous white liberals. They love that shit. They love all these different stupid games about racism. And it's like, well, I, you know, uh, uh, I, I said the right thing on Twitter about black people today. I'm one of the good whites, but it's, it's meaningless. But most regular normal people were completely turned off, completely turned off by it. And so that is, that's all it is. It is that these uh, uh, leftists that are calling Jimmy Dore racist, uh, uh, they they are the ones that are. I mean, it, that's like a prime example. Jimmy Dore uh, is being called a racist, which is insane. And instead of focusing on the people with power, they go after the little people. So if you're white, you're a racist, homophobic, bigot. For all this super, it's impossible not to be a racist, homophobic, bigot. There are so many rules. Now you can't say this word, let alone nigger and faggot. That's nothing. You can't even say woman. You're not even allowed to talk about woman. You have to say, what is, what is the new one? Egg beater, egg egg producer. This is all retarded. Okay, so you, you became insane and people are turning against you because you're mean and you're horrible people and you constantly label other ne- label others negative things for not obeying with your insanity. You know, it's one thing if in order to obey you, you know, you had like really good things like treat everyone nice. If that was like the big thing and then if someone didn't treat someone nice, you would go, you're a racist bigot. Okay, I could at least see that. I mean, it's still kind of bullshitty, but I could see that. But no, no, no. You got to like support crazy fucking shit in order to be considered not a racist. And people more and more are like, fuck this, this is bullshit, I'm not doing this. And there's this giant group of fucking people that they alienated on this big island. It's a giant island that they put us on. It's a Nazi island. They put us all on Nazi island. They put us on, and, and everyone's on Nazi island except for the AIDS commies. Things are so bad now that they have alienated so many people that Nazi island is fucking huge. Everyone is on Nazi island now. And so now they're in a bit of a predicament because they're the fringe minority. They've lost a ton of support because their tactics are bullshit. But anyway, it's a very simple thing to understand what Jimmy is arguing. And they act like he's arguing for like Ku Klux Klan ideology. It's it's interesting to watch. Um, and and or classic classic tactic when um, I saw in the interview where uh, Jimmy basically pointed out the obvious that whoever's advising Cornell West is not doing a good job. And Cornell West acted like Jimmy was insulting him because he's black, even though it's obvious that he has an advisor and he has like the worst fucking guy you could have, Peter Dow, which is hilarious. Peter Dow. So so now not only do you have to eat this shit with the Cornell West people, you have to eat Peter Dow shit. What are you kidding me? Peter Dow? Oh my God. Hillary Clinton cocksucking Peter Dow is now in your... Come on, give me a break. It's a sheepdogging campaign. It's a sheepdogging campaign. And you can tell because all of the fake leftists on YouTube are destroying Jimmy Dore over it. And it is fascinating to watch. And Jimmy is yet getting another lesson on how fucked up the left is. And, um, and, And I think he knows. I think he realizes and um, yeah, it's uh, there's not many people left on the left, but there's a few. There's a few, but uh, that's okay. We're having a blast on Nazi Island. We have the best memes, 
and we laugh and uh, hey you know your boat will be probably roll up at some point <clears throat> and uh, no one gives a fuck about Nazis there are a couple Nazis but you know what about the Nazis they don't want to fuck kids they don't uh, they don't do any of these uh, policies I mean you know maybe uh, if they got control things would be very strict but uh, there's not a lot of them so you don't have to worry about that but, uh, you know, because calling everyone a Nazi, they've gotten to the point where their side defends fucking kids, mutilating kids, and somehow they think pointing to a Nazi is making them look good? Hilarious. Hilarious. You're worse. You understand that? You're much, much worse. Child mutilators? How is that, like, not the worst thing? This sick gender theory shit? Yeah, you're worse than Nazis. It's not even close. So anyway, it's all very fascinating. To them. He also uh, wants to expand the Muslim ban if he were to get another term. He's repeating. Yeah, again, the context of that was after a Muslim terrorist attack. He said he wants war with Mexico to go against the drug cartels. He wants to designate them as terrorists and send drones or... Well, look, certainly you could argue that some of this strategically might be a mistake. You know, you don't want to go too hard or whatever. But the overall policy position of getting tough with the cartel you have to it's crazy what's going on you have to teach these guys like stop bringing human beings and drugs into our country and if you don't we're going to kill you okay now i don't know drone strikes seem to be not very accurate so that seems to be you know that's really the problem i think what what was the obama drone strike accuracy rate it was like 10 percent accurate yeah you can't have that because you're going to be blowing up fucking mexicans that didn't do anything and that's not going to be good optics okay I don't moral fag on the internet, okay? I don't think you should kill innocent people, but I'm not going to moral fag about it because it's the internet because there's always going to be people be like, I love killing innocent people, which is kind of funny. But anyway, but, but accuracy-wise, no. Now, killing a cartel, a human smuggler, yeah, I have no problem with that. You just got to do it the right way. And you got to make sure that they know you can't, you have to stop, okay? Whatever you do in your country, you're going to do. Get the fuck out of our country. Stop smuggling people into our country. Stop raping women all the time. Okay, you know, the rapes are insane uh, uh, on the way up, apparently. Remember the whole thing where Trump was like, yeah, they have to, like, the parents give the girls birth control because there's so much raping, which is true. And the media was like, what a conspiracy there is. I was sick. Covering up rape. Are you media? Not surprising. Of course, if we knew what was in store for us, because that was before the kid fucking and the kid grooming stuff and the mutilation that was before that so we had no idea what was on we were kind of like oh uh well some of you probably know but i didn't know i'll speak for myself but i was like wow they're even defending rape oh little did i know what i was about to see over the next few years holy shit holy shit fighter jets or even boots on the ground to fight them i'll put the link to the book uh in the different chats in a moment as i've told you guys a thousand times trump ran as the anti-outsourcing guy but under his watch there was a net outsourcing of 200,000 manufacturing jobs uh -huh. at the same time under the biden administration there's 800,000 jobs coming back bullshit so look I, I don't know how else to say it but like if you are a bernie to trump voter you're purely vibes based yeah okay you couldn't care even the slightest about policy because if you agree with bernie's policies right well then, so agree with the DNC or you're a vibes voter. You're a retard. Joe Biden, despite all of his flaws, and he has many that we've gone through a million times, certainly this NLRB ruling is right in alignment with Bernie Sanders. This is definitely something Bernie Sanders supports. Basically, 
you automatically recognize a union if the boss tries to union bust. That's a game changer. You know what else is a game changer? Changing the overtime rules. It used to be about $33,000 a year or less if you make that. Oh yeah, they're not going to get around those at all. You can get overtime pay. They kicked it up to $55,000 a year. The list goes on and on. Trump talked about pulling out of Afghanistan. Biden actually pulled out of Afghanistan. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. You are touting the withdrawal from Afghanistan as a positive for Biden. Where was it? 13 soldiers were killed in total chaos. Civilians were killed because from the top down, according to the people there who testified under oath, there were orders from above to not kill the terrorist who they knew had a bomb. Bro, like these people, I've said it before, they will defend anything the regime does. How do you defend that? That's incredible. That's incredible. There you go. Kyle Kalinske defending the Afghanistan withdrawal. Wow. Wow. Biden reduced the drone war by over 90%. Oh, I'm sure he did. So again, if policy is what you actually care about, to go from Bernie to Trump, the only thing I can take away from that is you actually don't care about policy. You're all about vibes. Right. You have to view the Afghanistan withdrawal as a positive for, for Joe Biden to be an acceptable voter, according to, uh, in, according to Kyle. And also, you have to totally ignore, we're talking about drones. Joe Biden blew a family into the trees. Remember that? And I'm not being hyperbolic. He blew a family into the trees. Apparently, this drone strike hit uh, uh, some sort of aid worker and children. No ISIS fighter to be had. That was totally a lie. And apparently, the, the pieces of the kids were in the trees. I've never heard of that before. I imagine, I guess, with an, an explosion, that's what happens. But I've never heard of body parts into the trees. Okay, so he blew children into the trees. But apparently, he's better than Trump on drone strikes. Man, this is amazing. You know, these super anti-war guys that uh, keep a tally of each president consistently, I have no problem with, the Scott Hortons of the world. So when they talk about Trump, I understand where they're coming from because they at least are consistent. Okay, this motherfucker is defending one of them. He's defending Biden. Incredible. Whoever's going to posture as being most anti-establishment, regardless of the substance of it, I'm just going to support them. Basically, I like loud people who are aggressive against their own party structure. If that's your uh, single issue, then you really are the kind of person who just says, I just want to fuck shit up as much as possible and tear it down. And I don't care how it's rebuilt. I just want to tear it down. So, honestly, kind of embarrassing. <laughs> kind of embarrassing. You are one of the more embarrassing people I cover. Embarrassing. Because you have zero self-awareness. You have, like, Anna Kasparian-level self-awareness. And uh, there's a reason why these people are so few and far between. Because they make no goddamn sense. Hey, y'all, do me a favor and... The projection was incredible there. Absolute projection. Okay. Um, Trump admits he interfered in the Georgia election. Donald Trump, in a post on Truth Social, has now officially admitted that he did the things that he is accused of doing in Georgia, but he- Again, the things he did were not illegal, so that's what he's talking about. He says, totally had a good reason, and all his co-defendants had a good reason for doing it. 
And he said that he believes once they go to trial, they're going to be able to prove that they had a good reason. See, unfortunately, I think it's going to be a kangaroo court and the judge is not going to allow any evidence in that supports Trump. To do it. Here's what he said. Uh, they will, I assume, as I will, and as I will be doing, show how the presidential election of 2020 was rigged and Stalin, because he still doesn't know how to spell stolen, the probable reason for your protestation and or protest, he wrote. So, you know, it wasn't so much that he was like interfering with the election in Georgia. It was just it was a protest that... You know, they, they coerced the Secretary of State to go find the votes. Bullshit. And, uh... Dumb faggot. Do you understand even Raffensperger, uh did, does not testify to that? His testify... His, his testimony, excuse me, is blown up in ass Willis's face. Uh, so that's going to be fascinating to get a conviction on that when the main guy is like, no, nah, that's not how it went down. Sydney Powell had her people infiltrate the Coffee County voting Again, system. Again, not a real thing. They were invited. What they did was totally legal. It is no different than the times that Mark Elias and his people have done the exact same thing when they were disputing shit with voting machines for Democrat candidates. So again, nice try. Stums and uh, they had the fake electors. Again, you know, not a real thing. It was all in protest, but they only did it because the election was rigged and stolen, they said. Kind of like if you were to go rob a bank, right? So again, retard, robbing a bank is illegal. Um, requesting officials in Georgia uh, investigate allegations of fraud, not illegal. And then you go to trial for robbing a bank and then you're like, hey, okay, you're sure I robbed the bank, again, but- robbing a bank is illegal. I did it because I needed money. I mean, I, I, I have a family to feed, so yeah, I'm going to rob the bank. The jury's not going to look at that and be like, oh, he's right. He, I mean, he had a reason. Well, of course, because robbing a bank is illegal. What Trump did is not illegal. ...to do it, so I guess we'll forgive him for breaking the law because he did it with the best of intentions. Well, that's what they did with Hillary Clinton. They said, well, she didn't intend to break the law. If you, which Trump says he is, are going to go into court and use that defense. I'm going to go ahead and suggest to you that you need to get fitted for an orange jumpsuit because the Lock, lucky. So now if you don't agree with him, you need to be locked up with Trump. That's what you'll be wearing for probably several years after the fact, mm -hmm. because that is not a defense, but your post is essentially an admission. Where are Donald Trump's lawyers? How have they not said, listen, we get that you want to talk about this, but before you do, could you run your posts on social media by us? Fuck that shit. Before you give an interview. It's not relevant. If this, if, if, if you knew you had a shot, um, at, at like a legitimate trial, maybe you wouldn't say anything, but this is a circus. It's a kangaroo court and it needs to be opposed by all methods. And that includes talking mad shit about it on Twitter or truth social view. Can you let us look at your talking points? Maybe have us give you some suggestions. Why are the lawyers not cracking down on idiotic things like this? Because again, as far as the legal scholars are concerned, this is an admission. 
and doing a crime, even with good intention, not a crime, retard, is not a defense. And he thinks he's going to go into court and prove that the election was stolen in Georgia, even though the recounts and the audits and the there was no audit in Georgia. You're full of shit. Investigations have already proven that didn't happen. You're screwed and you're going to be even more screwed if your lawyers can't tamp down on you a little bit and stop you from running your very stupid mouth. What a fucking ball testicle. All right. Um, YGGS Gallows says the sky is blue in Maui is blue. It didn't burn. Checkmate skeptics. Water also blue. Didn't burn. Greg from across the street. His eyes are blue. Greg is a roasted carcass, but his eyes are untouched sitting atop his ashy blue jeans. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of the blue shit, but it is interesting. <clears throat> Could be a coincidence. I have no idea. Uh, SLID04C64 says, what percentage do you think Trump won, Trump won over Biden? Thank you for doing God's work for the American people. Love you, HB. Thank you. I sincerely appreciate the support. Uh, it's my pleasure. Um, overall, I'm not sure. I, I would have expected Biden to in 2020 to beat uh, Trump in the uh, popular vote. Um now, as far as the legitimacy of that, like how 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 many places do you want to assume that Democrats cheat? Like, I think they obviously cheat in California, but California as an electoral college state is pretty much just kind of like a what it, like it's, people don't pay attention to it because it's going to go blue. Their operation, whether you think it's legitimate or not, is like pretty much has that state locked down. Um, I think it would have been, frankly, I think if you take the numbers at 3 a.m., it would have been about uh, about that. So it was closer in North Carolina. Um, Pennsylvania was a blowout. Um, any state where Trump was up, you know, 50, 100,000 votes or more, I think he would have taken those states. Uh, definitely Pennsylvania. P Pennsylvania is the craziest one. Like that was so obviously stolen, Im impossible. He was up, I think, more than 500,000 votes. And all of a sudden, it's just like every vote comes in for, for Biden. They're like, oh, yeah, Biden won. Of course, it took them like five days to count or whatever. It's total bullshit. So I think if you if you uh, just kind of average the numbers out normally normally from 3 a.m., that's about what I think Trump actually beat Biden with. Um, but uh, yeah, what a joke that was. That was fucking. That was a sick night. That was sick, like like negative sick, not positive sick. That was really a, a gut wrenching, disgusting uh, event. It really was terrible. All right, let's see here. Um, Let's see, we did that. Eric Gasse says, the Globo Homo aliens will also shit on Christians too. Yeah, yeah. So the Project Blue, if Project Blue Beam is going to happen, which is a fake alien invasion, um, I, I, I said earlier, one of the ways you'll be able to tell instantly is if they say that the aliens... Uh, their message is to believe in climate change and to do what the global homos want. That'll be an obvious giveaway. Yeah, they will definitely, definitely 
I would think have very negative things to say about Christianity. Um, and I wouldn't blame, I would not blame Christians for thinking Project Bluebeam, if that's how it goes down, is some sort of revelation prophecy fulfillment. Can't blame them for that. I don't think that's real, but I can't blame them for thinking that. <clears throat> but uh, who knows at this point? Shit's crazy. Um, or, or I said this before, if they get some sort of, uh, Dr. Frankenstein to do a successful uterus transplant and then have a baby born from the, the male Frankenstein freak, uh, I would not blame Christians for thinking that that baby is the Antichrist. Can't blame him for that. Uh, <laughs> that baby, oh my God, a poor baby. That thing is going to be hatched out of a tranny. That's going to be, oh my God. And especially, think about this. Think about this. <clears throat> see, I totally see how people believe this shit. Think about this. Let's say they actually have a successful uterus transplant. And then are somehow able to deliver a baby. It'll probably be through C-section, right? The media, you could totally see how the media is going to treat that baby like royalty. You can totally see that. I absolutely, I, I could totally see that. People, if people say that's the Antichrist or the beginning of the revel, I would totally not blame them for that. <clears throat> Man, that's crazy. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I could see that. I could definitely see that. They're going to treat that baby. Look what they did with that, that uh, autistic girl, um, the how dare you girl. She was a child saying how dare you to people. They acted like you had to obey her. It's going to be like back in the day, from what I understand, sometimes, I don't know how it happened, but sometimes like the king would suddenly be a kid or like a 15-year-old and everyone had to obey the kid. They're gonna, it's going to be like that with this baby. So when that baby gets to be like five or six, when you can like tell a baby what to say, or in, the, in that case, it'll be a child. The child is just going to get up there and say all the shit the global homos wanted to say. And they're going to act like this is like, this is the person you have to obey. Sounds crazy, but I could see that. Absolutely. Man, what a time. Um, Oates says, that fake alien thing is based in scripture and certain interpretations. I'm a Christian bigot. Don't hate me. Really? Well, it, okay. So if, if your uh, version of Christianity has as part of the last days a fake alien invasion and the fake alien invasion happens well there you go there you go jesus christ that's wild aunt jenny oh i, I read that one yeah she so thank you aunt jenny i was uh, forgetting the name of the tribe so i've multiple times threw the link up for the book written by the soft gentleman what a bigot would say and he started out the uh, book with a land acknowledgement from the Fagatrot Nigatrun tribe. So it's gotta yeah, I gotta get those names right. Thank you, Aunt Jenny. Faggot Jehovah's Neo Vagina says, HB, I emailed you an edit. I was already working on it when someone else said they're doing the same. Alright, appreciate that, Faggot Jehovah's Neo Vagina. I'll take a look at that. Uh, Tessa Cunningham says, Sam sounds like a hypochondriac and needs another booster. And I give thanks. You are not David Pakman. Well, thank you. I thank my lucky stars every day that I'm not David Pakman, just like Alex Jones. He does. He sounds like a hypochondriac and COVID broke his brain. And I think that's what he deserves. And I'm, I'm very pleased to hear he's going to go get the booster immediately as soon as it comes out. Will, uh, thank you very much, Will. It's very generous of you. Says, uh, 
thanks for the book. I will buy it off Amazon also, and I hope you write a book about the JWs and those types of pressure tactics and groupthink can be in politics and how they use it in politics. Fagatrot Nigatrun tribe was Kangs and shit. Yeah, apparently they were Kangs. That's, uh, but, you know, the evil white man came along, and then the Fagatrot Nigatrun tribe is no more. And uh, But uh, Nigashit Kikerton exists. Chief, excuse me, Chief Nigashit Kikerton. He exists, and uh, so, you know, he, he thinks he owns the land. Oh, well, that's a hell of a thing. I right, thank you, Will. Appreciate that. Yeah, I think I will incorporate that. So it seems like, based on the poll, uh, most people voted for the uh, uh, Hard Bastard Rants book. So I think I can incorporate JW stuff. I probably would anyway, so I think it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, Aunt Jenny says, for fun HB, classic Alex Jones. All right, let's have a look. One of the things you've been talking about on your show is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia <laughs> child trafficking and the grooming of children, right? Well, you mean like what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? One of the things you've been talking about... Fantastic. I liked Alex Jones' demeanor throughout that whole trial. He knew it was bullshit, and he, he talked back to them. That was great. PF says, I've seen an account describing uh, that one of the Nazis' reasons for persecuting Jews was because Jews were pedophilia-friendly, and that the first three establishments taken in Berlin were cabarets where drag queens and children did shows. Yes, yeah, so... Um, The so okay, why well, that's a little different. The books because that was more. I'm trying to remember. I did read something about that on stream. I'm just trying to remember. They were like fucking uh, goose wounds or something. I I don't know. It was really. It was very stomach turning. Um, yeah, I don't know how many or whatever, but um, yeah, there was uh. I f there was a guy that wrote a book about being in one of the cabarets. It was one of the more disturbing things I ever read. Actually, it's one of the few things I've ever skipped through on stream when someone said something in the read because it was describing like the like the child prostitute walking up to him and like and like his hands were real small. I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm like, I, I get it. I don't need any more. Like, I get it. So yeah, I don't know how many there were. Um, of those types of cabarets. But yeah, it was very, uh, from what uh, I understand, uh, uh, what was it? Um, Weimar? It, it was very fucked up. Yeah, very fucked up in Weimar. Now, now the other thing that I'm more familiar with is the uh, book burning. And, and the reason, and this is so fascinating, that there have been instances on Twitter and also even with like kind of... Um, not really normie. I don't consider the quartering normie, but like kind of center-right news outlets. And his news outlet is, is new. But there was a period of time where the origins of the... of gender theory was talked about. So I think Red Ice did a video on it. And then after that... Um, 
there was this whole thing where like Matt Walsh did an outline. Uh, now Walsh was not completely accurate with his um, uh, description because he made it seem like Hirschfeld was a Nazi, which he was not a Nazi, as far as I understand. Again, not an expert on history. But anyway, the point was there was a bunch of different reporting, and so then uh, the 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 Publica had had an article about the origins of gender theory, which was pretty accurate, and they named names. And so apparently, and, and in the, the Publica article, it mentioned that like the, the whole famous book burning thing that the Nazis did, they were burning like mutilation books of, and gender theory books. Now, I would, I, I've made the argument before, I think rounding everyone up is, is overkill. I don't agree with that. But it's not good for leftists. This is my point here. It's not good for leftists and their cause. When the boogeymen of history, the Nazis, whether you, you know, whatever you think of them, they are, they've, they are considered the boogeymen, right? They're considered the bad guys. <clears throat> when leftists go so insane with gender theory that it becomes public knowledge that those were the books that they were burning and that was the clinic. I mean, that was the building, the building where they were like throwing rocks through. And I'm sure they threw rocks at, at Jewish bakeries or whatever the fuck else. But I'm saying in this particular burning book story that, that growing up was like, you definitely should never do what they did. There's no excuse to burn books. Never do that. That's at least what, 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 how it was uh, portrayed to me. Because book burning was this taboo thing, right? And I'm not really a fan of book burning, but my point is, it is horrible optics for leftists and their gender uh, ideology. When it turns out, that those were the books that were burned and basically you're like oh okay now i'm not going to say oh on the entire thing but on burning those books oh okay i see i see that's not good for your side leftists when you give the nazis an oh when like a normal person goes oh that's not good for you you need to stop it's the same with those articles remember those articles during uh, roe v wade when that was like real big in the news, and there was that article. There was a bunch of them where this person was like, I am a devout Jewish person, and abortion is a part of our like religious ritual. And I was like, this is, what are you doing? This is not helping you at all. This is ridiculous. You sound insane. Why are you doing this? So, uh, yeah, that was wild. Um, yeah, Matt Walsh writing a, a Twitter thread going like person by person. Again, not completely accurate, but still... This is the thing about even Matt Walsh doing it, because these people have a lot of, a lot of reach. A normal person, all they this is why I think naming names is so important, uh, because when you name names, you now have a name to look up. So a regular person that's interested in looking into these things, they can look up the name Magnus Hirschfeld or whatever his name was. See, and so and so even if if and I, I didn't agree with what Matt did, he needs to be accurate. OK, if it's Jews, it's Jews. OK, if it was Italians, I wouldn't tell you, well, pretend it was a Nazi. No, I'd be like, that's fucked up that the godfather of gender theory is an Italian. That's what I would say. OK, I wouldn't be like, well, you have to pretend that another person did it. No, fuck that. OK, you you have to be accurate no matter what. And so even like the, the Overton window has absolutely shifted. Um, not enough. But it is shifted and it is. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, the whole Kanye thing and how like you look in the comment section and people, they, they were uh, they were not uh, they were not very friendly to uh, 
to Zionists, they were not fans, <clears throat> which is, you know, it's your group. But you uh, should probably have a better strategy than trying to crush everybody that disagrees with you. That's not working anymore. But uh, I don't know. We, like, who am I? Who am I to counsel my parents? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah, very fucked up things going on with, uh, again, the goose. They would, like, cut a goose and fuck the wound. I don't know. It's just, uh, that's the kind of shit. I've said this before. There's certain things that, as a human being, if you do, you should just spontaneously combust. I've said this before. Like, if I was God, I would have a mechanism inside each person. Once they turn 18, obviously kids, you know, because my criteria was, like, if you deliberately handle shit with your bare hands, like when Antifa throws shit at people... Um, monkeys throw shit, okay? So if you pick up shit and throw it at someone and you barehand it, you spontaneously combust. Or if you, like, deliberately eat shit, you spontaneously combust. If you deliberately fuck the wound of an animal, you or if you deliberately fuck an animal, spontaneous combustion. Absolutely. I, I think you just... Your time should be over. You should move on. Whether you believe in reincarnation or whatever. Uh, you just, uh, or I guess karma would be if you fucked an animal, you would be reincarnated. Like, for example, if you are, uh, if you're like uh, a Pakistani or whoever, who are the goat fuckers? Whoever fucked the goats. You're, you're fucking the goat and then you spontaneously combust and now you come back as a goat and now you're being fucked in the ass. Okay, that's what you deserve. Stop fucking animals, okay? By the way, if you're Pakistani, this is the whole thing. If you don't like that, and you're insulted by it. You have a great comeback. You can talk about how there's this weird thing with white women and dogs. See, do you see? Like, why not just do that instead of being offended? Come and make it funny, and then everyone can laugh. Because you can't tell me it's not funny that people are out there fucking goats. You ever hear that story with that sniper? This I forget where I saw this. There's a the guy, an American sniper, an American sniper. He's like he's like he's got his sights on a terrorist. And I guess he, he kind of is, is like looking closer or maybe he comes into focus and he realizes the terrorist is fucking a goat. <laughs> That's a hilarious story. I don't even remember how it ended. Hopefully, if it was a terrorist, hopefully, you know, he got what he deserved. But uh, And hopefully he didn't make a mistake because that's, you know, you can't do that. <clears throat> Although if he's fucking a goat, I mean, really, what's there's not a big loss. Um, all right, very good. That is the end of the stream. Next stream is... Um, what is today? Thursday? So that'll be Saturday. Again, the book, What a Bigot Would Say, has been released. Uh, it is in multiple chats. Um, and uh, we'll post it periodically. You know, next stream, uh, uh, the soft gentleman will obviously post it. We'll, we'll make it available for quite a bit of time. A free download. And... Um, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll work on, we'll, we'll see uh, what we do next. Again, thank you everybody for making that possible. Signing up with Subscribestar, the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse on YouTube, or the uh, Rumble membership option. Uh, thank you for all the people that sent Super Chats and Streamlabs. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash Hard News Network. Um, you can go to Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com, or you can go to Twitter, which is at LiveHNN. Wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it. I'll see you guys on Saturday. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.